0: Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. And
1: introducing... Oh, all right. Hey, I'm A.J. Falleri. Yeah, Yay! I wasn't expecting
2: that. We are, uh,
0: we are here in A.J.'s house. He has made the most lovely recording studio for us it it's is really nice it's just a living room we're both what i love about this is Stephen and i are very literally diametrically opposed <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. the room we are sitting in opposite corners across the room from one another it's like a citizen Kane dinner table
2: <laughs> t- <in laughs> yes us. we're yeah.
0: staring into each other's eyes yeah we're both at the head of the table right um yeah it's very interesting but uh we're here for our big exciting game of the year specials 2019 2019. yeah um by the time you're hearing this the um games of the decade bonus will have been out if any of you have finished listening (laughs) to that by the time you're hearing this that's amazing yeah um, but uh, yeah thank you so much to everybody who listened to that literally at all truly
3: a test of patience and well, I mean I think we enjoyed recording it but boy is it long it is it's a long, long one it's a long one uh, yeah.
0: thank you to AJ for editing it
1: yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, done it yet so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how I feel yeah, yeah. we'll see if
3: we're still doing this show once you're done
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, poof went the show yeah but
0: uh, it's, it's wonderful to be doing this around the holiday season because that means it's Steven is here and gets the graces with his presence. Steven and AJ oh, just met for the first time, yeah, which is great. wonderful. Miraculous. I had an everything
3: bagel. You made me coffee. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the, can I share the mug you had? Yeah, please. Mug. You've got a mug that says Big Boss in like, big font. Yeah. And it works in so many levels. Yeah, I love it. Yeah,
1: I just cheers the microphone uh, <laughs> with, with said mug.
3: As as we go through our honorary list, I just want to say, AJ, thank you for all you do, and you are the big boss of our hearts. Thanks. Absolutely.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. So we're here for a very specific Put in reason. The
1: applause at ten.
0: <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> one straight hour of applause. <laughs> That's the game of the episode. So Andy Warhol applause. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. That's all I know from that show. Anyway, Um, moving on. Yeah, we're we're here
0: for a very specific reason. We're talking about our uh, game of the year. Uh, We're doing top ten, top ten, some Uh, honorable mentions.
3: Just like last year, uh, Brent and I are each going to go through our top 10. We'll alternate as we make our way to one, which will be our game of the year. And then we will go through, uh, we will make a collective top five for the show. So that's where we kind of have to compromise and, and sort of... Use both of it's a weird alchemy. Like, what happened last year, it's not quite as simple as, like, oh, you had this second and I had it fifth, therefore it's, you know, the average of that. It's really us trying to see, like, what we want to represent the show, like, being a little bit more objective, but also trying to honor our taste. Last year was like a weird shadow war between Celeste and Hollow Knight. Yeah. I'm really excited for this year because we had the show for the whole year, which we've said a lot. Yeah. Um, But I think, like, we we had a, we checked out a lot from last year, but I think this year especially we've covered a lot. Yeah, um, I but there there aren't going to be any like Monster Hunter World surprises this year because you and I
0: know what the other person has played now. For the most part, yeah. As yeah. fun and exciting as that was, that
3: was really exciting. That was a January favorite. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I think just just going into it because the conceit of the show is we always bring to the table what we're enjoying. Any game we have talked about, we like love in a way. Yeah. This
0: this is a really tough- There's some very notable exceptions
3: to that rule, which <laughs> Every but, yeah. n- every blue moon will 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 hurdle into something that we have to be a little bit more critical of, or maybe there's stuff where like one of us is enjoying it more than the other. Yeah. But um, but overall, like if we brought a game up, like we think it's worth checking out in some way. Um, so I just bring that up because like it was very difficult to make a list of ten. Yeah. Uh, this year, I have a list of uh, what is it, twenty two. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of honorable mentions. Obviously, we're only yeah, talking about yeah. top tens, really. But uh, yeah.
3: Cool. Um, uh, I think to kick things off, we're actually gonna go through our lists from last year yeah and just sort of talk about if we would change that at all or if we kind of stand by it so yeah uh, i'll go i'll do mine first if you don't mind sure
0: go for it so last year my top 10 wow, years doing this off the dome you have it memorized still
3: yeah it meant a lot to me wow okay incredible i also you know i'm i'm an actor i prepared for this part all right of Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can you can check because i know you had the list if i get it wrong let me know i do but uh, last year... I'll fact check this, like, yeah. CNN. Uh, uh, Octopath Traveler was seven! <laughs> um, uh, I am really loud. Your neighbors are going to hate this episode. Uh, anyway, number ten was Deltarune uh, by Toby Fox. Number nine was Red Dead Redemption 2. Eight was Octopath Traveler. Seven was Florence. Six was Monster Hunter World. Five was Greece. Four was Into the Breach. Three was Smash Brothers Ultimate. Two was Marvel's Spider-Man, and one, of course, was Celeste. Yeah. Is that correct? That is correct. You got it! I pretty much stand by that list. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I remembered my preference. Um, (laughs) I pretty much stand by that list. Uh, I maybe, depending on the mood, would, like, switch Monster Hunter with with Greece, but i feel like i stand by my listing there overall yeah um, I, I i especially celeste like that that's one of my favorite games in recent memory so yeah i that's pretty much the same as i feel now
0: yeah uh my list from 2018 was yeah. uh number 10 twinfold uh number nine into the breach number eight pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu oh yeah um which you still haven't played right no i played let's go pikachu oh you did we, we okay. talked about it like earlier yes uh, yes, yes, yes yes you're right you're right you're
3: i really right. liked it it wouldn't be in my top 10 but i enjoyed it thoroughly mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: number seven, Smash Ultimate. Number six, Celeste. Number Real. five, Monster Hunter <laughs> World. Number four, Florence. Number three, Marvel's TM Spider-Man TM. Uh, um, number two, God of War. Number one, Hollow Knight. Oh yeah. Um, which is a fun list. I honestly think the the only shift would probably be uh, bumping Monster Hunter World down and bumping Celeste up. Oh, cool. Um, so I think I would swap six and five. But um, do you yeah. want me to say what our top five from last yes, year was? Please do. The collective top five at the end of all the blood sweat and actual tears (laughs) was uh number five smash ultimate number four god of war number
3: three hollow knight number two celeste and number one marvel's Tam. Celeste. yes all this time i thought it was third i feel much better about it so spider-man was our game of the year for the show yeah Uh, how do you feel about that collective list
0: i feel pretty good about it honestly i don't
3: know what else i would swap in or out it felt um, like a good compromise i think i think neither of us wanted our game of the year to be number one yeah for the show yeah. um the point of tension was that hollow knight technically came out in 2017 but we allowed it uh we the collective royal we for me and that's not true and uh i hadn't played god of war yet and i still that's actually the one big thing i still have to like play more of that game it's still pretty early on so yeah I, I could see that probably changing my list up a bit, but yeah. um, I, I I had enough confidence that I would enjoy that a lot that I you know that we agreed to put it as high as it is. Yeah. Um. um did you ever go back and play God of War? That's what I just said. Oh yeah. I,
2: Wait. Sorry. I, yeah. I, <laughs> 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 Shit. I was no, like, it's, the list it's again. totally
3: okay. I, I covered a lot of thoughts there, but yeah, I I, I played more <laughs> of it, but I. <laughs> I'm yeah. Stephen, by the way. Uh, oh, cool good to meet you Aries, universal donor yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah so I, th- I think overall would you cha- so I guess we're not really changing anything from last year we still stand by it
0: yeah much. I stand by it I think um, I still I still feel good about the placement of God of War Hollow Knight Celeste um, kind of wild that Spider-Man ended up winning I do find myself going back and playing that game a lot yeah. still um, like late nights when I need to go to sleep and I can't I will just like load it up and just swing around the city for a while and like yeah. visit all the spots I like in New York York, which is fun. But uh, yeah, the only one that I kind of wish was in there that's not is, is Florence. Um,
3: Into but, the Breach as well for yeah. me, I think. Um, Florence, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think we like wanted to, like we would be being dishonest if we didn't include Smash Brothers Ultimate because yeah. it just seems so obvious. But like at that time, especially like that was, we had been following that the same way we followed uh, Pokemon this year. Yeah. Like it was it was representative of the show. I think Spider-Man is a game that like I could recommend safely to everyone. I mean, that's kind yes. of what did it for me. Yeah, I not that, like, you inherently get points of, of, of being, like, like universally accessible, but I think that's also a good selling point. You
0: yeah. Know? Yeah, I honestly, weirdly, looking back at this list and thinking about making my list for this year, I've been thinking a lot about Legacy and, and how much these yeah. games will stick with me uh like if we were to make a games of the decade like continuing on forever like how many of these games would i still be thinking about and like going back and checking out repeatedly and i think spider-man is one that will like stand the test of time smash is the same way um and hollow knight and celeste and god of war are all just incredible yeah
3: i think that really does like if i had to like if like Time was ceasing to exist, and I had to protect five games, it would be those, yeah, of that, of that era.
0: Um, but yeah, all, all of that said, I actually i feel really good about these lists still. Um, we crushed it
3: six months in, we did it,
0: yeah. Uh, do you want to start with uh, this year? I do, do I'm do so it? excited, I'm Me nervous. Too. Uh, but I I'm... have a really strong feeling that you and I have the same top two in the same
3: order, but we'll see. Whoa, I think, wow. Maybe not. You like surprising me, so I'm prepared for anything. Yeah. I've literally like had dreams and nightmares about what's to come. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm trying to not <laughs> surprise <laughs> you too much this year. Okay. Is my plan. Uh but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Do you want to do what we did last year and flip a coin? Sure. To see who goes first. Yeah, sure. Uh what do you what do you want to call? Oh
2: <laughs> I forgot that was
3: part of it. <laughs> this is like when you asked me if I checked out God of War. Uh Tails. You get it hell yeah two for two You're i got it last year as well shit shit oh fuck oh boy okay let me pull up my list i got it on my phone and my notes app let me pull it up real quick <laughs> <laughs> all right number 10 of 2019 this wow. is a game huh I'm, I'm just excited sorry me too honestly this was probably the most contended spot like i struggled to, to choose what was me 10th. too i yes. pretty much like changed the order of my top three uh well i'll You'll get to that. But basically, list list has changed a lot. I, I think you and I both went back and revisited a lot of games. We talked about it so everything was fresh. And there's like a natural inclination to favor what has been more recent. But regardless of all that, number 10 is A Short Hike. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, a Short Hike is a game we talked about earlier this year. It uh, came out for PC and Mac. Probably the one game I played on my Mac this year. Mm. It is a beautiful game where you play as a bird who needs to go on a short hike. And I I chose it because it embodies a lot of what I think you and I really like in games. Um, I mean the art direction is is really cool. Like like we described on the episode about it, it's sort of like a DS version. It's like per, it's like purposely ds Yeah, the,
0: uh, I think the thing I think the way we described it was it was as if you took like a, a Nintendo DS resolution game and then blew it up to full 1080p. Yeah. like that is
3: so it's exactly like exactly it intentionally like. pixelated in yeah. that way. Amazing soundtrack, and I think it's a it's an interesting microcosm of oddly enough an open world game as as small as purposely small as the scale is it's a game that lets you play as long or short of it as you want yeah and kind of molds to your experience and by the end like it's really worth seeing through no matter how long it takes i think it it, it's purposely low stakes it's very zen and peaceful with a beautiful soundtrack but it touches on something a bit more serious at the end but like doesn't overstay there and like I don't know. I just think it's beautiful. I think it's a really nice like microcosm of of features i really like in bigger games but yeah. i think it's important to have games that you could play in like 40 minutes and have that feeling of catharsis which is a word i use a lot
0: but. yeah people have I, from what i've seen the shortest you can complete this game is like between a half hour and 45 minutes yeah. and the longest i've seen is my playtime, which is like <laughs> three and a half hours yeah because i was like i'm gonna see everything here yeah, uh, yeah i i can't uh, overstate how much i love a short hike it was it was a beautiful game It really, really, really feels like actually going for a short hike. Like it has that, like, it does that sense of like mental clarity that comes with being outside and and just kind of like experiencing nature. Um, but I think the the thing that really sticks out to me is just how wonderful the writing is. Yeah. Um, and the fact that every single person you run into has like a little tiny story arc all their own is
3: really great, even down to the frog who doesn't believe that small shovels exist. Um, <laughs> right. And it's like his sandcastles are going through various types of government. Yeah. And that's just one small example of what's going on there. This is a game that I think for people who haven't really played video games in a long time and want to see like what how the medium has changed over the years it's like a really good introduction to like what cool shit is happening right now yeah i think absolutely and it's also great for people who've been playing a lot of stuff like you and i we i can't recommend this game enough i love a short hike yeah number 10 baby it's really good number
0: 10 uh for me again hotly contested uh there were like one two three four other games that i kind of could have all put at number 10 um and i'm bummed that i can't highlight all of them on this level but uh the one that i did pick for number 10 is control oh wow okay um which wasn't really the contender for number 10 until i went and revisited it last week but control uh for the playstation 4 and i think xbox one uh just an incredible game. Uh, the way I described it last week when we were talking about revisiting it was um, everything I, I like about Twin Peaks and none of the things I don't like about Twin Peaks, which is <laughs> most of it. Um, I love the aesthetic of, of, of Twin Peaks. I always have. Um, I, I, love, I love that like strange mystery box um aspect to it and i I love just being completely unsettled at all times the thing that really sticks out about control to me though the more i play it and the further in i get i still haven't finished it but the further in i get um just the the sense of every single corner being unknowable i think is really fascinating down to like there's did you ever get to the um uh the it's called the
3: ashtray maze is that the name of it
1: yeah the ashtray maze
3: yes yeah yeah thank you aj um did you get to the ashtray maze i haven't I've, i've heard talk of it but i got a little bit past the rocking horse that's where
0: I got oh it. okay, yeah. yeah. Um there's there's a bit of the game. I don't think this is spoiling a whole lot because I won't tell you how it concludes or whatever. Um but there's a bit of the game called the Ashtray Maze, which is like very much like a uh, Hollywood Tower hotel, like Chateau Marmont kind of looking hallway series. Um, that just constantly shifts its walls to make sure that you can never make it all the way through. Mm. So it is kind of like random. It almost feels like it's randomly generating just an endless series of hallways where the further you run in, the further and you feel like you're going. But as soon as you try and leave, you leave immediately. Um, which oh, is, wow. it just like, it doesn't want you there and it doesn't want you to see what's on the other side of the hallway. Um, and it's the way that they are, uh, protecting one very specific object of power, um, but I, I, think that, that bit in itself kind of like most perfectly encapsulates what's so interesting about that game, Yeah, which is that like literally around any corner, there is something that you have never seen before in a video game that is just there for like 15 seconds. And then they just throw it away at the end of that and then introduce you to something else. I, I think it's a really ridiculously, uh, well-crafted game. The, the ambition, uh, is, is like off the charts, Um oh, yeah. visually, I think it is stunning. Uh, it's use of light and, and form and architecture is is second to none in like any video game i've ever seen really and and as you and i were talking about when we were comparing this and death stranding this is a triple a game with a triple a budget that took a shitload of risks and they all paid off yeah Um, absolutely and i think that's awesome i think that's so good and also like you can even compare it to uh quantum break which is like another game by this developer that did not take off in the same way like that was kind of a, a I think some people saw it as a failure I never played it so I don't really have an opinion on it but I just remember that game did not do super well Um, so it kind of just goes to show like it's hard to do this and they did it Um, yeah I I find it really impressive I loved it yeah it's great
3: I think it's also like one of the games to point to in terms of how to do cutscenes well the cutscenes have kind of become a yeah a, a word that is a point of tension when talking about video games and like this is how to do them you know treat them like something you can experience while playing yeah um and and they i you can tell there's a lot of like very strong filmmaking knowledge for whoever kind of designed those cutscenes mm-hmm. or whatever team was responsible for that because like I, I mentioned this in the episode about it but just the way like things will quickly cut into the next thing yeah uh, it's it's so dreamlike and so like actually surreal it's it's wonderful i would rec- i recommend i didn't enjoy control as much as you did i definitely liked it a lot for all the presentation I, I bounced a little bit because of the gameplay Yeah, but I recommend Control to a lot of people and yeah. I think like it's another good game to check out because I think they purposely made the gameplay like pretty accessible and like simple even though something about games I get lost so easily and this game does not have a necessarily great map. So I'm just like. Yeah,
0: it's a game about getting lost. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's <laughs> right. literally a
3: game about a building that doesn't want you in it. Right. <laughs> so,
0: uh, but uh, yeah, it's part think of the course. I
3: control think. is, I recommend it to people because I realize like it's doing something so cool and interesting in a way that I think is a good like entryway to games. Yeah. You know,
0: I don't I don't think I, I talked about it in the Games of the Decade thing. Um, if I did, sorry for repeating myself, but um, <sighs> the thing <laughs> the thing uh, that really that really sticks out to me, I just remember going back and playing a game that I think I talked about on Games of the Decade, maybe not, called Antichamber, which was uh, just a really interesting like portal adjacent game um, that came out very stark. Like black and white line art as as your 3D environments, but the thing that was really special about that game was it was taking advantage of a lot of new things in the Unreal Engine at the time mm. that allowed you to walk through a door, turn around, and have wherever you walked out of be a completely different place. Um, and and used that like kind of a uh, surrealist like fantasy uh, kind of break your own brain um thing I, just very very well. And I I just remember playing that game and thinking I can't wait to see this applied to other things. Yeah. And Control to me feels like almost a full decade later the culmination of what anti-chamber was trying to pull off yeah um
3: and I love it and that's my number 10 number 10
0: I, I'm i done talking about it let's move on
3: <laughs> now I know how you feel because I, I feel like I slip into that kind of voice all the time <laughs> number 9 is yeah. a game that you also described as having an element of X without all the things you don't like about it it is The Outer Worlds <gasps> uh, a game wow. that you, you said it has everything you like about Fallout with all the stuff you don't like about Fallout yeah. I love The Outer Worlds it uh, was made by Obsidian who made uh, Fallout New Vegas and this feels like the spiritual the phrase my brain thought at first was spiritual rebuttal against, mm. which I think is interesting that, yeah. that came to mind because I think uh, from what I from what limited knowledge I have, I know Obsidian kind of had not the best time working under Bethesda, I and mean, that shows in the sort of anti corporate stance that uh, that Outer Worlds takes. Yeah, um, I think I think just on the surface, this game is an incredible work of satire that I think hits very hard in the times we're in now. Yeah, uh, we we've referenced scenes from it a lot, like, and that bleeds into the identity of the game everywhere, and I think that's what helps separate it from Fallout. Where it's not a game about like the nihilistic view of of human survival but it's a game about like kind of examining and questioning corporations running everything yeah um and it never it never falls into the pitfall of being like a fight club like yeah burn all down man like it really <laughs> if anything it kind of critically questions like well what do you do without them you know yeah this is a galaxy that has become so reliant on corporations that to just pull the plug would kind of be suicide yeah i think it's it's a really great it feels like a supercut of like 2010 western rpgs where mm-hmm. like you'll feel the dragon age influence and that's what surprised me the most is like how much dragon age dna there is here Um, I think above all else, I really loved the companions in this game. Parvati being number one by a long shot. Totally. Kind of almost ruined the rest of them for me because I don't think anyone else was as interesting as she was. Yeah, yeah. Starting with Parvati was like, that's a choice. There's some cool cool moments with all of them. But yeah, she definitely was the star amongst the rest. And uh, I do respect the robot Sam because like they tease you that there's going to be something more but it's literally just a robot that wants to clean. There's never anything added to it. And in the epilogue, it's like Like he continued cleaning planets and like, like, did (laughs) you know that sand models are like 70% more efficient against these types of stains? Like it's never anything but that. Yeah, Uh, Which is cause like, so often the robot is like, oh, this is the, like, this is the special robot that is self-aware, like, or whatever. This is just a robot. Um, yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, I liked Nioko a lot too. I liked uh, Viker Max had a really cool personal mission. I mean, this game is a great example, of kind of like a short hike, oddly, of of how much you can do in an open world RPG with both less space and less time. It's a pretty short game, depending on how you play it. Yeah,
0: I would say that was, it's like, that was the thing I was going to point out about. Outer Worlds I really appreciated was like not only uh, is it a short game but it it uses that to the best of its ability in terms of just fitting in as much of its theme as possible exploring it as much as possible but not like overstaying its welcome at all because I feel like there the the tendency with games like Fallout and Skyrim and even I don't know like Bioware stuff in certain instances is like just make it as expansive as possible make the world as big as possible just because they can because the technology is there right and i really appreciated the restraint of outer worlds um because it just feels so tight and every corner has a new interesting thing in it
3: and ironically it still feels like a big galaxy yeah i feel like you totally. get to know pockets of it better uh kind of it's similar to mass effect 2 in that way where like you'll see sort of the galaxy and you'll go to different parts of a planet and they'll each have their own personality um i think it's a fantastic game the the actual like mechanical gunplay is is like fine it's not why you're there yeah um i was surprised at how good it was i'll say that much i
0: i was expecting it to be a slog and to be a bummer and it ended up being tight i will say
3: just like a lot of 2010 western RPGs, the difficulty curve is a little weird like in the beginning i felt like it was really hard and then like nothing stood a chance at a certain point yeah but i wasn't playing it for that reason i i think where this game shines is like the role play and the dialogue and the companions and the satire yeah. uh, I think it's fantastic would recommend to anyone who likes fallout and is missing what made this decade of RPGs great it, it does feel a lot like a supercut but has an identity of its own it's not just like you know a Frankenstein monster yeah
0: um, okay my number nine uh, is similar to outer worlds okay in a way and I know this is gonna sound wild when I say it out loud but just trust me sure uh, it's for iOS what the golf
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I i am already putting some pieces together
0: yes um what the golf is a game we talked about during our apple arcade episode uh it is a game in which uh I, I think you described it as it tries as hard as possible to not be golf yeah um essentially just take any golf game or any like golf adjacent game you played on either like browser or uh on on your iphone in the past where you just kind of pull back and then release to to hit a quote-unquote golf ball at least you do that once in the very beginning and yeah then kind of never again uh but every level is kind of like a new subversion of you playing a golf game where I think the first one is just you putting a ball into the hole the second one is uh you know you have your guy and you pull back to swing the club and then you just throw the club out of your hands and then you're controlling the club instead of the golf ball uh you become the person like the golfer itself and you just have to hit the golfer into the flag um but slowly but surely the game starts to unfurl into like different games entirely like mario there's mario at one point it, yeah. it's mario it's portal it's super meat boy like it is every game uh possible using that same pullback and release control scheme so you always know what you're supposed to do but it is always surprising it's always funny which is so very difficult game. yeah that was the thing you and I talked a lot about during the games of the decade thing was like how infrequent it is for a game to just be hilarious um and this game somehow is always funny like it is every single level is funny um and not only that but every level is also three levels like there's a depth of this game that I think kind of goes overlooked in the conversations I've seen and heard about it in that every single level has as like the top level thing you have to do it's just like the the this is the level and then there's a kind of subversion of that as as a second version and then there's a third version of that level which is just like a harder version of the level yeah Um. there's so much game here it's really kind of amazing because it is just a bit like the whole game is just bits it's, but it
3: never feels shallow in that way like yeah it, and it, if anything it shows off how firm like of a game design understanding there is here. yes Uh, also exemplified with the recurring like AI boss who like challenges you to like Pong-esque missions. Yes. And it it also just shows how much you can do with a single mechanic and by extension shows how much you can do on mobile. Yeah. I think this is like one of the shining examples of Apple Arcade which I think like just big early honorable mention to all of Apple Arcade (laughs) basically. (laughs) I think we'll see a few
0: more. The most surprising success of 2019 to me is Apple Arcade but yeah. yeah, What the Golf just feels like a bunch of developers who just wanted to prove how good they are at programming? Because like yeah. it's amazing what what they're able to throw in and then immediately throw out. Um, like controlling a car and driving a car with the pullback and yeah. and angle yourself mechanic is wild. The reason that I compare it to uh, Outer Worlds is I think both of these games have a very very very. Uh, strong central conceit that they explore as much as they possibly can and then bail because both yeah. games aren't very long but they do feel so fully realized that I don't even know what you would add on. Right. Um, which is awesome.
3: I agree. I think there's also a little bit of satire in the Golf as well. Oh I yeah. Mean, like, it's mostly, yeah. it's. I don't think it's as like, uh, I don't know what it's satirizing but like I think it's I mean, kind of, I guess, video games in general. Yeah. It takes place in kind of a factory, which is an interesting setting. Yeah. It's a great game. That becomes increasingly
0: more surreal as you go through it. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's great. Would recommend if you have Apple Arcade. It's one yeah. of the best.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it shows up elsewhere eventually, but I think it might just stick to Apple Arcade. That makes sense. We're on number
3: eight now, right? We are on number eight. Speaking of Apple Arcade, number eight for me is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Whoa. Um, this might be like the star of apple arcade arguably yeah at least in in sort of a presentational aspect at least at launch it was like the one yeah this is also uh worth noting it's one of the few apple arcade games that is on other platforms so you can get it on switch you can get it on ps4 I actually have it on ps4 like i recommended in our episode about it i would recommend getting it on whatever has the best audio set up for yeah. you. Um, I would
0: recommend Switch over over iOS, personally. Oh, ha- yeah. Having played it on both, I would definitely recommend having buttons to press. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I have it on PS4, and I, I think that was a great way to play it as well. So yeah. whatever. I think it's it's cool to see that because I, I would hope to see more Apple Arcade Games branch out. Yeah. But regardless, also Annapurna,
0: right? Yeah. Another great Anna year Purna for Annapurna. Annapurna published. Samogo developed, uh, known for Year Walk, Device 6, a bunch of, like, really disparate games thematically. Yeah. Uh, wild that this was the next one.
3: Right, this game is wonderful. I, 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 it's a testament to how hard it was to make this list that this is number eight. Because mm-hmm. um, I, like, for most of the years, like, this is absolutely going to be a top five. But no, no shade on eight or nine or ten because it's still an exclusive <laughs> place. But um no Wild Hearts* is one of the best game soundtracks, just right off the bat. It is such a good soundtrack, and I think this is a game that is all about the music. The music informs the presentation yeah. and the gameplay in a way where I think a lot of people have called it like an interactive music video yeah at the same time it's it kind of also like with the golf it's a flex of game genre yeah this game so uh, so like fleetingly switches what it is so sometimes it's a rhythm game sometimes it's like a kind of res third person shooter uh sometimes it's it's like like, a little hack and slashy sometimes yeah Yeah. um and you always it catches you off guard in a fun way but like i read one review where they were like the minute i stopped thinking and just started listening was when i got better at the game yeah And a lot of things are to the rhythm in some way. Another game you can beat in like 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, But you will more than likely go back and replay the levels if not just to hear the songs but I have felt a a compulsion to go back and like gold rank every level and that's tough yes I've only gold ranked one level it was the Mayan song uh, with the swords that song fucking rules
0: yeah Um, I've listened to the
3: soundtrack so 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 much me too my Spotify rap was like almost all Daniel Olsen that's Uh, so funny yeah but uh, of Wild Hearts is just an incredible game I think it's such a cool like experience to have Uh, I was genuinely moved by the end of it it's an ambiguous enough story I think it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people yeah and that's important totally it's just like it's just a lovely time it's almost hard to really make cool points about it it's just such a positive experience that doesn't feel shallow yeah I mean, it's dealing with heartbreak so it's inherently kind of bittersweet in that way but it's such a powerful it embodies the feeling you get when you blast music in a car with friends to get over something bad yeah I've noticed in my life that whenever I'm going through something rough my like my taste or my like qualification for what's a guilty pleasure versus just music. I want on like, yeah. drops and mm. like this game is music I want on always, but it, it has that like freedom to it. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's just a great game. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I am
0: totally with you on all of that and I'm not going to say anything else just in case it pops up later (laughs) oh yeah just in case number eight I'm so excited for this one because I'm pretty sure it's not on your list but maybe it is um but it's a game I know you love uh AJ also Remnant from the Ashes (gasps) yes for the PlayStation 4 and maybe other things I'm not really sure Remnant from the Ashes (laughs) is um a game that I only know exists because of a Kotaku article that came out that was just like Remnant from the Ashes is Dark Souls with guns and I was like that sounds really ridiculous i want to try that um and checked it out uh played it for i think like an hour uh and just had like the weirdest wildest time with it because at at its core i mean it is that and as you and i talked about like that is a kind of reductive way to talk about it and worth noting the kotaku article goes on that's not all it says it goes on to talk about exactly what i'm about to say um but this game is every game somehow yeah also it is somehow like just when you think you have clocked it like it, it, it begins you think it's dark souls with guns you're in a trench coat you got a cowboy head on and you got a revolver and you think it's like a western Last of Us kind of thing. There's like weird tree people invading some random city and then you beat essentially Groot from the MCU uh, and suddenly you're whisked off into space and you meet a alien god who needs bath water. Yes. <laughs> he, needs a, he needs a bath bomb. Like actually. Yes. For real. Uh, he needs a bath bomb from Mad Max. Yeah. So then you go to Mad Max Fury Road and then you fight a bunch of Mad Max people then you go to Hollow Knight, and
3: then you go to Hollow
0: Knight and you eat for a while. The Bug Queen, yeah, yeah. It, it this game is so bonkers, it is like completely out of its mind, and simultaneously feels so cohesive and so fun. Um, it is a Dark Souls alike that is built to be played with people, which I love. Like from yeah. the ground up, is like meant to be played multiplayer, and is like one of the most thrilling experiences I've had. I think this year playing a game, just seeing what this game has to offer. Yeah. Because every time you think you know what it is, it switches it up, and it's just like it's. it's It always nails it. It always sticks the landing when it tries to become something different.
3: This was definitely my favorite game to stream with you. I mean, we had our characters, CJ and and Howard, who we love. And uh, yeah, it's it is it's a game that like I describe this game as like a friend's band who has like just started and they have such potential that you know you can't like rightfully recommend them to everyone yet. because yeah. They're still practicing. But like <laughs> I am rooting for this game with my whole heart. And yeah. like I do think there's a lot of stuff here that's working that like you said is beyond just Dark Souls with guns. Yeah. It's, I mean Because the game is randomly generating itself which I
0: think is inherently interesting in the first yeah. place. Like there are entire bits of story that you may or may not see depending on how the world rolls for you and it and it asks you to play the game multiple times because it's so short it asks you to keep going back and play the game multiple times and you will always see new things which is wild and on top of that they're adding a bunch of free dlc so they're adding even more stuff to it
3: the variety of setting the the amount of customization you can put into your character's stats like that stuff is all like really cool and unique to this game yeah uh (laughs) then you have stuff like the nietzsche quotes they throw at you when you die like it's just it's It really is a fun... I I would say like my enjoyment of this game is like quadrupled when we played it together mm-hmm. and I, again it's built to play with a friend so i don't think you can knock it for it not being as fun solo but like yeah you definitely need to go in with someone who also wants to play it and if you do that i think you're gonna have a great time yeah it's, and
0: it's worth noting also on that note uh, is that the matchmaking is good so yeah. you can always just load into somebody else's world or get somebody to come and that's do yours, true um, and yeah. still have a blast with it
3: yeah <laughs> i'm so glad it's on your list this is such a fun game
0: yeah uh, i i can't believe it made my list i just the more i thought about it the more more i i reflected so positively
3: we had a lot of fun with it there's also a lot of cool weapons like the weapon like i had that yeah they one, get so bizarre yeah i had that one gun that just shoots radiation that bounces everywhere yeah um yeah because i mean it starts off like you
0: have a you have a rifle and you have a pistol or and a like, hammer yeah you have you yeah. have a hammer or a big uh like bone saw kind of thing yeah uh that uses a melee weapon and like that's kind of it and you think that's kind of all it's gonna be and then as soon as you like go to space and go to mad max and go to hollow knight but way too realistic like you start to you start <laughs> to pull
3: knight, yeah. yeah
0: you start to pull all of those elements of those worlds into the into the weapons and then they just become really inventive and, and we got and to wild. Pan,
3: the last world we were at was the pan's labyrinth one where there was the guy playing a flute yeah like, i was like what is this and there was a war between like between <laughs> minotaurs and and elves like it's and i think we just scratched the tip of the iceberg i don't know what else is there but yeah we gotta, we'll we we'll return to that one day I yeah think, especially I, with all the updates
0: i love this game and i i'm excited to see more of it um, me too it's so Bizarre. Remnant from the Ashes. It's weird. This, this is kind of, the, now that I'm looking at is it, it's kind of the trend of my three games so far. It's just like not knowing what's around the next corner. Yeah. Between Control what the Golf and this. Um. Truly. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Remnant from the Ashes. I love that game. Yeah. I'm so happy.
0: Tell me your number seven, Stephen.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love this already. I'm no, on board. All number right. seven is a game we spent a lot of time covering. Uh, We're very outspoken about how much we love it. It's Pokemon Kingdom Sword and Shield. three oh, okay. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sid crushed it in this uh, <laughs> third installment. I knew one of us was going to say Kingdom Hearts three for something. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield nice. number seven. Um, wow, yeah, I'm um, wow, again. I'm amazed that it's this low for you. That's what I mean. That's like that's. Every game is too low. Even number one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, probably one of the games I put the most time into this year. I love it. I think it's great. We've really talked a lot about it, so I'd say if you want our full thoughts, listen to uh, Perfect Rivals, and I think uh, you're in love with Sabrina Gills. Yeah, we have too. multiple episodes yeah, have, about it. Never mind. I think most of the season in some way is about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. But I think it's a great game. The I quest I'm, really does continue this season, huh? As I've played it more, I think that... <laughs> uh the story seems to be structured to kind of get you done with it as soon as possible at the same time it's there to like really make the gym battles feel exciting which i think it does yeah And i think having like, if anything i think i mean it's it's the story of pokemon sword and shield so like there's nothing to really critique it is what it is mm-hmm. but um the obligation of having like a cosmic threat and a team almost gets in the way I feel yeah like, as much as i love team yell which they're great the plot of them amazing mm. but i think just having it set up where you just go through the league as quickly as possible is like fun and exciting and, and why you're there yeah never mind the like i actually really enjoyed the post game campaign with hop and peers yeah i still haven't seen
0: it i'm uh, really excited to but
3: uh it's it's a lot of fun yeah um,
0: I, a thing that we
3: talked a lot
0: about in our i think first episode about it was mainly just the way that reframing the gym battles actually does make the game feel fresh for the first time yeah. in a really long time like just taking the pokemon league and turning it into like Kind of a FIFA adjacent, like big sports arena thing. Yeah. Makes it so electric to. Walk into any of the gyms at any point. The thing that honestly uh, sticks with me the most, though, about this game is that it—it's the first one in a long time, maybe since Gold and Silver, that has actually felt like it has some difficulty to it. Yeah, there are some moments um, where, in my hubris, because like, oh, I've been playing this game since nineteen ninety-seven. Like, I thought that I was going to be good to go, and I absolutely fucking was not. Yeah. Um, and I just really appreciate that. Um, a game that I think has been so stagnant for so long has decided to take a risk at least in that aspect. Sure. Like- Acknowledging the fact that there will be people playing this that have been playing this since ninety seven, you know, um, and and saying no, you don't just need to know tight matchups. There's more to the battle system than just that,
3: right? And they purposely kind of switch you up on that. Like if you go in just expecting to, like in uh, I think the fairy gym is the that's, fairy gym feels like the, the one I'm thinking wall. of talking yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I think as much as the story is is just sort of a placeholder, I do genuinely have interest in this region and in the the, yeah. gi- the gym leaders, especially have such character to them that. I I really like like i got excited when i got their uh cards because on the back it has like a bit of backstory yeah i genuinely liked that like yeah, it's more too. interesting than the actual story and yeah and the wild area i think was a really cool addition it's still like imperfect in its online-ness again it's nintendo online so yeah. it's whatever however playing this game locally is a blast and playing like just battles online is super easy so mm-hmm. like It's definitely a big step in the right direction, despite, like, the eight steps back it also takes. Right. Like, the four-digit code is truly a nightmare, (laughs) but... yeah i mean i can't recommend this game enough if you like pokemon it's one of the best i i think it's a great time and i really really love my time with it and i will continue playing it for sure
0: yeah yeah as i think as maligned as the game is on the internet um you and i went into it with pretty high expectations and still really enjoyed it yeah absolutely yeah cool pokemon sword and shield what a good video game it's so good um what is that number seven yeah okay cool my number seven is apex legends oh wow surprise drop yeah um fucking beyonce drop (laughs) (laughs) video game yeah respawn the makers of titanfall titanfall 2 um the legacy people that made call of duty 4 modern warfare which i'd say kind of reinvented um the online multiplayer shooter sure um you know really really solid team of people released apex legends kind of just what was it it was like a two-day press cycle i think like it's there was nowhere there was one day where a bunch of press were like we just saw this thing we can't say what it is yet but it's wild and then number the second day it came out it it is uh it is just a blast it is just so much fun and uh, like to be fair i have stopped playing it since i have not gone back to apex legends in a long time i think last time i played it was with you two so I, it
3: became I'm, a jogging sim that ended in death for me yeah. Because, yeah because the way the three of us played it together ended
0: up literally just being us like shooting the shit um, and not suddenly. shooting
3: the people right <laughs>
0: essentially
3: so we just
0: spent a lot of time like
3: gibraltar catching up with his friends and then just getting suddenly annihilated rooted. yeah
0: yeah by by fucking like awesome. a drop ship yeah. yeah um but uh i i can't i can't overstate how uh successful this game is in terms of what it set out to do and what it accomplishes mechanically like it manages to blend everything that's good about Fortnite and everything that's good about Overwatch into one thing i i think like my one point of tension initially was just like the realism of the thing and and how self-serious it was kind of turned me off but the more you get to not know the characters but the more you experience the characters the the better it feels and the more goofy it starts to feel yeah. the more rever- written it starts to feel um and and that kind of goes all the way through and in, even into like the art direction of the world and the announcer and the fact that like there are now giant aliens walking all over the map and i haven't even seen the second map yet there's a second map now which yeah i haven't even checked out we but played I'm, a
3: bit of that aj it was y- fun
0: yeah i'm i'm excited to see it but uh i played so much apex legends this year i know you played a bunch of it as somebody who doesn't play a lot of first person shooters yeah. like this was one that actually worked for you it also did.
3: this was uh like you've done a lot this year of going out of your comfort zone and check out like uh jrpgs and such yeah this was like so far outside like I would not have played this game if it wasn't for the show and I yeah. had a great time with it yeah I think it's also worth pointing out that not to dunk on anthem but this came out around the same time yeah and I think it's it's worth noting that there's a game that no one knew anything about that just showed up. Had there been like a year of knowing EA was making a free-to-play yeah. Fortnite-esque game, yeah.
0: like no one would have wanted that's, that. That's what day one of
3: the press cycle was. Yeah. Day one of the
0: press cycle was literally people hearing like, oh, the next Respawn game is like a Fortnite clone and everybody's just going, what the fuck?
3: But it's that great. sounds awful. And yeah. then you
0: get your hands on it and you start playing it and it's amazing. It's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah. It's, it's a great time. I mean, I think like at this point, I think there was a Hard Drive article that was like, it's now the time when only like professional professional players are playing it so you can't like uh, yes you can't like get that. into it i forgot yeah. the, the headline but yeah i feel that a little bit i'm so bad at this game <laughs> like yeah it's yeah, it truly is like it's it's a, a jogging simulator that ends in tragic death yeah it's, the the
0: ship of me enjoying myself playing this game i think has sh- has sailed at this point i, I don't know if i can get back into it and like have a good time but it's a great it's it's a really
3: tough i think i think the fact that it's like teams of three is a really good framing device and i think that makes it more accessible because yes. like you can get to the like the last 10 squads just by running around and the level design is so beautiful that like even i don't really care if i win i just enjoy playing it i enjoy yeah. talking to you while playing it. it's, a, it's a great time yeah. Uh, it's a, I'm glad I checked it out because I, I didn't really play much of Fortnite. So it was cool to see like what this whole thing is about. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I can see how people get into this. Yeah, it was
0: fun. Yeah. I think if you are on the outset of the like Battle Royale genre and you want to check any of them out, I think honestly, Apex Legends is maybe the one to start with I just because so. mechanically it is so tight. It's yeah. It was literally like in our episode when it came out, like that was literally my dream from I think the last E3 was like, I just want to see a triple A studio who like knows how to make a solid first shooter put that into a battle royale game and that's exactly what it is and it, it rules it's great yeah
3: I love the characters I love the design it's, it's an awesome game yeah you, you also said it's like it's like almost gets Mountain Dewy but comes out the other side yeah uh, which I think is somehow accurate
0: yeah uh, and it introduced us to Caustic which is I think maybe the most important
2: <laughs> cultural
0: touchstone of this podcast outside of a Pokemon game this yeah, year outside
3: of like the Glover and the Bloodborne yeah Cough. yeah, it's like, yeah our- it's
0: like it's Glover it's Caustic Corviknight all of
3: Pokemon <laughs> I think just in general. Hi, Lauren Michaels. This is my SNL audition. I'm gonna be doing all of the Pokemon. <laughs> the whole national decks. No controversy here. I'm doing all of them. <laughs> I'm doing all of them, Lauren. Get ready. Here's Badoof's evolution Biberol. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Mr. Mime. Uh he's a Mime he doesn't talk. Okay. Uh <laughs> Are we at number six now? We are at number six. I, Mr. Mime does talk. He goes like, Mr. Doesn't he? Or is that a dream? Oh, does he? I, no, he my, just...
0: my favorite tweet of the year, by the way, I think, of like most tweets. I, I just think about it all the time is your tweet about Mr. Mime's new Galar evolution. How they added a face to his stomach. And you're like, somehow adding a face to Mr. Mime's stomach does make him less it creepy. It evens it out.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> like That's the parabola you had to overcome. It's like Give him another face on his stomach and it'll make this. And now he's cute. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how that worked. Because the Galarian, because there's another, I wasn't ready for Galarian, Mr. Mime, who is like even more humanoid and kind of prances like he got away with something. Yeah. My, uh, Dom will give you the shout out. Dom and I go like, oi, medicine, oi,
2: medicine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What is he guilty of? Anyway. Number six. Number six. Oh, God. What a jump. This is a surprise for, I think, you and the listener, because it's something I haven't talked about. Gripping the sides of the chair. Number six is the remake of Resident Evil 2. Whoa, it happened. Yeah. I was wondering
0: if this was going to make your list, because you've been kind of alluding to it, but haven't fully... This is a
3: game that I wanted to check out, it came out in January and like people really, really liked it. And I just like, you know, I, I have to kind of be in the mood for, for that kind of horror experience. Yeah. So like I, I ended up getting it somewhat recently and I, I, uh, got because in that same purchase i got gravity rush 2 which is a whole thing Mm -hmm. i I saw like a second sun that lit my life beautifully (laughs) and just other things in the backlog but then i was like you know i really really want to check this out before the year ends i've i've written in the newsletter and talked about how much i like resident evil 2 specifically yeah um this remake is fucking amazing it's really good there's a lot of positive press about it a lot of articles that are like this is how to do a remake and Mm -hmm. i second that 100 just like it simultaneously retains what made that era of survival horror games good so like even more uh even more hardcore on like conserving ammo like you have one knife that might break and like eight (laughs) bullets so a lot of this game is like Uh you with nothing yeah and even then zombies take like a lot to kill um and it borrows a lot from from PT and from Resident Evil seven with like the design of the zombies. They're all terrifying. Yeah. Uh, And, and you're never sure if you go into a room, if it's going to be cleared or not, even if you've cleared it out. Like I went back into one and there was just a zombie facing away from me. Brilliant addition. There is direction with the lights. But most rooms are dark. That's a new edition that wasn't in the original. And you have mm-hmm. a flashlight. So you can only really see what you're directly looking at. Yeah. Like in Resident Evil 2, you can choose to play as Leon or Claire. And once you beat that campaign, you can play the other one like to see what they were up to. Uh, I'm playing as Claire. And mm-hmm. uh like there's a whole new script. Um there's a whole new like like it follows similar beats, but the opening the first scene of this game is a truck driver biting into a really high-res cheeseburger which somehow is gross and that's them just being like this is what's to come like we're yeah. going to show you something <laughs> that isn't gross yet but like yeah just wait and yeah it's uh, it's
2: the
0: the dexter opening right. right it's 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 him just cutting into ham
3: yeah exactly yeah. and uh like control there's a lot of really good shots in this game like the filmmaking and like yeah. the the cinematography in this game like in the cutscenes and Honestly, really good performances. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a uh, officer you meet named Marvin who's like dying, and he's like he tells Claire because Claire is there to visit her brother, who's Chris Redfield from the first game. Mm-hmm. He's on vacation, so he's not even in raccoon City. So she's right. just like trapped. And Marvin, the police officer, is like, "No matter who these things were, like, save yourself. If you see these things, run or kill them. Do not hesitate." Yeah. And that performance, and that, that's something you hear in every zombie thing. And, that, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, how can you make zombies interesting in 2019? Right. From a game that already did it really well, and somehow this game does it. Like this to me. In my, I haven't been in it yet, but I, I'm like four hours in. Yeah. This game is like the definitive Resident Evil experience for me cool uh, I love the presentation uh, I love the reintroduction of the puzzles and like oddly Zelda meets Metroidvania mechanics of like mm. learning the map There was actually that uh GameSpot article about elements of games that that the staff enjoyed oh yeah and yeah. they talked about the interactive map of Resident Evil 2 it's fantastic because mm. this is a game like it's the the lore is that it's a police station that used to be an art museum which is how they justify like like you cool. know, getting like I love that. Oh man, medallions awesome. of the zodiac to put into a statue of a lion. <laughs> like you know, I like that. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I, oddly enough, uh, Leon looks a lot like Steve from Stranger Things in this game, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, uh, But i am playing as Claire, and like her, her performance is just really believable. And that's the thing that strikes me is like, as much as I love Resident Evil Four, that game is purposely very campy. This game is like just down to the reloading animation of like you see like their hands shaking as they put bullets back in, and like. Yeah.
0: I they, saw some gifs going around recently of, uh, I think, I think it's also when they're reloading, but you're also holding the flashlight. They like, yeah, they, like they put, put the, the flashlight, flashlight up under their yeah. chin it is, to hold it. Yeah. It is cool. so
3: good. I, I would put, I like, as I talk about it, I almost want to move it higher on my list, but like, I think just by virtue of being a remake and wanting to highlight other things, I, I put it at six, but like, I, if you like the series and you and you like horror games, I cannot recommend this enough. It is so fucking cool and good. And yeah. great. I love it. Now
0: I want to check it out. I will definitely,
3: we're going to talk about it again once I'm farther in, but I think you would love it a lot. Yeah. Honestly. I think I would too. Yeah. And
0: they have now since announced Resident Evil 3 which looks awesome. as a remake, which yeah. also looks great. Yeah. And I just hope that we're getting closer to Resident Evil 4 getting remade. Ooh. Because that'll be my game of the year whenever
3: that happens. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> it is.
0: It absolutely
3: is. Uh okay. Yeah. So Resident Evil 2, that's number six.
0: Cool. My number six is another game about Claire. It's a short hike. Yes. Um, this I I'm actually not too surprised that this is higher on my list. Listen on yours sure. um i got so enveloped in the world of this game it was hard for me to let go and it's the reason why it took me so long to beat is because i just didn't want to stop playing it yeah um i explored every corner of this map i saw every like character's plot line all the way through yeah um i i was just so smitten by everything about this game it it really Felt like just getting it like a, a nice hug from someone that you love for sure. Um, it does feel that way. To play. I, I, was, like I was Resident Evil 2, yeah, just like <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Two games, take your shot and run. <laughs> <laughs> Fly, Claire fly yeah seriously um no matter who they were I just I found I found every <laughs> single character in this game to be uh not only likable but so fleshed out that they just like felt real in in the yeah. little moments that you had with them e- even down to the like quiet almost nothing moments where a walrus teaches you how to fish and you're, and you're just you're just sitting on a dock and it goes completely silent and they bump up the the ambiance of of the forest around you um and you just sit there for a while and wait for your your fishing line to get a fish on it um, it reminds and, and me you the just hang out
3: in undertale where you lie on the floor with the yes, ghost yeah. it is that it is yeah. that for this game yeah,
0: yeah. and no surprise that's my favorite moment of undertale yeah. also
3: <laughs> i think i
0: texted you immediately sometimes when I, that. I lie
3: on the floor and feel like garbage yeah just do that yeah,
0: um, yeah a, a short hike um, i think so perfectly encapsulates what it set out to do and as you kind of alluded to when you were talking about it before i i think it kind of like sets a new precedent for how amorphous a narrative can be a, a lot of people you know looking back at the decade and stuff talk about the the impact of Minecraft and how not having an actual narrative or like real clear direction for the player can sometimes actually be beneficial and it allows people to kind of explore um, how they want to play uh, in, in every instance a short hike is weirdly kind of similar in that they give you a very loose goal of go up to the top of the mountain but there's obviously so much other stuff to do and so many things to explore and so much of the mountain to see that you're kind of just like let loose on your own and it feels so much like being a little kid and your parents just saying like alright go outside for the day yeah. see you later you know right. it, it captures that so well I mean even down to like beach stick ball and and uh collecting the stuff or finding the shovel for the for the shovel frog and like uh the tortoise and the hare race like there are so many moments that stick out to me and they're all so sporadic in between just like very nice moments of walking to beautiful music you know what I mean yeah. it, it is like
3: and I think it, I can't stress enough how much of a driving force the soundtrack is yeah in creating that mood and I think that's what like fills the gaps in this game yeah you know like more so like as much as the dialogue is is incredible and, and also very funny yeah um, it, it is so held together by the soundtrack
0: yeah I just I just think it, it captures the sense of being alone out in the woods so well simultaneously with just like running into people on a trail and like saying Oh, hello you know yeah. like yeah that vibe but because you're claire and you're such an optimist and you just want everything and everyone to be so happy you just have full-ass conversations with everyone yeah.
3: um which you know stranger danger maybe don't do that but also great it was so fun also like i love all those people it's easy to overlook the design of the game of that you could fall off the mountain and still somehow get back up. Like the, the, the sort of 3d perspective platforming is pretty good. Like, Like that's not why you're playing it, but like it's done in a way that it could easily not be noticeable, but it's very purposely crafted. I think. Yeah, I, I just remember, I, th- I think we talked about this
0: in our episode about it, but I played for about two hours because I, I was like, I don't want this to end. And then I started climbing up the mountain and then realized that the mountain kind of doubles in size once you climb up it even yeah. a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so much more game here. And that's when I really kind of just like beeline for the end and then went back and finished everything. But it feels so much like just reading a like a beautiful, wholesome novella or something. Yeah, you know, it is. It is uh, lovely in that it is actually a short hike right um but has so much more depth than you would ever imagine once you start playing it yeah um yeah i i love this game i can't wait to see more from this developer um i i hope that it gets released on other platforms i i just want everyone to experience it um, yeah this
3: would be great on switch as i yeah. say about everything but yeah like for real yeah uh i love it i think microcosmic is the best word to describe this game yeah it's as big or as small as you want it to be yeah totally cool well now we're getting into top fives right Ayo. you yeah, want to take are. a bit of a break and then come back yeah let's do that cool aj thanks for having us over this is great yeah it's great
0: yeah how yeah. you doing over there you good
1: i'm wonderful yeah the fire on the tv is making me actually hot i think
0: yeah wow. it is hot in here <laughs> yeah quickly uh, of of our top uh or sorry our bottom fives so far anything stick out to you that you're feeling you'd like to control a lot right
1: Uh, yeah I really like control I haven't played as much of it as I wanted to yeah. like I've visited the ashtray maze but mm-hmm. not in the way that it the game is letting you progress through it mm. so it just like pushes you in circles yeah and like as you walk into one room the wall the wall behind you will close and another one will open yeah and so I started trying to dash through the yes, one yes, that yes. was like closing behind me. But then uh, I, I think I saw something online that was like, you can't do this until you get to a certain point. I was like, well, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> point taken. So, whatever. Um, no, uh, I really, I forgot that Apex Legends came out.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's when you and I started hanging out more.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. we played, because I think every time before the last time we played, which was the last time I played, we all three of us had played together. Yeah. yeah. And then Steven and I had just played as the exact same i don't know yeah it's a it's a fun game to just like hang out and do stuff and like even i, I felt kind of bad because we had a third person every time
3: yeah because strong, you know, that's how like, the game works and they were like <laughs> doing
1: stuff and me and steven are just like oh yeah we just you know
0: hanging yeah. out. you can see like
3: gibraltar and lifeline playing patty
2: kick <laughs> <laughs> is
3: just like i'm getting down um yeah, yeah. i always landed in the swamp yeah
1: <laughs> but no it's good uh talking when you're talking about re2 steven you're saying you like the metroidvania stuff and the the yeah. the, the puzzle whatnot and i guess brendan too play resident evil 7 because that stuff is in there yeah it's great and it gets I know you're I know we're talking about 2019 games but yeah. Resident Evil 7 is really good
0: yeah um, I loved what I, I mean I played that game this year and yeah
1: well and your biggest it. your biggest thing about it was that it gets a little like kitschy Yes. I guess. Yeah. Um, but like the longer you play it, the more you realize that it's just getting Resident Evil kitschy and not just like they're taking themselves too serious mm. kitschy. Yeah. And the puzzles and stuff are very, very fun. Yeah. That's like, it's, like, it's really sp- spooky, but then it just gets, it just turns into every other Resident Evil game. Yeah. You uh, should play it slowly.
3: I think, I think I should. I mean, cause I, I think I like, have
1: the physical disc. Do you want it?
3: Ooh, maybe. Actually, that sounds great. <laughs> okay. But going back I to RIT, <laughs> like it has also a lot of documents and stuff that have you yeah. me to them. I mm. think you would like that a lot. Like, okay. There's one point where it's like Leon, because canonically, canonically, what am I doing? But, uh, Leon's first day is, <laughs> uh, according to, uh, Capcom <laughs> canon, um, but, uh, it's Leon's first day when the outbreak starts. Right, right, uh, right, yeah. That's, like, my fir-
0: have I ever told my first day at
3: Blockbuster story on this podcast? Oh my god, no, tell me. My oh.
0: first day at Blockbuster, uh, it was, like, right at the end, like, right before Blockbuster went out of business. My first day, I'm taking, like, a, like one of the, like, onboarding tests. Just going through, like, okay, what, the, like, loss prevention stuff. Uh, and what to do if somebody tries to rob the store and somebody right. came in and robbed the store? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that day, like day one, and I had I ended the night by like having to go to the police station, and, like give a report and stuff. jeez. and uh, the the person who came in like stole a bunch of blu-rays, but also a bunch of candy. And I got a call from the regional manager of Blockbuster who was like, "Hey, great job, kid. You can keep all the
3: candy." <laughs> <laughs> you'll do great at Umbrella Corp.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, exactly.
3: But uh, they like lock Leon's desk. Like your first mission is to unlock your desk. Really That's shit. So uh, funny. But then you have to see like yeah. the passcode is the first letter of all their names. So you have to like put a flashlight on all the desks. Yeah. And, like, meanwhile, there could be, z- it's it's so good. Yeah. It's real- I'm, I'm so happy I checked it out. There are, I, I'll get into this once we're done. There are a couple games that I really wanted to see that I didn't this year. That'll be like our fleeting regret as we get into the other list. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Highly recommend. Cool. Anything else on your list, AJ?
1: Oh, God. My list? I didn't play nearly Did you make a list? I did not make a list. I did not play 10 video games this year. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, Not well enough to to make a list. Honestly, like, like,
3: good move. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: like, I just don't have time between like working and editing and like yeah, also totally. uh anyway uh because like i played fire emblem and stuff yeah and i'm having a great time with it but i'm like 20 hours in which mm. like isn't enough i don't think because I, I think i'm playing the way that you played like i think i'm on month like four or five yeah i've
3: been playing for nearly 30 hours yes um it's so easy yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. yeah. vacuumed into that game time time passes differently with that game yeah yeah um, i don't think you need to discredit that time though i don't think like whatever your experience is your experience yeah you know? but i feel i feel like
1: a lot of what people Enjoy about it is sure, sure. like post time skip stuff, right? Um, right.
3: Mm. Which I, I've, I've heard that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, Stephen. Uh, but uh, I guess so. If you don't have a list, was there anything else that we brought up that you? That
1: uh, you I mean, Apex Legends would be on there because I think and, yeah. and Control. There's other Apple Arcade games. Uh, but I don't want to bring them up just in case. Cool, cool. Apex Legends is de- would definitely be on there, like I said. Control. Uh, I'm surprised that Pokemon was so low for you, Stephen. That, that's the theme
3: of the list. It's <laughs> like the, my bottom five feels like top five. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with
1: that
0: so low, I actually I kind of have thrown out my guesses as to what your list is. Well, mm. surprises this
3: year. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, my list changed a lot, and I had to revisit a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, enough about me. Let's let's get something to eat. Yeah, like yeah, let's take a and, break. Uh, then we'll come back. Yeah. Cool. Happy holidays. Happy
2: holidays. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, virtual log. That's our goodbye. fourth <laughs> guest. <laughs> goodbye.
1: Can I, before we get back into your top five, sure. talk about a game a little bit? You played. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Cool. So I played some Apple Arcade games. <gasps> uh, because I got Apple Arcade uh when it was free. And then honestly forgot to cancel it, but then yeah. also you guys talked about uh, some other Apple Arcade games, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm bought in. Yes. Um,
3: <clears throat> sick.
1: So a couple of weeks ago, I downloaded Assemble with Care. Oh, is it good? Uh, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a really, really simple puzzle game. I wouldn't even call it really a puzzle game. It's more of kind of just like a storybook uh, in 13 chapters and maybe it's like f- total like two or three hours long if that but it's uh, by Ustwo Studios or us, us, two. us two it's probably said us two yeah Ustwo <laughs>
3: whatever
2: <laughs> um, I went to Target
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, went to Apple BS <laughs> <laughs> sorry I went to
1: Domino's Pizza Um I heckle you it's the same uh, developer as Monument Valley. Yes. Uh, Monument oh, Valley right too. on. Yeah. So, I, which I just learned right now. But it's just this really simple story game that you play as a. Uh, she's basically just like a handy person. Mm-hmm. And like she goes to this town in some nondescript, vaguely European place and then just like fixes things for people. Yeah, like that. it starts out with you unpacking your bag, so you kind of learn the mechanics of how to interact with stuff. And yeah. Then the next one, you're fixing like a a doll, and then a watch, and then a Game Boy, and that's awesome. Uh, they get slightly more complicated as you go on, but nothing is ever like a challenge. Yeah, it's just really a pleasure to
0: play. That's that's good. Yeah, I, I had been meaning to download it, and uh, yeah. I, I literally just did it's as you great. were talking about it. Uh,
1: you could play through it in, like I said, probably two hours. Oh, nice. Um, okay, yeah, I will definitely check it it's out. It's very, it's very fun.
0: <sighs> Apple Arcade. Yeah. yeah. What a good service
1: and it was I I mean you could play it all at one time but like I would just kind of in moments where I wasn't doing anything just kind of bust it out yeah do it you know because every puzzle takes maybe five minutes yeah and then you're done yeah yes. my commute
0: is so long that I I find that that's where I play the most Apple Arcade yeah. stuff honestly
1: you could probably finish it in a commute like yeah. the time it takes you to get to work you could probably play through all of assemble with care cool and the voice acting is really really good Like yeah. really really good I was really surprised mm. and it's just a really charming story
0: and that's AJ's game of the year that is my game of the year 2019 <laughs> Goody. yeah
1: hell yeah. yeah but that was one of the like I don't know six games that I played this year yeah you? cool so, thanks
0: assemble with care yeah that sounds By awesome boost I'm sorry. Leave him <laughs> alone. Fine. No, it's fine. No, 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 I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. I have a I have a new chaotic energy between the first half <laughs> of You really do. Yeah, yeah. We, we went out. Uh, We're briefly. like a seesaw
3: of chaos. We're like <laughs> yes. if one of us is chaotic, the other one's like, oh, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, thanks for leveling us out with your wonderful recommendation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could be crazy.
3: Okay, you can. <laughs> I don't just I don't know. Holy shit! Well, finally, number five. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three. Stop it! Leave Kingdom Hearts three alone. I
0: love when Jack Sparrow turns into crabs.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, you want to get into it? I do. Yeah, actually, for real. Yeah. What's your number five? Or is my, it my am turn? Am I now? next? Yeah. Wait. How, do, how is this? Work? Are, are we? Switching? What we leave the break off? Uh, do you remember, AJ? Well, we did? Number six. Brendan did his six. Yeah. Uh, if we We're going back
1: and forth. It would be you. But if we're reversing, uh, what was your it, six?
0: My, six, my six was a short, short hike.
3: hike. Right. 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 Gotcha. Then I can't four. believe
0: you forgot already.
1: Well, I down. down do, you me, do you want me to recap? <laughs>
3: it's only, yeah, no, been, it's only it. been like four minutes
1: for the listener, but yes, recap, recap it for I us. I can't
3: believe I remembered like to a striking degree my own list from last year, and I didn't remember what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's your listener. It's been a decent amount of time since yeah, we recorded. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we just went into the other room. We went into a car <laughs> T- twice. Twice. Yeah, the uh, cancer <laughs> is enough. We went into <laughs> a car. Uh, we could have not walked that. That was a long drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right right
1: anyway uh, uh, sh- uh, quick recap Is yes that... yes uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so steven's number 10 a short hike brendan's number 10 control uh steven's number nine outer worlds brendan's what the golf uh number eight sayonara wild hearts and remnant number seven pokemon sword and shield and apex legends number six resident evil 2 and a short hike
3: yes oh yeah thank you aj i You're appreciate welcome. it thank you thank AJ. You. i'm here <laughs> i like that don't forget about I'm me here. Don't we have you're that. you great. That's that's your living room, I can't just enough how cool your living room is. We're surrounded by like Thanks, I appreciate good that. friends, plants, virtual fireplace, board games, and yeah. a Christmas tree. Yeah. And a bunch of good books. That's how you got black hole there. I just finished that.
1: Yeah, black hole's a wild time.
3: It's a weird time. Chronicles of yeah, the Narnia. The whole Chronicles pointing to Three times today. I don't know what you want from me. I know it exists. I see it. I can't stop pointing at this
0: incredible art of Aslan, the lion. Yeah, he's not even looking down at 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 the the protagonists of the book. He's looking at the reader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's actually looking at John
3: Hodgman's Vacation Land. <laughs> Number five. Number, five. Number yeah. five. Aslan as a concept. <laughs> the Christ adjacent lion. Yes. Uh. Okay. Number five, uh, another contested spot. Like like I said, my list changed a lot. Mm -hmm. For some reason, five and ten were... I guess it makes sense. They're both the beginning of a... Of a like block, you
0: yes, know? yes. Oh, I'm so excited! I thought I knew what your top five was going to be, and now I absolutely don't. So
3: I'm excited that I threw you off. Yes, I thought it was going to be very predictable. Uh, number five is Guildlings, a uh, one of our recent playthroughs in the Apple Arcade. We talked about it recently. I really, really love this game. It's the beginning of a episodic adventure, so it's the first chapter. Mm-hmm. But I put it at number five because I just talk about good writing and talk about a game that's funny. Uh, it is so well done in that aspect. The presentation's great. I love how unique the battle system is. I love, like the concept of uh, waiting for turns to pass versus, like, depleting health and what goes into that. It gets pretty nuanced by the end. Like, the the last boss, if you will, you fight is is very tough. Uh, I, like, won by a thread. Yeah. And I am just so invested in this cast of characters, and I think it's such a unique take on a genre that I really love that, like, I also just really wanted to highlight this game because I, I don't see a lot about it, and I just really, really love it, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Number five, beginning my top five is Guildlings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This game is really incredible. It's it's such a joy. Um, I still haven't finished it just because we got into like crunch mode for (laughs) like going through and revisiting stuff and whatever for uh for for this episode, but I want to revisit it. But yeah, I can't overstate uh just how incredible that cast is. Yeah. Um that the world is so interesting, it's such a cool take on fantasy and technology meeting halfway. Um, I think the way I described it was uh, it's as if bright was good, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the thing that really sticks with me though the the talk about good framing devices, um, literally the way they frame the device right. of the tome um, and and make it so. Uh, so you are seeing the world from an isometric point of view from your phone as the main character is also seeing it from her phone. Um, I think is, is really striking and, and a cool way to uh, present a video game. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a really special thing and I can't wait to see more of it. And I can't wait for it to be on our top 10 next year. Also <laughs> when yeah. they release more episodes. Probably.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. And I just think it's worth, it's worth pointing out how like a good cast is kind of a no brainer in an RPG, but it's, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of RPGs that I really like that have like three characters that I like of the eight that are presented and like having having this cast that are so immediately likable and vulnerable and like I feel like I got to know a side of them that they don't present consciously yeah uh, and I'm sure that will be explored even more in the chapters ahead. I, I love Guildings. I can't recommend it enough. It's yeah. so good.
0: Yeah, uh, it's so good. Yeah, we, we talked about, like, even even in the beginning when your only party member is your older sister, Sib, that dynamic is already great, and then you add Chazaz to that, and then that is even better. Yeah. Um, and just every character you add makes the party better. It, it's such a hard balance to strike, and, and they fucking nailed it. And I, they play around
3: yeah. with, I think it's a good point you brought up, with the pairing of ensemble. I think good TV shows do that, too, where they switch up who is with who
0: Yeah yeah I, I don't I don't think this is too much of a spoiler but there's a point where Sib is gone from your party for yeah. a little bit and like it's just you and Chisaz hanging out and that bit is so fun and like just frenetic and like
3: Chisaz Later on right? there are characters that are hinted to have a rocky history that don't want to be together oh, and you cool. can choose who is in your party and like actually at the end of the chapter it's like maybe try out a different path the next mm. time you play so there seems to be a lot of variables of how you can play this game because you can actually say no to people joining your party which yes. like i can't imagine just <laughs> telling chazaz no like yeah. you know that would be heartbreaking but that exists i mean that's also something i like a lot in rpgs of like having those branching paths it's it's wonderful it's really good
0: yeah guildlings is great um it unfortunately did not make my top a lot of competition yeah there's a lot but that talking about um you know the the five games i wish i could have put at number 10 uh guildlings was one of those yeah
3: same with with the golf for me and and others yeah um okay
0: cool my number five uh i'm excited about this because i thought you were gonna be on my level but maybe not pokemon sword and shield oh yeah um holy shit This game is so good! It's so good. Uh, I mean, we went in with just the loftiest of expectations for it, and I just, I find myself, like pinching myself playing it because it is so we talked about this kind of a little bit as a negative but I, I think it's a bit more of a positive for me is is this is the culmination of every one of these games since I think x and y like yeah. this is like x and y was kind of a, a step forward a, a little bit you know in terms of uh design and kind of deviation from the standard regions that we used to get in other pokemon games but sword and shield just feels like everything they've learned since x and y all put together in in the most like interesting package and and on top of that, having the wild area as like a fully explorable, interesting open world place where, you know, the it's so dumb to say, but like the fact that I'm using the right analog stick to move the camera around in a Pokemon game, like is actually
3: surprising. Well, that's like you said, it wasn't a huge step, but like it's big steps for the series. Yes. They have yet to like accept modern technology as part of the right. world. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And if that
0: ends up being a launching point for whatever comes next, like that's <laughs> going to be great. Please don't break my chair. I didn't mean to. That was amazing. No. Oh yeah. And Brennan's back. And we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs>
2: uh
0: yeah, I I um I really love Sword and Shield talking about the framing device of, of the of the gyms and how that works but I, I think on top of that just the region is such a joy to be in as soon oh, yeah. as I announced it I was like yeah hook me up with a fucking cable knit sweater my guy I, I can't <laughs> wait to run around with a cool hat and glasses on the thing I keep talking about when I talk to my friends about this game is just like my, my very low key secret with Nintendo games Splatoon this game now and Animal Crossing is I just use them as test beds for how I want to dress and look in my life I love um, that so anytime I go to New town, and it's a place that has a clothing store in it. Uh, I immediately just like check out all the options, just build outfits. Which like, okay, are great? Put Launch them in my head. Fashion. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I just kind of keep them all locked in my head, and if I ever am walking around out in an actual store and I see a thing that was in Pokemon Sword and Shield, I try and buy it. Oh yeah, because uh, one day I will be my trainer card. Oh,
3: the gap? You have the ghost type uniform? Oh, perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. Um,
0: mwah, mwah, thank you. Yeah, I love Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I trying to figure out how to say this there there is some really negative shit out there about this game and i understand a little bit of the i wish it was an even further step forward sure. i think that is the expectation that you and i had for it um that i don't think it meets but what is on offer is an extremely good pokemon game And yeah. if you've liked the other ones you will love this one
3: yeah it's 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 like we said say this more intricately in the episode about it but it is definitely a like a follow up to the games that preceded it yes and i don't think i think expecting everything to be a giant leap is a little bit unfair uh mm. pokemon is a series as we've often said that like does kind of go at a snail's pace in terms of accept- like the fact that rotating a camera is like a new thing yeah <laughs> you know but at the same time it's it's like the biggest source of income for nintendo for a reason it's a great time yeah even if it never changed which i don't want it to never change but yeah. if it never changed it would still be fun to revisit yeah you
0: know and sure they got rid of the national decks but i still got my haunter
3: hey i still got my yeah. uh my leafy on <laughs> <laughs> what was that?
0: That was Haunter. That had a, like that new
3: terrible. metal energy.
0: <laughs> that's Haunter. Haunter's my favorite Pokemon. I don't know if you ever said really? that on the
3: show. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Love I don't Haunter. know who mine is. I really like Leafy actually. Mine is Muck. Really? <laughs> is that real yeah i used to have a holographic muck
1: card that i would carry around in my wallet uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know what happened to it but yeah muck is my favorite Pokemon.
3: muck's really good
1: get at me Muck haters. What, a,
0: what a great we have weird choices for favorite pokemon
3: <laughs> i like leafy on well, also... is there
0: is there a not weird choice for favorite pokemon
3: no yeah i think they're all there's no weird. there's no vanilla like everything is inherently It'd be like a Bidoof. yeah i do like to hoot hoot <laughs> my favorite pokemon <laughs> is shuckle <laughs> I like Magmar what can I say he's,
2: he's got an ass
3: on his head whatever. he's a literal butthead and he owns it Yeah, love that energy I
1: love Cloyster, he's just a shell great
3: I just, I just had an image of Magmar going like uh, cool I'm just like, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to do a butthead impression in 2019 but as Magmar it's great what's your number 4? Beavis and Butthead, do America <laughs> <laughs> For the Super Nintendo. For the super, uh, good lord! Um, number four, um, <laughs> Turtles in Time. <laughs> I'm like shake like a dog that got caught in the rain. I'm shaking off these bits. Get off me! Number four is Slay the Spire. Whoa! Uh, this is a game. Wait. That...
0: My number four is also Slay the Spire. Really? Whoa! Yes. Hell yeah!
3: Uh, worth noting, I got me AJ and uh, and I was my, name Bren- <laughs> Bren- Bren- <laughs> my name's Brendan.
2: My name's
3: Brendan Digley. Have you played God of War yet? Um, <laughs> for myself, Brendan, and AJ, I got pins uh, of the three main characters from uh, Slave Aspire the Ironclad, Silent, and the Defect. Yes. Brendan chose the Ironclad. I chose the Defect. Asia got the Silent.
0: AJ got stuck with the Silent.
3: Silent's cool. Uh, thus is my curse, you know? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Silent's honestly really cool. They've got an Ares, like, ram head skull on their head. I'm extremely excited
1: to add it to my jacket.
3: Oh, I'm very, I'm, honestly, great pick. Slay the Spire is a wonderful game. Uh, It uh, came out on Switch like pretty early this year, like January maybe. It was in early access for a couple years on PC. It is such a talk about like good game design and and variables there are so many things that can happen that will change your playthrough of this game it's a deck builder so inherently there's going to be change there but the the amount of combinations you can get from what can happen in your adventure the variety even within the characters like what kind of strategies you can build around i love the weird like early sega presentation of it yeah Um, the sense of humor which is like kind of the like it's creeps up on you, but it is there. Yeah. Uh, is very refreshing for it's a game. Very,
0: um, honestly, like it, it almost feels a little lynchy and a little Lovecraftian. Yeah. And it's humor.
3: The fact that whenever you respawn, a giant whale with three eyes asks you what gift you want, yeah. and, and then there's a merchant who says, "I love gold," yes. like quoting Goldmember in 2019, yeah, and which is the most cursed thing you could do. Yeah, even even the the presentation of
0: the shopkeeper when you're looking at all the cards and it's just his big hand pointing to pointing stuff. at the yeah. card is
3: so goofy. Yeah, I and love there's it. also like. You know, one of the random events is like a bunch of thieves who want your gold, and like if you give them your gold, they make fun of you for a few beats. Yes, Uh, I love the character of this game, like the creature design and all that. It it simultaneously can be horrific, but it's also very funny, which Mm -hmm. is a hard balance. Yeah, I think this is a game that will probably be playing forever. Like I feel like I'll always go back to this game. Uh, I've yet to like beat the third act. I got to the final boss twice as the Defect, uh, who is my favorite. You're Mm gonna love him. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, I just really like this game. I think for people who like board games, uh aj wank wank. This game especially, I feel like will will sit well with you. I think it has that kind of design behind it yeah. and it's just so fun. It's great on Switch, it's great handheld. It's it's just like a endlessly fun game that has a very long shelf life. Yeah. Uh, Talking
0: uh, about um building my list and and weirdly for some reason this year deciding to work legacy into the reason for the ranking. It's the reason for the ranking. Baby Slay the Spire is a game I'm going to play forever. Like, it really is. I. I kind of clocked it like in my first sit-down playthrough of this game, like my first like full run. Um it just it clicked so immediately with me. It hits all of the notes of, of what I love about roguelikes. Um it hits all of the same things I love about Hearthstone yeah. uh, and deck building in general. I, I was just fucking blown away by it. Um and, and my my weird way of playing through this game, which we just talked about before we were recording, was um I played through as the Ironclad first. And I would not let myself use the second character until I finished the game once as the ironclad. So I was like, let me try with like the default, whatever they give you first, see if I can finish the game that way. And then move on to the silent, which is a little bit more, I think, intense in terms of like coming up with synergies between different kinds of decks you can build. And then the defect I will do last once I have beaten it as a silent. And then the fourth character, whenever that drops on. Switch, yeah, that there's I'm a fourth about. character
3: coming out. That's. On PC currently, but yeah. they're like beta testing. Yeah. The Watcher, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, and just the fact that they're continuing to update this game and add new cards and add new characters and things I, I think is is really compelling. But um, at the end of the day, it is like a masterclass in game design. Everything synergizes with itself so well. I, it's surprising how much depth there is to this game. Yeah. Um, I will say in the beginning, when you first start, it feels a little overwhelming in, in the tutorial. It's just like, okay, there's a lot to ingest. But yeah. even on that first run of the game... Like, I still made it pretty far. Um, and by the time I was done with that run, I kind of understood all the systems. I have recommended this game to so many people. I have bought it for multiple people because I was like, no, no, no. Just let just me give get this to you. Game, you need yeah. to get this. Um, and very frequently over the course of this year, I've had people text me and say, thank you <laughs> for yeah. telling me about Slay the Spire because people fucking love it. I mean, if you're a person who is, there's a lot of people in my office who are traveling a lot for work and I always tell them, get Slay the Spire on your Switch. It is the best playing game of and all means time. And it
3: meets see where you're at too. Like, yeah. it's, it's a difficult game, but I feel like you'll enjoy playing it on any level yeah. like if you want to like really like research what are the best strategies or if you just want to like see what because sometimes sometimes they get the farthest just getting the most l- lucky random shit yeah. like especially with the defect you can do some crazy shit with him Yeah, having like 10 orbs that do everything and like <laughs>
0: That's how I feel about the silence sometimes when you start to build poison decks. Right. It just gets like
3: so out of hand so quickly for the enemy. So like even with the three characters that are there, there are endless possibilities, Never mind the additions they're going to add to the game. Also worth noting when it came out on Switch, there were some like notable glitches where like the frame rate would like stop in certain animations. Yeah, that's all been fixed. So yes. like they are continuously putting love into this game, and it it is dishing it back. It's so good. Yeah, would recommend it. No to reason everyone. to not play it at this yeah. point. Yeah, it's great.
0: It's yeah, and it'll stand the test of time. I, I'm going to be playing. It's so number four for both of us. Wow, yeah. Wow. Okay,
3: uh, so I guess who is next then? Me. You're, you're next. What's number three? Wow. Just the Defect <laughs> <laughs> is number three. Oh, the <laughs> the DJ, like, I honestly like the Defect that much. Playing
0: Slay the Spire as the Defect is my it's number, number three, three game of the year.
3: <laughs> uh, number three is Death Stranding. Oh um, yeah. I I think that was probably the biggest. Probably not a surprise at this point. But going into the year, neither of us had like a huge interest in checking this game out. It's the first game that I like really really got for the show uh it felt like such a big event that i wanted to see how i would like it i've mentioned this before i think this game is great i i think that at its core, in terms of just, like, the game itself, I think it's a really cool step for the open world genre. Yeah. Um, in- the way it incorporates online mechanics with other people, that alone, and that's what I think lands most successfully with people, I think that, like, that idea of, like, overcoming this unforgiving environment by helping others, it's such, both thematically, like, an important message for the game's story, and is just very fun to experience. Yeah. It's always exciting to build a bridge, and the layout of the world and like where you can build and why is just open enough that there's never like, there are some obvious places where like when you start playing the game, die hard men will be like, why don't you build the bridge here? You know? And it's like, okay, of course I would build a bridge here. There's like a, a current and like a sound of music mountain in the distance, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, uh, I really enjoy that aspect of the game. It, it, it's just its just very fun. And it, oddly, also kind of, we talked a lot about games that kind of flex, like, flirting with different genres throughout yeah. the course of the game. And this game, when it suddenly becomes Metal Gear, is very good, too. Mm. Like, when you get into the central area of the U.S. and there are, there are way more mules than there are BTs, it feels more like Metal Gear, both with the music and with, like, the stealth maneuvering and and using weapons that can range from you just throwing your cargo at an enemy yeah. to throwing a dummy cargo that actually is a smoke bomb, which is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, never mind you get weapons that, like, can bind enemies and, and all that. So, like, the amount of devices you can get and and the pacing of that, where in the beginning it's going to be very hard, very unforgiving. Yeah. Yeah the central area gets easier with, you can build highways and you get robot legs and it's like, Oh my God, I'm breezing through this. Then it gets harder again uh, with the mountain areas. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, building stuff, exploring, managing my equipment, all that stuff really, really lands for me. I'm at a point where I can see the A-plot being more divisive for people. I think it's like, conceptually, I'm totally on board. It varies in execution. There are usually like one or two lines of dialogue that almost ruin a scene, (laughs) where it's like, it's so visually apparent what is happening, and then someone will say it. And it's like, I didn't need that as well. Yeah, But it never ruins it. And I think like, at the end of the day, talk about, like, I, I care about the characters. I care about Sam and BB especially. Yeah. And that's who I'm spending the most time with. And, like, the organic moments between those two characters and the silent moments, the the small moments where suddenly a song will come on in a moment of organic triumph, all of that is so good that, like, it it, it supersedes a cutscene that might be a little bit too much or it might be, like a little on the nose. Like, I genuinely am invested in the world. I care about the characters. And I think making a AAA game that is about not killing things mindlessly and exploring the repercussions of murder in general and is about... I mean, you know, the game reminds you continuously that it's about reconnecting people. That can feel a little bit on the nose. But, like, I think the online mechanic is such a beautiful exploration of that. I think just, like, the genuine... it, It makes you... It, the same part of your brain lights up from like you know what you would do by default in a, like a AAA shooter that you do like crossing a bridge or carrying cargo or or whatever. It's all up to you organically, and I think it really is a big step for the open world genre. And I and I I just really love it. I think it's a beautiful game. The BTS are fucking terrifying and overcoming. Those obstacles is so, again, cathartic. Yeah. In this game, if I had to boil it down to one word, it's very cathartic. Despite big swings and misses, there are so many big swings here. And I think, in terms of the game itself, they pay off whether or not it works in the a plot it never ruins the experience yeah and i think it's it's one of the most beautiful game experiences i've had this year uh in in those quiet moments where like i get through a patch of bts i find a mailbox someone else built that's playing a song i like and i dance with bb like Mm -hmm. those moments are why i play the game and i think they're full of those moments yeah it's so good i love Death stranding
0: yeah you and i talk a lot uh, in our episode about it, and afterwards, just about the ambition of that game and, and how it just oozes from every single decision. Yeah, um, it's wild that this game is both so big and so small simultaneously. Yes, it is so ridiculously focused in on that central theme of reconnecting people. Uh, and I get where you're coming from, where like it feels like it can be heavy-handed at times, but simultaneously it feels so fresh that it kind of doesn't even matter. Right. Um, and there's so much interesting stuff happening on on the outskirts of that theme that it it still feels wonderful to go through i uh like my big regret of the year i think is that i didn't play more of it yeah um and i will absolutely be playing more of it and i really want to finish it because i've heard the end is wonderful aj did you finish it
1: no steven's actually farther than i am okay sick
2: (laughs) (laughs) whatever
0: Uh, but uh i i just love that this is a game that you and i were completely ambivalent about like you and i had no interest in really picking it up um but we kind of both did just because it was like the Red Dead 2 of the year. Right. Um right. and and I think we both love it. It did not make my top 10, uh but I it is in that list of 5 that I wish could have been number 10. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean- even in just the bit that I played already. I I went so from like not caring to loving it literally in second one of the opening credits. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I really um, appreciate the effort that went into making that game. It is so pretty. It is so beautiful. And it is so focused um, while also being strangely gigantic
3: and i I could see why it doesn't land with a lot of people like that's totally valid if Mm -hmm. it didn't click for you and like the visuals i think are very effective but the writing is very hit or miss and like i could see that pushing someone out because there is like such adversity to overcome but i don't know i think like at the very least i think that the central characters are very fleshed out and i like them yeah uh, despite like you know a visual metaphor being very obvious and then them saying like this is the visual metaphor okay. yes
2: <laughs> alright
0: cool Um, the, the thing that really stands out to me about it though it, we, we've talked about the comparisons between this and Breath of the Wild yeah. a little bit and like now that Breath of the Wild is a game that exists and is influencing creators like this is kind of you know a, a child of that right um, absolutely the other game that is on both of our lists that I would compare it to the most honestly is A Short Hike
3: no I totally agree
0: they they have such similar energy in terms of the way they just completely open it up You you definitely do have an actual thing you're supposed to be doing, um, but it is so open to interpretation in terms of how the player actually engages with the world. Yeah, um, both of those games I think strike a, a weirdly similar balance. The, the difference being that I tried to turn on Death Stranding one night to go to sleep the same way that I used to play Marvel Spider-Man swinging around, um, and that was the scene in which they introduce BTS. <laughs> oh no!
2: And just had
0: the most stressful like hour of my uh, life. This right game will before give you weird to go dreams, to sleep. for sure. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, all the performances are incredible
3: it feels like the future
0: of video games it's 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 just amazing all all
3: the swings that don't land are ambitious and that's why i think like you i can't get too negative on like the moments that don't land for me because like the things that do land are so good Yeah. yeah and like i think that overall this is like taking leaps for like the medium itself (laughs) so like it will lead to even better things down the road i think it's a great game and uh i'm surprised it is as i'm surprised and not surprised that it's as divisive as it is because i think that like conceptually it, it might not be your cup of tea and i think like that's totally fine you know like i i i I, I compared this to Cilantro at one point. I think I think yeah. I still stand by that. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah. but having experienced yes. more of the game, I think I think that there is a refreshing minimalism to the game design. As like extravagant as the story can get, mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's like just get the shit safely to a next destination, they can build on top of that and the core is very simple, which I think is the way to the way to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's why to... it's your number three. <laughs> and that's why it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's an air guitar. Yes. Yeah.
0: Is it an air guitar if it makes noise? Nope. It's a real guitar. My number three Game of the Year. Oh my god. It's Cyanar Wild Hearts. Yes.
3: Yay! Hell yeah.
0: Oh, I love this game so much. I knew it from the moment I turned it on. Yeah. And you have the the opening uh little cutscene that plays and then it launches into the title screen. And as soon as I hit the title screen, I was like game of the year, number one, baby. I love this game so much. BB. I- I, shut up.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I went and uh, uh, canonically, they're called BBs. <laughs> that was my worst sentence yet. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Sign our wild hearts.
0: Yeah, sign our wild hearts. Um,
3: I just I remember the day
0: Apple Arcade came out. Uh, I, I downloaded a bunch of games and I made Sinar Wild Hearts the last one that I played that day when I got home because I wanted to like plug in headphones and like really like give it a, a fair shot Um, and loved it and and the next day I came in and I went around showing everybody in my office the title screen just the title screen I didn't show them the game I was just like well, look how good this title screen is and everybody was like whoa this is amazing Um, the thing that really sticks out to me and, and I mentioned this in our episode uh, where we talked about it but like it feels to me like a game sent back from the future it feels so much like <laughs> yeah. th- there is no reason that visually my brain should be able to understand what's happening in this game at any yeah. given time it is a testament to incredible visual design that I have any idea what I'm supposed
3: to be doing at any given moment of this game I think there's a moment where like, you're on a reindeer in the forest that's yeah. like shooting lasers yeah, and, yeah. And,
0: and, and you're on this reindeer and then the reindeer uh, picks up mushrooms from Mario and then gets bigger and like and then also you have to press a button at the same time that's on the screen to jump through the air to collect like some stuff that's floating in the air. it's so wild that this game works at all but it, it really is just a culmination of like unbelievable visual and aesthetic design, incredible music, just like a, a, a studio that so understands good mobile gameplay Um, it, it all comes together in, to me, just like a euphoric package. I have played through this game so many times this year and I keep going back to it I have played through it, I don't know, I probably like between 5 and 10 times. I keep showing it to people and watching them play through the whole game. I'll just like put my Switch down and like play it into their switch dock and just say just play this yeah and then just watch them go through it and everybody has the same experience where like they're screaming at the top of their lungs they're laughing like this game has everything that you would want in it and uh you know on top of all of that the soundtrack just rules it's i so good i mean in a year where a carly ray jepson album came out this is my favorite pop album of the year yeah <laughs> like, yeah um yeah, I, I, I love Sinar Wild Hearts. Um, and again, talking about legacy, like this is a game I'm going to play a lot forever. I, I mean,
3: this is a compliment. When I first started, I felt like I was inside your head. Mm-hmm. That's like my first thought was like, Brendan, this is Brendan's mind yeah. at, its, at its most ambitious.
0: Um, ev- Yeah, I, I can't even get into like what's going on in the story Um, because it is kind of ambiguous. But yeah, what I'll say about it is like beyond the fact that it is just about like dealing with heartbreak Um, and and you Know reflections and versions of yourself. Um, the way this game ends is so so incredible. It, yeah. it is it is bombastic and like everything that you would want from like going to a pop concert. You know, it, it, it just ends on like the wildest high note and then gets very quiet and very somber and just kind of like lets you sit in it yeah, as, as the a credits roll. The
3: ending song is actually one of my favorites. Yeah, it's very it's gorgeous. And yeah. like, Kind of the opposite of the vibe of the whole game, but somehow fits so well into it. Yeah, Um, it's another game
0: that'll take you like an hour and a half to play through all of. Yeah, um, and and that is another reason why it's great. I, like you, have now gone back and I have gold ranked almost every level. Nice. Um, I I think I'm missing like two of them. But yeah, it's it's just amazing. Um,
3: Without spoiling anything, I will say for those who haven't played it who want to stick around for the whole credits. That's all I'll say. Yeah. There's a it's historic. so funny that
0: there's a spoiler in this game.
3: Right. But there is. There there really is, and it's gonna be great when yeah. you see it. I yeah. will take it. You were
1: the me. wild heart all along. Whoa!
3: God damn it. <laughs>
1: BB <laughs> was the
3: <laughs> WH. It ended. <laughs> bb was
2: the wh <laughs> fuck
3: off um if this wasn't the game of the Year episode that would be the name of the episode yeah the bb was the wh bb was the wh uh
0: yeah so that's that's my number three sign our oh wild hearts God. i played it on ios switch and ps4 What's, what was your
3: favorite platform to play it switch. on? switch switch yeah that makes sense it felt like i got a ps4 because of the setup but yeah yeah wow that was my number three my number two. Oh wow we're getting into it ready here it is place your bets for anyone who bet bet on Cuphead, I'm sorry,
2: you, you <laughs> oh, lost, shit, you shit, lost shit.
3: twenty bucks. My number two is also Cuphead. Uh, what? We had this weird inside joke of Cuphead being the game of the year, and it, like we both like Cuphead. <laughs> it's like I don't know why it's so funny, but anyway. it also came out last year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, like,
0: yeah. Like, I don't know.
3: Anyway, tell me your number
0: two. I have a a sneaking suspicion.
3: Similar to Death Stranding, it is a game about the realm of the dead uh, unnaturally bleeding into the realm of the living and the repercussions of that. It is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Also my number two. Hell yeah, let's talk about it. Um, (laughs) This is a game that this and Death Stranding switched a lot. As I revisited both, mm. they switched a lot. I got to the very end of Sekiro. I've not beaten the final boss, but I have seen the endings. Yeah. For context, the final boss, like unanimously, everyone agrees, is the hardest boss in the game. Yep. Arguably, the hardest boss in from software games. So <laughs> fuck that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will eventually
3: beat it, but I'm not gonna force myself to because, like you said, if I forced myself to beat it in a time before we recorded, I would have grown to hate the game. Yeah. And that's exactly. actually why I felt like it was slipping into number three, and I was like. No, because this is an incredible game. This game, when you start playing it, for me at least, it had the same feeling you get with like a great movie or a great book where you just instantly feel like it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. This is simultaneously from software doing what they do best while taking a lot of big chances that all pay off. Yeah. And the reason I put it above Death Stranding is because I think the story that's here is so perfectly executed. Yeah. I've mentioned, we've talked a lot about Bloodborne and the Souls trilogy and even Demon Souls in passing, but a lot of those games are as if the main story already happened and you're kind of indirectly soaking in the environment and learning this bigger story that you're a very small part of. Sekiro... On the other end is you are experiencing the story as it is happening. Yeah. It is. You are an active protagonist in this game. You are an active protagonist. You are in the driver's seat for the A plot. And it really pays off. This is a game where I felt way more invested in the characters than I have in the past. Yeah. I love the relationship between Emma and Kuro and Sekiro, mm-hmm. as well as great supporting characters like Hanbei, the immortal training dummy, yeah. who eventually you can grant mortality to. Yeah, and the the recurring if Death Stranding is a game about helping people, this is a game about kind of accepting death in yeah. a lot of ways both as a player, knowing you're going to die a lot, and the characters kind of trying to find the beauty in mortality. Yeah. So many characters can't let things go in this game. And the one heroic character, uh, alongside Emma, uh, Kuro wants to die to stop the suffering. Yeah. For context, Kuro is... uh, of royal lineage and he has dragon blood which like grants immortality and, and various factions are fighting over that but you also see characters who have that and it's doing them no favors
0: yeah the the fascinating thing about it is I feel like it's such like a it feels like such like a serial comic book like goof at this point to have the main antagonist of the game be like I'm going to live forever <laughs> but that, like you have that and it sucks it sucks for everyone who has it it sucks everyone for everyone who wants to it, be yeah. immortal Um, and, and to just like subvert that idea and just like really explore it from every avenue I I think really works it is
3: and I think the thing about the villain uh, Ganachiro is that he kind of wants it ironically for selfless reasons he wants to save his country yes Right. He he like will do anything it takes to preserve the country that's being invaded by every other faction. Yes. So you could he's a very tragic villain in that way. He's very desperate. Mm-hmm. And like it, it really like there's so many these beautiful moments that are reduced to like three lines of dialogue. Yeah. Like there's a moment where you fight your foster father. You can choose to ally with him and that leads to the bad ending. Yeah. But most people will choose not to unless you're 100%ing or or whatnot. But you have to fight Al, your foster father. And it's it's one of my favorite fights. There are a lot of fights that take place in that like square arena on the top of the castle. And it embodies, I think, this game shines when it feels like a fighting game, mm-hmm. when it feels yeah, like you're learning probably. your opponent's moves and like you are constantly getting better. And I feel like this is a game you've done this, a version of this when it came out, when you went back and start from the beginning. Yeah. If I did that now, I think I would breeze through it in like a night or two.
0: Yeah. It's uh, a really amazing feeling to play through a bunch of this game and then go back to the beginning.
3: And uh, yeah, I, I will say honestly, like I can't intellectualize being frustrated Like, this game will make you feel frustrated Mm -hmm. um, more often than not, and you might need to take a break from it, as I often have. This game came out in March. I'm now at the end of it, literally in December.
0: Yeah, I, I can't honestly... Like, the one thing that I think you could rightfully dunk on this game for potentially is that for the first time in a fromsoft game if there is a boss that you are stuck on there is no other mechanic that is is uh inlaid in here that will help you right just like in 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 bloodborne and and all the souls games whatever like if you're stuck on a boss you can always summon someone in or you can go and grind for souls and get stronger or something this game is like no fuck you you're gonna learn how we want you to play this game
3: and even on top of that it's more linear and structured so like in bloodborne or dark souls if you're stuck in a boss, you can also kind of explore and find a different Yeah, probably fine. Yeah, exactly. There's none of that here. And it does not give you a break. It is boss after boss after mini boss after boss. And it's exciting and it's riveting. But like you will reach that wall. And I think I think you can critique the game for that. I I think there are a lot of people who play this game who felt like, I'm I'm no longer enjoying the experience because of this. And That's as simple as having a difficulty option. You and I are in complete alignment on that. Yes. I am a stubborn asshole who would not use it, but I think that there's so much to love here. Not even like there's so much to love here that is inaccessible for anyone who is not masochistic like we are. Right. (laughs) Um, But the game is so well designed. Like it's not, it's not hard in a cheap way. It's hard in a demanding patience. And like you'll eventually reach a threshold. Like the thing is, in past Souls games, you get to a point where you learn what you have to do, and you do it, and you have some room for error. Mm-hmm. You cannot mess up once in this game. Yeah, there's, there's a line the final boss has where he says, "Hesitation is defeat," and like that's true. Yeah, if you, I, I realize the less I'm thinking in this game too, the better I do, and yes, I think the beauty of the difficulty, where it does pay off is one the theme of immortality there's a line kuro has where he's like how many times have you died in my name Mm -hmm. once twice or more than you can count and i'm like it's the third baby (laughs) uh but also the idea of getting better we talk about in uh super meat boy where you can see all the times you failed and the Mm -hmm. one time you got it you do you are getting better yeah and and that feeling of realizing that the progress isn't linear it's not like you're gonna get better each time you're going to probably get worse at a certain point yeah but when you eventually overcome it it is worth it and if, if you just are and this game is not about being good at video games quote unquote it's about just being patient yeah and that's a patience they demand of you that m- most don't have time for and yeah. i get that and that's unfortunate because i think that the story here is so beautiful the line of dialogue when you finally kill your foster father where right? <laughs> Sako was like you taught me well and he goes that's my boy and dies <laughs> like i like applauded i was like that yeah. was so fucking cool yeah the relationship between characters the role-playing allowed with Sekiro, are you the Sekiro who, against his his foster father's wishes, chooses to choose compassion over a soul oath that he didn't even choose to make? Right. Or are you someone that just follows rules no matter what to the detriment of the world around you? Yeah. And you see, in terms of dying a lot, you see how death has affected the world. By the end of the game, the world map has changed where there's just battling everywhere. Yeah. Characters you grew to love have become monsters. Yeah. And that is so effective ironically both Death Stranding and this game are taking kind of like a peaceful approach to video games but this Mm -hmm. game is making you talk about stick versus rope it is only sticks yeah but it's showing you what sticks have done to the world it's showing like every ounce of blood you shed has ruined the world and by the end it's on fire and that is such a powerful image and the ending I won't spoil all the endings but there's an ending you can choose where Sekiro Kuro wants you to sever the ties to the immortal realm and kill him so no one fights over his blood. Yeah. But one of the three endings is you choose to kill yourself to give him the chance at living a mortal life. And that, to me, is one of the most beautiful endings in, like, a FromSoft game. Yeah. Like, seeing Emma and Kuro by Sekiro's grave. Sekiro, a person who had no choice in his life. He was forcefully, quote-unquote, adopted by Al and, and forced to be a shinobi against his will and has only, only knows how to kill things. He finally chooses to kill someone to do some good, and... Sadly, it's himself. But just to give Kuro the chance at living a normal life, a mortal life, and the importance of it being temporary, Mm -hmm. finding beauty in that temporality, which is oddly a keynote of Buddhism, realizing that life is suffering and finding the beauty of not wanting anything. Yes. Which so much of this game is like the bastardized version of Buddhism. There are monks that have devoted their life to violence Mm -hmm. and to hatred when, I mean, I don't know a ton about Buddhism, but I do know that a lot of it is the the detachment to the self and finding beauty in, in that middle path.
0: Yeah, and when, when you connect, you know, the the lineage of uh, of Souls games, you know, you, you could have a direct correlation between the um, the Academy in Bloodborne and the Buddhist temple in Oh, Sekiro. for sure. In terms of uh, those who are seeking some kind of enlightenment, who kind of fall prey to the idea that immortality is an attainable goal. Yeah. And how that will supremely fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really just an unbelievable uh, video game. Some of the highest highs of the entire year, easily uh, playing that game. I think the Lady Butterfly fight is both, oh my god like the wall i think for most people but simultaneously is one of the most gratifying and also combat pulls you in ever
3: experience for the story yeah there's oh, a totally. moment where whenever you die she uses the past tense mm-hmm. like it's worth noting that fight is in a memory yeah and she says you were just a puppy back then mm-hmm. it's almost as if you were both looking back on that moment yeah very cool yeah. i love there's so many like i i made fun of death stranding for having like too much dialogue this game uses dialogue perfectly yeah uh, it's so well done and like, yeah, it's, it's a work of art. It's really like easily, you know, in terms of what games will be remembered, this is like museum of, of modern art. Yeah, you know, I mean, not, not at the moment is the highest standard, but like this would be preserved by the library of Congress as, as an art yeah as a piece of art
0: i i look back on all the other fromsoft games and trying to figure out like okay where does this fall if i was to rank all of them and i honestly like just like pokemon sword and shield being the culmination of everything since x and y i feel like this is the culmination of everything that fromsoft has done since yeah. demon souls because you have the you have the frenetic wild combat and the risk taking that needs to come with that of bloodborne with the patience required of something like a dark not souls. to mention
3: all the stealth and like grappling hook abilities that are right. great the verticality
0: of the world yeah. like it's, it's really fascinating but the fact that you have this one singular way of playing the game because Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Demon Souls and all those games they have incredible combat don't get me wrong and, and and the like like hitbox porn thing of the Souls games is like just as prevalent in this one but the fact that you have to play it one way the fact that they were able to focus all of their energy into just one version of combat for this game yeah I think really strengthens the overall like mechanics of it and creates what is probably like one of the best sword games maybe, oh my god like, I, I just I keep thinking about the um I forget what it's called now because it's been so long since I. I Done it and played it, but the the move where somebody lunges at you and you step on their sword. Oh, the Makiri counter, the Makiri counter. Yeah. we talked about this in our episode about it, but like that is one that of was the your most... game of the year. Yeah. Was the yes, counter. yes, yes. <laughs> it is like one of the most exhilarating moves you can you can pull off in a video game. It is so incredible to 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 have happen and work and yeah. like, to use against someone like uh, Genichiro or or the Owl or whoever, or even
3: I mean uh, Ishin Sword Saint, the last yes. boss. Like yes, I, and that's something like I streamed me trying to fight the boss and that. First, I was running and then getting at a hit and running. And that's only so effective. And I was like, off stream, I was like, I got to meet this guy at his level. Yeah. And the minute I started investing in dodging and and, and countering, it was so much more gratifying. And yeah. I was doing better.
0: That's the thing is is the hardest part for me, someone who has played, you know, all of the Soul games or whatever, going into this game assuming that i could like a bloodborne or like a dark souls dodge yeah hang back dodge roll like just look for openings and try and take advantage of them like they do not let you do that with this game the addition of the posture meter changes the way you have to interact with the entire world you have to know
3: when to be offensive and when to be defensive yes
0: Um, and, and you have to manage those so well and, and the game is so fully aware of, of what mistakes you're going to make that it loves to exploit
3: them. Yeah. It's, but it's, it truly is like, I mean, people have shared like animations of like pulling off the perfect maneuvers Mm -hmm. and like. It's so exciting. It, yeah. This has like, because a lot of the combat in the other games is like swinging a, a giant axe, or like in Dark <laughs> right. Souls, some weapons are like a statue's arm, yeah. you know? But this game, like the combat is exciting and you feel so cool when you pull it off. Yeah. It makes you work for it, but it, it, it does have that payoff. Yeah. I'm almost interested to see what comes next
0: for FromSoft, like yeah. whatever Elden Ring turns into. Like if we go back to that same style of. You have a bunch of different options in terms of what uh, what weapons you can use. I wonder if that'll feel less than compared to Sekiro. Because to finish my thought from before, I think upon revisiting this game, Sekiro is probably my favorite FromSoft game at this point.
3: I think it's mine too. I think Bloodborne is a very close second. Yeah. I think I do, at the end of the day, like the role-playing aspects of both Dark Souls and Bloodborne, like that customization. However it wouldn't make sense to have in Sekiro. Yeah. Like it right. is so tightly designed around being Sekiro and and your point before about like having options to make it easier, like summoning a friend. I think the version of that in this game are the combat arts and the prosthetic tools. Yes that you never really need to use, but they're there. Like, there are some fights where, like, having a firecracker will help. Yeah. That uh, was the thing
0: I talked about, I think, in our episode about it, but it's, like, one of the only games like this that I've ever played where I was actually incentivized to use those consumable items. Right. I so frequently, in this style of game, try and avoid doing that at all times because I'm trying to master what the game is asking me to master. Yeah. And in this game, it's like, no, 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 you as a shinobi, this is actually what a shinobi would do. He would use a fucking flamethrower if he had one on him, yeah uh just to fuck with somebody so he can get an opening and slice them in the throat you know like that is what a shinobi does um and and it narratively incentivizes you to use those and to use the environment too there are a lot of
3: mini bosses especially where like there'll be planes of grass you can hide in and you can just get a health bar off the enemy by sneaking up on them yeah Uh, that that's the case well towards the end of the game where there are just mini bosses walking around everywhere yeah yeah ironically though i found that i did the best in this game when i just focus on my sword when i am thinking about Mm -hmm. when i don't look at the health when i'm just focused on what i'm doing what the enemy is doing yeah i do the best i think it's my favorite at least in terms of story i think i think this is the best like you don't need to watch a a eight hour video about the lore of this world to get what's happening yeah uh, not that you need to. Like, I think there's a lot of beauty in that organic discovery in Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Um, I like that aspect, especially in a video game. That's something you, you can do uniquely to a video game. Oddly enough, Sekiro is more quote unquote mainstream in its delivery, mm-hmm. but it pays off because you still have that extra stuff. You still have like NPCs of of men who want to become fish that live in a jar that it's never explained yeah. that you could dig as deep as you wanted to. You're smiling. Yeah, I, I have a question for AJ. Did
0: you just redeem a See, PSN card <laughs> so you can buy Sekiro? <laughs> I, we're was, talking about I, I
1: was trying to do it for uh, Sekiro and uh, RE2, but you can't do it on your phone. You have to do it on the PlayStation, oh, okay. and I don't want to distract you guys by putting in the code... <laughs> While, I got, you're, while you're recording so I, just, I, I felt an
0: energy of somebody who was purchasing a game we were talking about. i was i yeah. was
1: hoping that i could pop in at the end of this whole discussion and yeah. say i just bought it yeah or like all right fine i'll buy it but
2: <laughs>
3: I, I wanted to get I it for you but they were out of copies yeah no that's like, fine Years gamestop yes. out of copies yeah again my antagonist <laughs> <laughs> oh I'll, i should should i quote what i heard at the gamestop yeah sure which is a cursed question uh <laughs> i went to gamestop in new jersey garden state and i was like hey do you have any copies new they're like hey how can i help they're very friendly they're they were nice but i was like do you have any copies of sakura shadows i twice went to buy for my friend aj who's also the producer i didn't say any of that but (laughs) they're like no we're, we're we are out of new and used copies and then another employee went i guess he died more than twice awful what not even me. what the fuck do you want to be on our show like i'll leave jesus it was so good i didn't know what to say and i got you a Tom nook amiibo yes i'm 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 so happy you didn't already have it yeah there's a cat on my lap just so you know dear listener uh
0: anyway that's our number two it's Sakura shadows die twice the latest from soft video game is Elden ring next year
1: i don't think they put a date on it
0: yeah i don't think so it's just
1: that cut scene of uh with narration of somebody hitting a a blacksmith anvil. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm so excited though. Me too.
3: I feel, I feel bad that I'm excited for that. Cause I don't, I don't follow game of Thrones at all. I know everyone's waiting on the last two books. And don't the fact that there's bad. another project coming yeah. up before that ends yeah. is a lot.
0: Yeah. I, I am not a big game of Thrones fan, yeah, but, me uh, either. The idea of... them working the together
3: is so cool. Exactly, yeah. Actually, back to that, what I do know about that game is all that's been said is that they're going to go back to the more RPG aspects of it. Yeah. So there is going to be that character creation. And, and I think that's probably the way to follow Sekiro is like yeah. double down on that aspect. Yeah. Which that's actually what I liked a lot about Dark Souls 3 was the like the amount of, of options your character could be. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's number... Uh, two, uh, I guess. Would your number? Uh, this is another thing where I. Uh, okay, it's the same game. I hate always being next. Do beca- you want to just say it together on three? Sure. Oh my god. I'm not gonna do a bit. I'm gonna actually say it. Okay. I promise. If you're sticking hearts three, I'll leave. Or I'm Cop not gonna Tad, do it. I'll leave. I promise. <laughs> yeah. you I'm not gonna do it. The,
1: the number one game. Of
3: Our game of the year is Fire, Fire, Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god brendan i was so prepared to be eye patch dimitri in the second half of this episode arguing why this game should be on our list yeah really i didn't i did not expect it to be your game of the year whoa really no i i thought it would be like top five for sure yeah but i didn't expect it to be your number one the closer we got to number one did you start to realize once we got to once we got to i was like it's not gonna not be on your list once we got to three i was like okay yeah oh my god i'm so happy it's also a game of the year (laughs) holy shit yeah i mean this is the opposite of last year yeah pretty
0: much is yeah yeah how could it how could it not be number one though
3: oh my god yeah for sure this is Um, the best game
0: of the year
1: yeah i mean you talked about it for what six seven hours
3: yeah i know i just i thought i i thought i was i don't know I didn't know what your game of the year was going to be, but it makes sense now. We both really love this game. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just going to, just don't say anything about it. I'm just going to put the whole bonus episode (laughs) uh, right here. And then we'll just come back uh, to this episode.
3: um, Yeah. I mean, you you joke about that, but I think the, the, the reality of this game is that we have talked about it for longer than the game is. And I still have more to say. Yeah. Um I I since the bonus episode I have defeated uh or defeated, I finished the Golden Deer House, um, which I think was a great one to end on because I, I think it has some new points I'd love to bring up in our in our <laughs> summation of this. But yeah. I mean this is just to keep it relatively short, this is just everything I look for in an RPG. I mentioned with guildlings like how hard it is to have a cast of likable characters. This game has three? Yeah. Not only does it have three casts of amazing characters, but it has casts that have been written around you recruiting other characters into other houses. Right.
0: So you can you can essentially make up your own cast, and that cast can be the entirety of the whole cast of the whole game
3: if you want it to And be. there's writing to back it up. And yeah. it still works. And it still works somehow it's just this is something that I, I, the the moment that I realized because like, I was I was enjoying it from go like I, I like Fire Emblem a lot it <laughs> this game makes the rest of the series look like crap which is the only bad thing I'll say about it yeah uh, I mean I still love Awakening I even liked Fates but like it is such a it is such a step forward for the writing especially like this is a series that has always kind of let you fill in the blanks and it did that purposely you right. know but this game like Again, it has written around every choice you could possibly make. I'm trying to connect it to other games we've talked about, and I think there are actually a lot of connections. I mean, it's exploration of how war can change people and the walls one puts up to do bad things and to make excuses for them Mm -hmm. Uh, the first mission where your students are actually killing people it's against a group of thieves and you see there's a line of dialogue for every single character in the game telling themselves something about the fact that they just committed murder basically yeah some characters are fully grappling with the horror of it like bernadetta or lynn hart like i don't want to do this yeah make embroidery in my room or yeah, sleep. Right. Uh, and then you have characters like Ferdinand who are like, yes, for a house ire, but are like lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. And you see like from go, like from that mission, that battle, that internal battle of how much can you put up a wall between your emotions and your soul and what you're doing that is intensified with the mission where you're quieting a rebellion and everyone's like, that didn't feel good. Yeah. Then it eventually gets to the point where you were killing people who were once your friends. That is, has such a sad payoff at the same time the game is investing in how much joy there is in investing in people yeah how much more gratifying is it to get to know someone than it is to just kill them and to level up you know like it is it is taking that stance without outwardly saying it right In such a in such a brilliant way in the game and never mind the game is very fun like ironically it is fun to do war in the game (laughs) you know you will invest in that i could
0: not believe how much i enjoyed the combat in this game but
3: but even more than that to, to your
0: point it is a game that is about teaching and investing in people yeah um and and you as like a professor and you as a mentor to these people get to watch them grow and get to get to change the trajectory of their growth um and in so doing it it connects you to those characters and to those students way more than any other game at least in this series if not like most RPGs that I've played um, Absolutely. of the very limited ones that I've played um but this feels like the one honestly i mean the we joked that uh season 2 of into the aether was called the quest continues and the quest for me was to find an RPG that i liked and this is the one This is the one that got me into it. Um, I'm so happy. I was so floored by how much I loved this game. And as we talked about, I think in our break, like time moves differently while you play this game. It is, it it is it's like playing a civilization game in a way, where like, oh, I have enough time for one more turn. One like, more month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh cool. I'll I can breeze through an entire other month. I have a whole extra hour even though it's already 3 a.m. That's totally fine. Um and and the way I played this game specifically was really making the most of every month. I talked to every single person in the entire school every month until the time skip and then after that I talked to every single person again in the entire school. Um, But I I just, I love all these characters. I played uh, through the Golden Deer route first um, and just had like a blast with it. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about it. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the twist of the Golden Deer is that Claude is actually just, a nice guy (laughs) like you keep because even the first thing they say about him is there's a twinkle in his eye or sorry there's a smile on his lips that doesn't meet his eyes and you constantly think that there's going to be some kind of turn with him that ends up not really happening the thing that he just gets better yeah the thing that he's hiding is just that he's not from Fodland (laughs) yeah and he thinks that that, that's a negative and turns out to not be because his his overarching goal in life is to just unify all the countries around him which is incredible
3: I really just to touch on Claw and that and that story like I really loved all three houses, honestly, yeah. for very different reasons, and I'll I'll get into why. Amazingly I have more to say. Like truthfully. Yeah. But Claude Claude's story and the Golden Deer by extension ends on such a positive note that I have not seen an RPG do that that I felt will both be timeless and is especially timely right now. Yeah. There's a monologue Claude has where basically his goal is, like, he wants to save the world by getting rid of borders. Yes. Which is such a powerful thing right now. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, who has the right to draw a line in the dirt and say you should hate that person? Yeah. And he brings on the, you know, countries you've only seen as, like, a grayed-out continent on the map. Mm-hmm. That, like, you figure art is there for flavor. But no, there are people there. Yeah. There are people that have the same stories that you're experiencing. And he's like, you know, I know you have all dealt with your own injustices because of your class or your crest or whatever. And I know you're not hateful people. So don't hate someone because they're from Elmira or because they're from Bridget. Yeah. And the, the ending tapestry of, like, all the different countries coming together. It sounds corny, but it's so effective. Yeah, it really is. And it's especially, like... A fantasy RPG saying you save the world by getting rid of those artificial boundaries is such a cool thing. Yeah, I'm glad I did that one last because I would have felt bad going against that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That might have been your point of tension with doing any other house
0: yeah a little bit I also just knew that that was going to be um that that house was going to have the most levity and that's kind of I think what I needed to get through it yeah I don't don't think I would have gotten through Fire Emblem Three Houses if I had started with a house that wasn't Golden Deer
3: personally I did Blue Lions first and as many people know and uh the moment where I realized like this game I, I was trying to get to this before but the moment I realized like oh this is one of my favorite RPGs was the timescape with Dimitri yeah seeing and I Honestly, my one nitpick is I wish there were more characters that were that affected by things. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Dimitri takes it all on and is like, soon I will join the flames. It's like, everyone else is like, I grew up. Uh, (laughs) Everyone else is like, I got hot. And Dimitri's like, I didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was hot. (laughs)
3: Um, But uh, he... (laughs) His redemption arc and and the person he becomes because you're there, yeah, is so powerful, and it makes any other playthrough so heartbreaking for me because I can see what happens to him when I'm not there. Yeah, and like that's he like,
0: is straight up Anakin Skywalker by uh, in, in the Golden Deer run done well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. like yeah. I mean, ha- hot
3: take, good note. Hot yeah. take: Prequels weren't super effective, but like <laughs> that fall from grace, yeah, is, is so and like you get why. I mean, the thing that makes it so heartbreaking is even from even from the beginning of the game Dimitri is aware that side of him exists mm-hmm. like in his supports of Felix he's like I know you hate me I know you've seen me at my worst but know that I'm trying to become better right and finding out that Edelgard is a flame member is just too much for him yeah that and then seeing his country torn to shreds to alleged death which I found out if you don't do if you're not a certain rank or if you haven't done to paralogue. paralog to say if you don't do <laughs> this, this is, is an <laughs> emotional moment for me AJ <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you don't uh, that I it was it was right in front of all of us. I'm glad you said something. Uh, if you don't do Dadoo's do's paralogue, mm-hmm. he dies like for good. He doesn't live. In that oh, game. really, because that his paralogue is about helping the people of Dusker and they're the ones who save him. Wild. So, OK, um, that's amazing. Yeah, there is so much depth. This
2: there game. is. And there's, there's so wild, many yeah.
3: little okay. like lines of dialogue that happen. Like, I mean, there is a version of this game where Felix kills his father and Dimitri. Wow. Yeah. That's. Talk about Anakin Skywalker, like yeah. that is very heavy. But there's also a version where you know there there's no avoiding some type of heartbreak. But there's so much to invest in, and even in the Edelgard route, like I I think the three main arcs, like the story, Claude. Try as an outsider, trying to get the world to get rid of that term, mm-hmm. so erase the He's uh, like my my ideal Fodlen is a marketplace where people of all walks of life are around each other, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Dimitri's becoming the person. That, that he is deep down and him realizing that these are both parts of him he has to accept, similar to Celeste, similar to Persona 4, yeah. where he's like, there's a moment, again, in a Felix support, Felix is the best supports, where Felix is like, which Dimitri are you? And he's like, I'm both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, these are both parts of me that I have to accept if I'm going to move forward. Right. Him taking on the full burden of his actions while also becoming a really good king who also works to repair relationships with other countries and, like, becomes the person that people believe in it takes him reclaiming the capital of fargus and seeing crowds of people so just relieved that their king is back it's a miracle and and that's the moment where he realizes like oh my god what am i doing yeah like there's so many people still here i could obsess about the tragedy of death as much as i want um but there are people that i need to help and there are people that i've helped his relationship with the Do, where he tells him like you're the one good thing i did if i didn't save you i would not have lived to, to tell this story yeah you're like the one good thing i've done that story is beautiful edelgard's story i mean she's Going about things in an awful way, but she truly believes this is for the best. And her dealing with the burden of, I can't live a normal life, I have to do this for the sake of the future. And I don't care if the whole world villainizes me. Yeah, I have to do this. It's also an incredibly powerful story. That class is full of, like, some of my favorite students. And, like, seeing them either stick by Edelgard no matter what or turning on her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at the end of
0: the day, she she is rising up against a totalitarian, all-consuming church. Yeah. To remove the, the classist idea of crests as power. Yeah. That rules. That <laughs> rules. <There's> actually <laughs> but she's a- also killing everyone. <laughs> uh, there's with, a
3: point where Claude is like, you know, me and Edelgard actually had the same end goals. Yeah. She's like killing way too many people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, and I think I mean, there's a reason I, I originally was like, why do you have to do so much esoteric shit to like unlock the Edelgard route? Because you had to like talk to her in a specific month yeah. to have the option of sticking with her or siding with the church. And I think it's because the Edelgard route is so... One, hard. It's the hardest route. Mm-hmm. I, I played on hard for all of them and like that is notably more difficult yeah hubert died it broke my heart but oh, i'm sorry i mean sorry hubert you were asking for it <laughs> uh, <laughs> i will do anything
2: for lady <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: he's a whisper away from turning into a snake uh, but um but yeah that 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 is meant, I think, to be played either like second or last, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not supposed to be a first playthrough because, like, you kill everyone in that playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it ends, and, like, honestly, the last scene where the confrontation between Dragon Rhea, who is burning a city in Edelgard, <laughs> you were rooting for Edelgard. Yeah. Totally. A thousand percent. So, yeah. like, the fact that there are shades of gray, even in the villain of the game, I mean, there's a heartbreaking scene in the Golden Deer route where you confront Edelgard and she's like, there are still people fighting. And they won't stop fighting unless you kill me here. Yeah. But all I wanted was to walk the same road as you. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. This game breaks your heart. I think that's why there's such a supportive uh, fandom around the game of like highlighting the love for characters, because like it is brutal. Yeah.
2: At the I same think the time, the strongest
0: narrative choice in this entire game, honestly, is having an entire half of it just be you as a professor in a school. The fact that you spend so much time just uh, interacting with these students and getting to know them you kind of forget that there's a war happening and that there's a war coming. Like, you you almost like, kind of have an ignorance is bliss moment until it all hits. Until and it you know, all know it's coming, but yeah,
3: like, yeah. I, I, like we joked, every scene between the three house leads like, this is nice, I hope it stays this way forever. Yeah. be just yeah. like, how dare you even bring up that the Battle of the Eagle and Lion was once a war? And Edelgard's like, it can be again. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it can be. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you have like a full, almost like 20 hours of this game where it is just kind of like Animal Crossing but in Harry Potter.
3: And it's sort of, I mean, it's, it kind of captures the feeling of growing up where like, you know, one day it's going to be over, but you don't want it to be. Yeah. I think it's interesting that this is sort of like the true sequel to Awakening where Awakening is about like that there's always hope. You can always change. Like there's the, anything can change. It's like the motto of the game. This game is like, yeah, everything will change and maybe not for the better. And it's all dependent on you. Right. Uh, Or at least you are the major tipping point in the scale there's so much we focused on the negative here, but there's so much positive as well. The epilogues are like always beautiful. Yeah. Again, writing behind every choice. My favorite still is uh by ending up with uh Linhart, mm-hmm. who removes her second crest, which is basically like Cancerous. Yeah. He removes her second crest and they start a family as as commoners. Yeah. Uh, that's the cool, like that's the best move to to do politically in Fodlem. yeah um that's the new tiny homes it's like just do that (laughs) uh get rid of your crest and be a commoner it's so good it's just like I I I think I think also I can recommend this to more people that aren't as drawn to like a strategy RPG because it is so accessible yeah because like the difficulty even on hard is like more on scale of like you know, as you play, you'll get a better understanding and then it will challenge that. Yeah. But like playing this on normal with casual is like you're going to get the same experience. I am familiar enough with the series that I like that on the edge of my seat. Oh my God, I can't lose this person. Yeah. But in the mechanic of rewinding time kind of gives you that, taste without having to commit to it right yeah I,
0: I, I honestly was i mean i was obviously surprised that i liked it as much as i did but yeah. uh in my own surprise at myself it allowed me to recommend it to more people that i didn't think would like it also yeah. um and i've been really surprised by the people in my life who have told me that they love fire emblem who i honestly had no thought about them ever picking this game up much less enjoying it right um it it really kind of is all things for all people and and it allows you to play it in so many different ways um and uh, it's it's good. It's the best game of the year. I'm also, it's the I best was, game of
3: the year. God, I I could not have foreseen this moment. I'm so happy. And I'm also really happy that in our Discord and people who've reached out to us, a lot of people like didn't have any interest in this game and checked it out because of us, which yeah. is usually something that gives us anxiety. Because we're like, don't spend your money yeah. on just what we think. But I'm glad for this case because I think this is a game that a lot more people would enjoy than like Fates or Awakening. Yeah. This is such a testament to writing in a video game, it's such a testament to like how a story can unfold in a video game. Never mind the amazing soundtrack and like the great character design and, and just everything about it yeah I and there's more coming which is wild yeah I love how the DLC ranges from like, we've added this crucial character to a playthrough and they have their own story yeah. to like, you can wear a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> but there's more coming. And yeah. like, I can't wait. I, I I had to take a break after beating Golden Deer because I'm like, I've literally put over 100 hours into this game. Yeah. But I want to go back. I want to see. There's a technically a fourth route with the alternate Black Eagles run and then there's all the DLC coming out. It is great every time. It's just... Amazing. It's our game of the year. It's our game of the year. It's our game
0: of the year. Oh, I wish I could stay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was so prepared uh, in my head. I, I just to emotionally prepare myself, I was like, what would Brendan's game of the year be? And if it was anything but this, I would have done to dues weak when I keep it stuck and the zero damage weak, insufficient. Um, Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh my God. That's our goatee list. That's our goatee list. Uh, Or our individual ones, at least. Our individual ones, but it seems like we got some common tastes. Ayo. Um, This will make the second half way less tense than it was last year. battle for three through five. Yeah, it's a bit. Okay, uh, (laughs) Cuphead.
2: Game of (laughs) Thrones three.
3: (laughs) Rayman. (laughs) Rayman Legends. Let's take a break and then we'll do the collective shows top five. And we got some extra stuff too. discord top five honorable honorable mentions mentions, and uh, some other stuff. We'll get into a (laughs) week. Steven, my game
0: of the year is a sham. (laughs)
3: Don't do this to me.
0: Here's the thing. (laughs) Right. <laughs> honorable mentions we're doing honorable mentions now we, we've we've solidified our top 10 list whatever the real one that I wanted to put at number one that I couldn't and I'm gonna mention it first at the top of this list is Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age S Definitive <laughs> Edition for <to> the <laughs> Nintendo Switch I just talked about this game i think on the last episode or whatever I, it is the best game i played this year i am obsessed with that game i am so bummed that i haven't been able to play it in like months because i've been trying to play other video games to make this list so i didn't make the list um i didn't think it counted i thought you were gonna hollow knight me if i put it anywhere um, hollow knight don't now. don't sheep in the victory of three houses no no, no, no don't us. get me wrong <laughs> i mean th- truly three houses is the best game of 2019 don't yeah. get me wrong but of the games that i have played there is nothing that fills me with more joy than dragon age and i can't believe that dragon i can't quest. believe oh, sorry dragon quest yeah uh sorry i've been playing dragon age inquisition by the way but we'll dragon
3: age about- origins we'll the game of the eventually. year
0: um honestly like i am i am just like filled with a radiant sunlight whenever i play <laughs> dragon quest 11 it is so so lovely um but also i don't think it counts for this year so uh yeah, that's I my mean- that's my like Overall, honorable. See, mention? that's what I was
3: preparing for. Yeah, not that specific game, but like something like that. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like this kind of counts. Yeah. some bullshit. Um, I. But I, but like,
0: truth be told, I mean, Fire Emblem is game of the year. Like, it is the thank best. You. Thank but you
3: for reassuring my anxiety. For,
0: yeah, I, 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 saw were, I saw you. I saw you getting actually nervous about that. So I just, I just <laughs> want to make that very clear. Um, but Dragon, uh, sorry, I keep saying Dragon Age. It's okay. It's on the brain. Dragon Quest is, uh, just incredible and i i hope that uh you can find it in your heart to revisit it at some point yeah I
3: will. i mean i think the big the big uh thing there is i feel like the switch version is probably the way to go yeah i, have, I don't even have i have the original ps4 one with right like the haunted soundtrack and it's awful yeah yeah like there's a lot of things that i think are probably aiding the experience for you that are like detracting it from me mm-hmm. i don't think i will ever love this game as much as you do but i do like enjoy elements of it but how did it happen
0: that my two favorite games I played this year are Dragon Quest XI and Fire Emblem? <laughs> like, I love that. That's so wild. That's great. Um, talk about the quest continuing. Um, anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way
3: before. No, we talk um, about I'm really glad you enjoyed it so much. And like, I I know plenty of people who consider Dragon Quest to be like the pinnacle of JRPGs. Yeah, I mean, it, it invented the genre largely. Yeah, it's credited as doing so. Uh, I didn't find Eleven to have. the I mean, like, when comparing the story and the characters, I think there's no contest for Three Houses winning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, as a vibe and as, like, an experience, like, there's a lot to get from Dragon Quest 11 I'm also, I think, an outlier for, like, kind of being lukewarm on it, if not a little bit more, like, middle of the road mm. to negative. Yeah but I, I didn't, I, I played a lot of it. I got farther than you are in it. Yes. Uh, and and eventually just moved on. But it's it's a great game. It's worth checking out. And I think I would probably like it more on the Switch, but I'll wait until one day I can get it for less than a certain amount.
0: Yeah. so Okay, let's talk about our real honorable mentions. Okay. So I, I actually, I made a top 23. Wow. Um, just because I was like, once once I started like really hotly contesting what number ten was gonna be, I was like, I need to keep ranking these things just yeah. so I can like really see the full scope of what is gonna make it where. So I could just go through the rest <laughs> of that list sure. very quickly if that, makes yeah, that sense. works for me. Okay, cool. So number 10 was control, just worth reminding everyone. Um so this is all below that. Number eleven for me was judgment, which I just talked about oh, again yeah, yeah, yeah. on the last episode, revisiting that game. Just incredible. After that, uh number twelve was guildlings. Oh, very cool. Uh, number 13 was Outer Wilds. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. is yeah. a game I'm very excited for you to play. Me um, too. And I'm excited to finish, but what I've already seen is just, like, eye-opening. Uh, number 14 is Death Stranding. Number 15 is Outer Worlds. Number 16 is AI Dungeon. Um, <laughs> which we talked about briefly. Yeah, that's uh, great. 17, Untitled Goose Game. 18, Mario Maker 2. 19, Card of Darkness. 20, believe it or not, is Gears 5. <laughs> Game of the Year. I I, I I also can't believe it's even remotely close to this list. 21, Katana Zero. I don't oh, know Oh yeah, we've yeah, really yeah, talked about that. that game. Yeah, that sounded um, cool. 22, Grindstone. Number 23, a little bit as a goof, but a little bit not really, is Anthem.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Um, got on there I've right. had
0: a lot of fun playing it, Um, even though, you know, we talked about it all yeah, last week. Yeah. But, um, I, I've, I've had a great time with it, even though it is uh bad. Uh, some games that didn't make the list that are probably worth shouting out. We joked, but Kingdom Hearts Three. I mean, there is fun to be had in that game, even though it like largely feels like egg on face situation. um astral Chain we played a bunch of, and then Dragon's Dogma for Switch, the Switch version specifically. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, Dragon's Dogma. I, I would. I, I. I guess. Yeah, that that port came out this year. Yeah. Game of the year, Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen. Yeah. Um. Cool. I like that list a lot. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um I'll go through mine real quick. I only have 5. Okay. Um but these are my 5 honorable mentions. I mean, again, and I think adding to what you just said like if we talked about a game, we probably recommend it in some way. Yeah. Um, I always feel bad for steam world quest that came out like right before say the spire. Came yeah. out and like completely removed me from steam world quest. But... I was
0: honestly expecting to see steam world quest on your list. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Cause I was just looking through the list of like what most people thought were the best games this year. And I saw that and was like, Oh my God, I forgot that even came out. Yeah. No,
3: that game was, steam I mean, didn't... I love the art style. I, I think I yeah. just, it is so similar and it's like card deck building RPG that like, as things say the spire, like yeah. just really outclassed it, but yeah. beautiful game, really funny, really great. Yeah. Um, it's not on my honorable mentions, but I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah, I'm also uh, glad you brought it up. I think it, I think it is. I think it's, an, it's kind of as an honorable mention. I think it counts. It's canon now. You mentioned it, honorably. I it. Um, But <laughs> I have here 11 through 15. Sure. So, uh, I'm excited. Uh, 11 was Grindstone. Hell yeah. Um, also, a. Uh, this was on my top 10 for a while, but eventually got knocked into honorable mentions. What was number 10 for you again? Uh, 10 was a short hike. Cool. Yeah. So, Grindstone... uh, I think Grindstone would have made it on if it wasn't for Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Grindstone was like right on the edge there. Uh, 12 was Astral Chain. Whoa. Um, I revisited that game. I'm pretty much close to the end. Yeah. Um, This game has so many issues uh like the story is like bad fan fiction of every 80s sci-fi that someone dropped in the mud like (laughs) it is so bad it is so campy i can't tell if it's intentional yeah um but the presentation is so good the soundtrack is so good yeah it really makes uh, and they tutorialize so much um and there's so much stuff like that gets in the way of itself but once you get through all that the core game is fantastic like once you get all the legions and and the abilities you can do in and out of combat with the legions the amount of combos you can pull off once you have all those abilities it takes a while to get going but i think you'll be happy you invested in this game yeah if you just want like a pure like kinetic thoughtless experience it's well designed yeah Um, They do some kind of, credit credits do, there's some twists near the end that, like, are kind of interesting. Hmm. I'll spoil it. You eventually merge with your legion and become a monster. Oh. And are about to kill your sibling. You have to, like, control Tanatsu. It's like, that actually worked for me. Yeah, that's cool. But there's also a moment where (laughs) the chief of police and the, like, scientist villain both at the same time go, only I can rule the world. Really? And (laughs) it's like. That almost felt like the the moment you sight in uh, Aquaman where the octopu- octopus is playing the drums. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say, to me, this, to
0: me, actual chain, looking back on it, feels like the director of Nier Automata just saying, like, I'm just going to go on vacation. He wasn't today. involved but. at
3: all. Oh, I thought he was. No, no. Yokotaro was not involved in it at all. It's the game. It's the game designer. Like the person who made the combat of Near Automata. Oh, OK. Is involved. but is not involved at all. You would have a very different story if it
0: was. And yeah. I think. I, I I just assumed it was like him going on vacation for a bit. I
3: mean literally, he's yeah. not involved. Well, yes. It's a Platinum it's a Plinum Games game and it's uh you can tell the combat is similar, but the writing and all that is a completely different team. Yeah. Um I think they marketed it in a way where it was like from the minds of New York Thomas. Like, this is not even like comparable in terms yeah. of story, right? But a really fun game. Why are you laughing? No, nothing. I I feel like I sullied something by bringing up near. Uh, I, I just that like bad? you know how much near means to me. Like to compare the story so to Astral Chain is no, a lot. I was no.
0: That's the you thing. I was, I'm not. I'm you not comparing monster.
3: it to Astral Chain. No, no, I, just, no, no, no. I thought that they were. I thought that they were related. It was marketed no. kind of to lead you to think that. Honestly, yeah. it's a similar presentation, but no, it's different. Wow. But really <laughs> fun game and worth checking out. Uh, it's a Switch exclusive. If you have it, you might as well check it out if you want a fun action game. Uh yeah. Cadence of Hyrule, another Honorable yes! Mention of mine. I really need to play that still. I yeah. still haven't. Another one that was on my top ten for a bit, um, yeah. but eventually got knocked down to Honorable Mention. Uh really fun, uh really cool reality of just like an indie developer get being given Zelda. Yeah. Which I hope is a sign of things to come for Nintendo, teaming up with smaller developers. Very cool. Um, Untitled Goose game is 14. Yeah. Uh I think like permanently in the zeitgeist 2019 will be the horrible goose. Like that's like the mascot of the year. I I love,
0: I love when games are so simple and so goofy in, in their, um, I don't know, in their like central conceit that they kind of break outside of the sphere of people talking about video games and Untitled Goose game just like became like a popular culture zeitgeist yeah. thing, which I love. And it's
3: it's a well-made game. Like the, the yeah, it's essentially a stealth puzzle game, and I think it it works very well and is is also very funny. Yeah, uh, and entirely visual. Just a cool sandbox. And 15 is remnant from the ashes. Hell yeah. Uh, I had to include it in some way. I desperately wanted it to be in top ten, but I just couldn't justify it. Yeah. Um, and but I I I thoroughly enjoyed our time with it and I would recommend it. With a few caveats. Um, yeah. That's the one game on here that I would... That and Astral Chain, I feel like I have to kind of set up properly. Yeah. But they're both very fun in their own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Remnant is is more fun immediately. I-, I think you're right in saying that Astral Chain like takes a while, where once you have all the legions, that's when it really takes off. Yeah. Like, once, once you have the ability to just Which is swap between them, pretty far in it to takes the game a detriment. really long time. Like, yeah,
3: it, it, you could criticize the game for that, but like I think it's once you get the Arrow Legion and you're doing that fight and like, yeah, there's a song in that game where it's just like heavy metal, like '80s guitar with like a choir of children backing. It. Like that's the game in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like that, like. When it commits to being as over the top as possible, it works for me. Mm -hmm. It's in the like weird downtime where I feel like unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are the honorable mentions. That was was much
3: faster. Um, The fleeting regrets for me are Outer Wilds Disco Elysium, which I really want to play, but it's a PC exclusive. Yeah. It's being ported to PS4 early next year, so we'll definitely cover that. Yeah. I'm excited to play that. Um, And let me just mention three. I also want to get to. So those are my three regrets. Yeah. Uh, alongside dishonorable regrets <laughs> <laughs> sounds oddly dirty but it's not cool now very excited on a more positive note we're going to do the discord game of the year yes um aj is going to announce the results. thank you to all who voted we had like i can safely say dozens of voters <laughs> uh-huh. uh close to 30 and what i i tallied all the votes together i basically counted a first place vote as five points and second is four and so on. And then in the event of a tie, which there were a few, it would be by number of votes um, total. And yeah. in, in event that tie, which there were a couple, <laughs> it would be number of higher votes. Yeah. Um, so really cool to see the amount of games that were mentioned. Uh, also, thank you for the person who voted for me and also <laughs> uh, who voted for all the Yakuza games. Very good. Uh, unfortunately, it does not technically count, but... In my heart of hearts, <laughs> me and the Yakuza series are the games of the year. Yeah. So, And no judgment, right? Judgment didn't... Judgment? Yeah, it was just Yakuza was younger, 0 <laughs> <or not laughs> yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. But um, thank you all who voted. A lot of cool stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll do the top five of that.
1: Cool. AJ, take it away. It's me. Uh, okay. So the number five Discord game of the year uh, is Death Stranding.
3: Oh, that, that is
1: uh, that is surprising to
3: me. Yeah, I was surprised it by that it sneaked yeah. into fifth. It yeah. was it was gonna be Pokemon, and then there were like a few first place votes that knocked wow. it up. Yeah, wow. Wow.
1: cool, very cool. Uh, fourth place is Control. Mm-hmm. Also, pretty surprised by yeah, it. Yeah,
3: that one I
1: am really surprised. There actually, was even some more talk so. about it, yeah. like when it first came out. Uh, and it then was a w- lot of
3: people's like second favorite. Yeah. So yeah.
1: And then when Brendan, when you played it, mm-hmm. there was some more talk about it. But I didn't really feel like it was a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, so fourth place control. I mean, it's just so good.
0: Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. And we were talking, I think, in, in the break about it. But like that game really does seem to be like most outlets' game of the year. It's either that or Sekiro. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It makes me want to finish. Oh, we talked about it. No. Um, yeah, <laughs> it makes me want to finish it. Yeah, I, I feel like there it. might be something that happens towards the end that really like skyrockets it for people. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. Um, but maybe I'm
1: not sure. I don't
3: know. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, uh, number three, Untitled Goose Game. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: That that, that tracks for me. Yeah. yeah. Which we just touched on. The emoji of the goose is a common form yep. of expression in the Discord. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs>
1: uh, second place, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Yep. Good. Uh, and first place, I think, very predictably. Uh, it was the first official dedicated channel yes. in Discord for a video game, uh, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. So.
3: I can't stress enough by how much. Like yeah. I, I know yeah. I can not keep was putting sec- you
1: off, AJ. No, that's fine. Sekiro was second place with uh, eight votes total and then uh, Fire Emblem had 17 votes total, but point-wise uh, <laughs> Fire Emblem had 73 points and Sekiro had 33. So Pretty much everything <laughs>
3: else was between high 30s and high 20s. And maybe yeah. that's a fault of the system, but like even by the number of votes it tracks. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, people really love Fire Emblem. I think we've started a cult about <laughs> yeah. three houses. Um, but it's really nice to see. Uh, I mean, no matter what it was, it's cool to see what you all liked. And thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah thanks, cool. to everybody
0: in the Discord. If you want to join the Discord, if you're listening to this and you want to join the Discord, it's bit.ly/slash TWG Discord. Uh, you can join through there. I think we also put it in the show notes now. Maybe we don't. But either way, you can go to theworstgarbage.online
3: and there's a link there
2: yeah.
0: to uh, join.
3: I will say in terms of honorable mentions the ones that were very close were actually we just mentioned three and Pokemon Pokemon was like very Death Stranding kind of knocked out Pokemon last minute yeah right. um, so yeah, yeah. kind of adds up with ours a little bit which was interesting
0: yeah yeah I, I think the only game that has a dedicated channel that's not represented on the list is Steep <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> our steep channel is honestly our, our, our proudest creation. It's really, really good. Um,
1: I've never felt more powerful than deleting a text post on the steep channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I think that's probably the only instance where that will happen unless you really post some heinous <laughs> shit. right. Um, right. Just do not post any text in the Steve channel. Thanks.
3: Yeah, just emojis. It's a visual medium.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's the equivalent of me
0: talking for 15 minutes on our podcast about how great the photo mode is in Steve <laughs> <Yeah>. instead <laughs> of the actual gameplay.
1: Yeah, it's not It's not vibe as a game. It's vibe as a channel. Yes.
0: I actually yeah. think
3: that's closer to a cult than our worship of Fire Emblem. <laughs> Play Steve. Um, AJ, thank you for sharing the yeah, results. And thank you all for voting. Thanks for the yeah. invite. Um, next, we got something interesting. Uh, so we are going to do our... I'll just introduce the whole next chapter of this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that works for you. Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, we're going to do our collective top five for the show. Mm-hmm. Brent and I will make that. That will be added to our collective Games of the Decade list spiritually mm-hmm. and then as best as we can, we're going to do the top five games of the decade yep. based on that decision. Yep. So I have said in passing off the like this will be quick and everyone else is like, Stephen it won't. Have you heard yourself? Have yeah. you listened to our episodes? I think
0: our collective top five might be the quick part.
3: It will. It will be the opposite of last year. Yeah. Um, you have even predicted what it will be and you put it in an envelope and gave it to AJ. I did.
0: Yeah, I, I I am uh, pulling a david blaine david copperfield david magician man uh
2: <laughs> david magician man <laughs>
0: uh thing pulling with, with a carrot top if you will
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> some prop comedy for the air i'm pulling a steep um i'm
0: yeah i i i have a prediction of what our top five is gonna be we'll see we'll see if, all right if it comes true um, uh but i mean it's look it's gonna be pretty easy i'm in it now it's going to be pretty easy because it's it's number one and number two are Fire Emblem and Sekiro, right? Yeah, they have that's to be the same for both of us. And number four, say the Spire. Incorrect. Whoa! No, it can't be. That be that that would be fucking wild <laughs> if we made number four Slay the Spire. But that's
3: this four for both of us. I
0: know. Doesn't that mean it should be number three? Well, then what? So give my me- number three was Cyanar Wild Hearts, and your number three was Death Stranding. Right. Number so, four for both so of us was say the spire. I didn't have that. I didn't have Death Stranding in my top five. You didn't have Signer Wild Hearts in your top five. Right. So that means that number three should be Slay the Spire. Because that is the 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 other commonality in our top five.
3: So the alchemy for this is weird. Like there isn't it isn't really based solely on what place it is, as mm-hmm. evidenced by last year. Right. So I guess if we were to say uh so the Spire is third, which I'm in I'm for, I'm not against that. What would be four and five? I don't know yet. Okay.
0: I have some I have some thoughts, but I'm willing to hear a lot of things. I out. like
3: Salesfire 3 because I feel like we're united in it and it's also like I can't stand this laughter. Sorry, no,
1: I just went to check the message from Brendan and I just have the message preview message sent with lasers.
3: <laughs> I use the iMessage like laser that. effect a lot. Sorry. No, it's okay. I we need needed just, some pageantry. I, in the needed room. To, <laughs> yeah. I needed to not be so defensive in hearing laughter. I'm just used to being laughed at on this show. Uh, <laughs> what? Brendan. <laughs> okay. Wow truly not i thought i thought this was going
0: to be a year of very uh, just cordial us bowing back and forth no. to each other as we make our
3: top five i didn't realize there's gonna be some
0: hostility here but I, i'm i'm feeling fire emblem sakura slay the spire is is one two three personal yeah
3: no there's no hostility that's fine it's just late in the day baby It's late in the um, day. uh so the spire at three mm-hmm. um well i guess so what would you argue for four and five What would you think would be representative of of both of us and the show you might not feel this okay but
0: i feel pretty strongly that for the show and for us pokemon should be in the top
3: five i I agree i think it should be five that works for me yeah yeah and i think honestly i think your love for i really love death stranding but i think your love for sayonara wild hearts is powerful enough and i also really love that game too even though it was i think six for me where was it (laughs) Sign Our Wild Hearts was number eight for you. Eight's brutal. I am open to discussing what four is, but I'm pretty good on one being Fire Emblem, two being Sekiro, three being Slay the Spire, and five being Pokemon. Yeah.
0: Then four, four is the battleground. Then. Yeah. Um, Let me let me look at what's in my
3: top five. Cuphead. (laughs) (laughs) Get get the fuck out of here. Uh, The Switch version specifically. You can play with friends now. Really reinvent Mugman. (laughs) It's not. Is it Mugman? Yeah. Cupbed and Mugman. That's right. I remember the song now. Uh, Here's the th- uh, Okay. Okay. What's up? You want Death Stranding at number four. I do, but I'm also thinking about like what represents, like it's not on your list. It's not on your top 10. Yeah. You know? So like. The th- the
0: thing that I'll say about it, on because I, I am open to it being there personally because mm-hmm. of A, like what it represents. I think in terms of just, like, the future of video game design, you and I, like, throwing caution to the wind, trying a thing that we think we'll hate, and, yeah, end up yeah. like, loving it beyond all reason, <laughs> the only reason it's on higher on my list is that I didn't get to play enough of it. That is, like, literally... It's I, sort of like your God of War. Like yes, what yes. happened to me last it year. Is the, it is the exact inverse of that, where right. I think that if I had played it more, it would have been in my top ten. Um, I also I,
3: really like Cyanar Wild Hearts in that spot, yeah. too, because I feel like that's such a unique game that I don't think got enough love
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I could see a case for either honestly And I, but I wouldn't take out anything else for both of them no so it's really between Death Stranding and Sayonara yeah AJ are you asking me <laughs> that's why I make sure you're here <laughs> I but am also, here hello uh, yeah no I not not to pressure you into helping but as a as our our loyal producer and yeah. Muse yeah <laughs> what do you think is more evocative of the show this is not the determining factor but it's like just another perspective in um, terms of in terms of the show's top five ooh. us combined and and the aether as a whole I think, think Wild Hearts or Stranding
1: I think they both in the context of into the aether hmm were important games that you guys talked about yeah uh death stranding being that risk of like i don't know but let's see what happens yeah uh and Cyanar our wild hearts kind of being that same thing where like oh it's a phone game
2: let's yeah. see what happens yeah
1: and i think the bigger risk there for the two of you is death stranding because Sirenar Wild Hearts seems like a game that, Brendan, you would watch the trailer for and go, I'm going to like this game. That is what happened. Right. They announced it at, I think it was a Nintendo Direct, and I was like, yep. And there's so much yeah.
3: tarot in it that I was already all in.
2: Right. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: And then Death Stranding seems like it's so much more of a divisive choice, I guess, for the two of you. Yeah. Um, where it's like, I don't really know what I'm going to think about this game, but everybody's talking about it, and yeah. you kind of want to be included in that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in some capacity, but, but also, I have only played... 15 minutes of Sinar Wild Hearts. Yeah. Uh, and, and...
0: What did you think about it? What did you think about those 15 minutes?
1: I was having a great time. Oh. Great music. Uh, v- really fun time. The visuals were really, really great, but story-wise, I didn't really get much from it. Mm-hmm. In that short amount of time, I think I made it to chapter four or something. Yeah. So, for me, Death Stranding wins out but yeah. I am biased in that way because I also have played all of the Metal Gear Solid games and have been looking forward to Death Stranding for over three
2: years I tried to fantasy. really I, I
1: tried to really save that for the end of my <laughs> the end of my pitch um, <laughs> but I th- I don't know I think I presented that in a non no
3: you absolutely way. did yeah um, I, I think that's a good perspective I
1: also honestly like the more I think about it
0: the more Death Stranding makes sense because it's also the inverse of Kingdom Hearts 3 for us on this show yeah. right yeah. we're like we had two whole episodes of Lead up to Kingdom Hearts 3, and then it came out and was like, Whoa, af- abort mission, let's play Apex Legends instead. Um, That's I think we talked about Death Stranding just as much, but in the yeah. context of
3: how little you and
0: I wanted to play it,
3: yeah, yeah. So it's a nice, it's a nice redemption arc there. It kind of is. I just also really like Sayonara as number three. I, I think that also as number me. three, oh. as number uh, as number four. Oh, okay, don't get, don't get too excited. <laughs> I mean you put Spire at three. I you can switch them around if you want. No, Make I, a case for it if you want it.
0: I, I had uh I mean my top five again, Fire Emblem, Sekiro, Sayonara, Slay the Spire Pokemon. Yeah. So right I, now, our top five is your top five. Is almost my top five. And, and I feel and,
3: like I feel like that's unfair to you. And number four is our number threes. Back to that, basically.
0: Okay. Um That's that's uh, like look, I love Sayonara Wild Hearts. I'm gonna play that game forever. Um the way you talk about Death Stranding reminds me of how I talked about God of War last year. And I forced God of War into. Because I was like, uh, obviously, Spider Man, Hollow Knight, and Celeste were going to be in our top five last yeah, year. Yeah.
3: And Smash Brothers. Right. Although and there s- was a briefly a Monster Hunter flirtation. Yes. Which is my band name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to kiss mommy? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wow. What? Um, yeah. I mean, my. <laughs> How do we come back from this? We were It's normal. all over. We Number four, like Monster Hunter World Flirtation. Yeah. Um Monster Hunter World Flirtation. The the battle I, I came into last year's Gody with was getting God of War in the top five, even though I knew you hadn't played that much of it because I thought it deserved to be there. Yeah. And I can recognize now that actions have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that I haven't played enough of Death Stranding to, I think, talk about it as effusively as you have. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in the break while we were all eating pizza together, AJ turned Death Stranding on. Like, yeah. there, Death Stranding has been hovering over this list. Um, that said, I would rather have Sayonara, um, but I can understand and I can concede to Death Stranding because I know I'm going to play more of it next year. I know I'm going to finish it. You and I are going to do a bonus episode about it. We're going to just, like, sing the praises of that game probably forever. <laughs>
3: I'm thinking back to the last time I had a bunch of friends over, and they can attest to this. I was walking around like a BT to scare people. So,
0: (laughs) Is this in the game,
3: or is this in real life? In real life. Okay. Uh, And I messaged the same friends just hand emojis, like (laughs) a handprint of BTs. (laughs) And literally, that was enough of a memory of how important this game is for me that I would like to advocate it. We're at number three yeah number uh, three for number four for number four sorry okay. i keep forgetting it's my number three it's the number four spot i,
1: I think another thing to consider is Signar wild hearts has such a banging soundtrack yeah um they
3: both have a good soundtrack
1: they both have they both That's have it. really yeah. good soundtrack death stranding soundtrack is incredible yeah and i think uh part of why it's linking so hard for you brendan mm-hmm. is because of the, the musical link with the yeah. gameplay yeah yeah um but you haven't also have an experience that at least that one moment in death stranding with that silent poet song song, right Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. which is a truly incredible moment just because of the sparsity Mm -hmm. of the music through the rest of the time and it's used in such an effective way it's
3: Mm -hmm. those it's those like more isolated moments i think make the game as beautiful as it is yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i've I've already had that in both
0: the the opening cutscene. oh yeah music right there and then also, the first time you have to walk a really far distance, and they yeah. play this the song that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A like low roar that, song? Yeah, I, yeah. Right in the beginning, right. that right. track was like, holy shit, this is yeah. this is something
3: completely new. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think I'm going to make a pitch for Fire Emblem Three House is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Sekiro. Yeah. Three is Side of Spire. Four is Death Stranding. And five is Pokemon. Yeah, that feels really good to me. That feels
0: good to me, too. Do you do you feel good about Pokemon at number five? It was lower I do. on your list. Honestly,
3: the the this similar last year, if like we want it into the breach, we didn't ever for it. Yeah. Sayonara. I would love to honor in some way. Yeah. But I just think it's like it's not going to overtake Pokemon for the sh- it's like Pokemon and Smash Brothers have become such a part of the show yes. in our year leading up to it that like we would be lying to ourselves if they weren't on the list. Yeah. So I think five is perfect, even though it was lower on my list, like and I love Guildings. You know, it wasn't it was also lower on your list and like you haven't finished it again. So, yeah. you know, I think for the show, that list makes sense. The The arc of Death Stranding and all that. I think of uh, Wild Hearts is like the comet in the distance of this list. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the runner. It's definitely it's number six. six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think Death Stranding makes more sense to put on there. Also, because like otherwise it would just be your list. Yeah,
2: so that's that. That's the bigger thing. That's the bigger thing
0: for me too. Is like I don't. I. I. That would. That would fuck me up. Yeah. If it was just my list,
3: I. I don't think that feels good.
0: That this is like when you offered me Hollow Knight at number one last year.
3: Yeah, and you're like, nah. Yeah. And I back
0: down. Simultaneously,
3: when I mean, I would love Celeste number one, but like, I think Spider Man was a very good yeah. compromise. Yeah, I still feel good about that list. Thankfully, this year we are united on one and two, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah. So yeah, that's number. F- that's th- just you want to you want all say it at the same time. Sure, let's all do it. Five to one.
1: Okay, sure. Are we saying the number before we say the game?
3: This is so difficult. We yeah. Just...
1: This is your idea. You take it away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, you,
3: you have say, wrought this, Let's Steven. say number before the number, it's like number Roman five.
0: numeral V.
3: <laughs>
2: let's just say
3: the games, in order, okay, no right. number. Starting with five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Hold your breath, count to ten, <laughs> do a squat. Send a friend code. Send a friend, send a friend <laughs> code. My Make sure code your is. aunt calls your uncle but doesn't answer. <laughs> then shut the fuck up! And then do a push-up, and then throw your switch into the trash. Go back to GameStop. Tell them that this game code you got for your friend doesn't fucking work. (laughs) This is getting real. Uh, That's actually what happened. I got AJ a gift and it doesn't work. It's okay. I got you a gift you already had, so. (laughs) AJ's the only one who succeeded. (laughs) Woo! All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gave Steven a gift I already had. 5 to 1.
3: Pokemon (laughs) Sword sword and Shield. shield. This this sucks. sucks. (laughs) Let's not do it.
2: I'll just say it.
3: I'll just say it. Pokemon Sword and Shield. S- Slave the Spire No, fuck Pokemon Sword and Shield I can't even do it
1: Just Pokemon Sword and Shield Pokemon Sword and Shield Death, Death Stranding, Stranding. Slay the Spire, Spire Sekiro And
3: Fire Emblem Three Houses Yes I felt that it was gonna suck When I brought it up And then he said No, it's your idea Commit And now I regret it Oh my god I'm dizzy I feel sick that was, okay, that's the list, though. Congratulations! Right. That's, that, we did that so fast. We did it so fast.
1: Yeah, good job. Y'all. It feels All right. Right, though. Let's see. This is just...
3: amazing. That I love that list. It barely took you fifteen
1: to minutes.
0: That's amazing. That was like a whole hour last year.
3: Ooh. Well, yeah, it was a yeah, lot. It was
0: literally half of the episode. Yeah. yeah, it was
3: extreme alchemy. This was just like Legos. Yeah. We were missing a piece. Just snap it.
0: them together, baby.
3: <laughs>
0: um, uh, we also said this sucks at the
3: same time. I know. <laughs>
0: Number four, this sucks.
3: <laughs>
0: um, Is it time to reveal my prediction? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Message sent with lasers. Sent with lasers. Pew, pew, pew. Wow, Brendan Bigley. Uh, number five, it? Pokemon. Number four, Death Stranding. Number three, Slay the Spire. Number two, Sekiro. And number one, Fire Emblem.
3: Mind, Mind Freak, Brendan happens. Bigley. Look at wow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's also puppet flying. master, Brendan
1: Bigley. Yeah, I, I just orchestrated the whole thing. <laughs>
0: Pretty much, it
1: still yeah. was your list.
0: Um, yeah, it, in a way, yeah. The lasers really did give list. a good effect. to The message. Yeah, thank, right. thank you. Um, yeah. I, I advocate my my number six game of the year is iMessage effects. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I, I looking at my list and your list, that it's the only thing that makes sense to me.
3: Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Again, it, if it was just your list. For the show's list that would be kind That'd of be weird. Yeah. so yeah. No, that's good. And number six, canonically sign our wild hearts. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All right. So now we know that uh adding on to the pile of the decade list is that top five Fire Emblem, Sekiro, yeah. Yes Stranding, Slay the Spire, and Pokemon. Let me open up the, the sheet. Oh yeah. And now um now we're gonna do top five of the decade. Oh boy. We'll take a bit of a break and then we'll do that. I don't know how long this is gonna take. Yeah, I don't know. But this will be like a ribbon on the whole thing. Because we were eventually we were originally considering doing this as a separate episode, but I'm like, let's just wrap it all up. Yeah. You know? Releasing these Done headlines. with this decade. Yep. Done with this decade. All right. So the top five of the decade for the show. Yes. For the show. Because we did our own bolded list in the episode. So Goodbye. See you there. See you in hell. Steven, you had you had the idea to
0: uh wrap all of this up this whole decade by yeah. creating a just as we did last year for 2018, and just as we wrapped up uh, briefly moments ago, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Uh, you want to make a top five for the decade, and you think this is going to be an easy, quick thing? <laughs>
3: so let's. We we wanted to do this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And yes, I think it's going to be quick and easy.
0: Okay. I want to start off by saying that you and I bolded five of the most important games to us uh, for the decade, and we both picked five different games.
3: Yeah. So what? Bring on a challenge. Doesn't okay. Mean it's going to take long. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what's,
0: what's your what's your pick? What's your top five? Okay. I, ideal top five. Is it not Mass well, Effect 2, The Last of Us, Undertale, <laughs> Nier Automata, and Celeste?
3: <laughs> you don't have to bring it on my list and then, and then laugh. Uh, that's a good list. It is a good list.
0: It is a good list. What I I have else I, is a good list? The
3: Binding of Isaac, Fe- maybe not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: your list is good. Just for a refresher, so for uh, in case you didn't listen to all 20 hours of it. Uh, Which I haven't like, yet. <laughs> <laughs> games of the decade. Uh, Brandon and I listed our 100 games that we really simultaneously both like we individually liked and also feel like need a place in yeah. the in the year. We limited it to 100. It was very difficult. But we did 100 games that we really loved from 2010 to 2018. We purposely left 19 out so we could do this episode. And rather than making another episode, we I just thought it'd be a good big ribbon on everything. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, We also, in that 100, bolded five that meant a lot to us personally. As Brendan said, mine were Mass Effect 2, Last of Us, uh, Undertale, Nier Automata, and Celeste. Yeah. And Brendan's were Binding of Isaac, Fez, The Witness, Destiny, and uh, what was the last one? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. New New Leaf. leaf. Like a steel trap, your mind. It's... (laughs) Thank you It's really AJ. a marvel, yes. yeah. That was unbelievable. I can't remember things that just happened, but things <laughs> that have happened are in the steel trap. Great long term memory, thank yeah. you. Um, so for the collective Aether Top Five of the Decade, like we do for the show, I'm willing to look a little bit past myself and I'm even look, willing to look into stuff we didn't bold as well. Not that we had to review all 100, yeah. But like, I like, for example, Breath of the Wild, I would already make a case for being on there yes um and that shoe in is not a bold one yeah honestly shoe in for the list shoe in for number one if you ask me like truly for all we talk about and we can talk about that later but we can just say in the list is breath of the wild yeah um that feels correct yeah for sure
1: aj how do you feel about that you're a part of the i haven't played it whoa so I'm
3: really? gonna I'm oh. gonna
2: use
1: I'm gonna use uh, the gift you gave me actually if to get it. My flight is now. I,
3: mean, <laughs> I gotta
0: go. So. No, uh, Steven is flapping his wings and his whole torso is outside of the window.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, but so- I left the cicada shell of my skin in place. <laughs> <second. laughs> also, oh. talk. So canonically, I'm kind of still here. Yeah, okay. It's a shell of skin. <laughs> Uh, from everything you've said about it <laughs> and from everything, Sorry,
1: from everything that I've heard about it, uh, that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, playing, I, I, where a bunch of people went Breath of the Wild, I went Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Um, just cause I didn't have a Switch. Sure. Um, That's a good reason to not play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and, yeah. and Horizon Zero Dawn did a lot of great stuff that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, but from what I've heard, Breath of the Wild also did it and did it more <laughs> yeah um so i mean if i'm using just like an elevated horizon zero dawn as my baseline then
3: yes absolutely
1: yeah breath of the wild should be on there yeah that makes
0: sense
3: yeah and no on horizon zero dawn that's an incredible no it's game. a great game yeah, yeah. i love it yeah. it's uh one of the best mm-hmm. was it out was it on our list
0: horizon no it wasn't
3: I think because you and I we just inverse for Breath of the Wild, right? You know, right I think right, you yeah. had one of the other. I brought
0: I brought up Horizon when talking about yeah. Breath of the Wild. That, that was that like the
3: Connects and Legos of the of twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, the Connects Ferris wheel was. Uh, Horizon Damn. Verdun. Yeah, <laughs> said this shell of Steven's skin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, Breath of the Wild already number one. I think that's that's kind of a shoe in. Is there anything from this year's list that you think should be in the the top five?
3: Oh yeah, Fire Emblem for sure really fire emblem and Sekiro, i think both deserve to be on there Mm. yeah okay i mean i'm not saying they have to be but i'm just saying in terms of contenders yeah what i'm what i'm considering to put up against other things then yeah
1: what's your reason for i don't know because i see both of those games as games that perfected their formula right and i feel like in the decade like at least with with i'm open to like because like dark souls and bloodborne created that formula and i would argue that that's more of a significant. Yeah,
3: I mean, if you
0: are gonna put a FromSoft game, I would put Dark Souls over.
3: Oh, really? Over Sekiro, but I don't absolutely. know what
1: your like. What what is your uh, criteria? for yeah, true. Of the decade, like was I mean, most fun to play or like had the biggest impact? I
3: think I think Sekiro, Bloodborne, or Dark Souls get a spot. Yeah, I think we can mm-hmm. like, we we can put that conversation aside. Yeah, okay. but I think I'm just gonna
0: write down Souls FromSoft yeah. question mark One of yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Soul Zeroborn. <laughs> I think yeah. on the list worth noting is only Dark Souls One and Bloodborne and Sekiro now. Um, yeah. Uh, so one of those three.
0: Yeah. Dark Souls 2. I love Dark Souls 2. I know you do. That was that was on the list. That was on the top one. Oh, was it? Yeah.
3: Oh, then it's also added.
0: Yeah. It's okay, though. I concede that it doesn't need to be.
3: <laughs> I'm the person who likes um, Dark Souls 2. I like the way we're limiting it right now. What else? I would say, I would say, Last of Us, Uncharted 4, or Lost Legacy. For like a Naughty Dog kind of Ooh. big event.
2: Hmm. I, I think a good
3: middle ground would be Uncharted 4. Mm, Honestly, okay. But I'm also into Lost Legacy. I just think yeah. the only thing that holds that back is the dependence on knowing the story of Four. Yeah,
0: I'm actually surprised because I thought that the odds were going to be stacked against me and it was going to be Last of Us, whether I wanted it or not.
3: Oh, no. I mean, I, as much as I love Last both of, of Us, of you. Huh? just knowing both of you, <laughs> I love Last of Us. I would choose it over Uncharted Four. At the same time, there is part of me that I think that the story of Last of Us hits harder. But Uncharted Four is in a genre that should be so trite, yet it still hits very hard. Yeah. Yes. And to pull that off as well as they do requires and it's the same director. Like yeah. Yeah. it's like choose your Spielberg movie. You know, it's like choose your mm-hmm. Druckmann game. That's yeah. it. Right. I mean, a lot of people worked on it, but like yeah. it's under the same direction. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially
1: where Uncharted started. Uh yeah. I know the first one came out in what, oh nine?
3: Yeah, 08? it was a it was, PS3 launch title. Yeah. Right. So it was a launch title? So oh six? maybe Holy i think shit. i think it was Long no ps3 yeah it might have been wow damn um i yes. think
0: two i think 2 came out in 2011 if i'm not mistaken that
3: was 3 i
0: believe oh, okay whatever whatever
3: it's been around for a while anyway
1: um, games of the decade but th- <laughs> no but the point i was making was that <laughs> was that they both have really affecting stories i think but to see uncharted 4 go from this trite like indiana jones like game you know to something that for me had an actual like effective yeah, ending.
3: I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think the rest of the series is trite. I just think that it, well, not sorry, not trite, but yeah. just like the it genre just, itself. Right, it's it was just surface like, level
0: trying to be Indiana Jones, right. and then in four questions, why it should be Indiana Jones, yes. and that makes yeah. it yeah, it, it flips all narrative. three
1: of the previous installments. Yeah. Just like what was the point? Like, right. Yeah. Which I just think was a really I don't know risk. Like, could have gone really, really bad. Yeah. But I think went really, really well uh whereas last of us i think was a story that we haven't had in any other game but like also kind of have um but not in like a video game right and especially when it came out like that was a really yeah big thing
3: yeah 2013 was like the last year you could like respectively have respectfully have a zombie media without being like what are you doing (laughs) right well yeah especially and especially around that time it was like last of us or uh uh
1: Walking Dead. Left for Dead 2. Oh, Left for Dead yeah. 2, yeah. Uh was, that was like a great game. was like the biggest Mm-hmm. zombie thing happening at the moment so like it was just like oh we can do that or we can do like call of duty zombies yeah and then yeah. When, when last of us was like no actually here's a good story with that well oh, i think yeah. last
3: of us actually shares more in common with like the road than like The walking yeah dead. yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and Which i think, think that makes the... it more timeless yeah and i think yeah. that's
1: the, a, a big point of the, the story not to get too much into the minutia of last of us story it's yeah. just like there are zombies but like the, the farther you get into the game the more you realize like it's the not people about that. that are yeah. the bad guys like humanity is the villain yeah. like not the the clicky people or at least the subject
3: you know it's 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 not quite as nihilistic as walking dead where it's like that is like everyone is a monster waiting Mm -hmm. to happen but it's more like how does one survive and being forced to choose between protecting the ones you love versus protecting humanity as a species what will you choose yeah uh i think neil Druckmann is quoted saying that last of us is a story about love and the second one will be about hate oh so we'll see what happens there oh Um, wow but, uh, I feel the sand. I feel you... the
0: sand slipping between my fingers. <laughs> it's La- it's Last of Us. It has to be Last of Us.
3: Are you sure? Yeah, it has to. Be. I'm honestly like also pumped to have it be Uncharted 4. Honestly, because mm. I think I think that as much as I you disliked Last of Us for the gameplay mostly, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yep, but Love enjoyed the story. The story. Yeah, it was incredible. I think that even though i that
0: game made me like weep at 7 a.m yeah (laughs) Yeah. one day
3: yeah i think i think the gameplay is it's weird because i overall think the gameplay serves its function last of us and uncharted i love the platforming but i don't like the gunplay Mm -hmm. so like i don't know what to put above the other
0: yeah um it's also worth noting that i play i play the uncharted games on story mode like i play them like as easy as possible so you do just fly through enemies Yeah. In that way. So it's not like everybody's just a bullet sponge and whatever. Um it it's weirdly a little bit more realistic if people go down faster in story mode. Yeah. Um to me that is the ideal way to play those games. And I know there are like more interesting difficulty modes that you can check out. And then once you beat the game, you get it like unlimited ammo and it all just like gets fucking zany and naughty doggy. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but that is so outside the realm of like what The Last of Us is trying to do totally, you know, like
2: I think on a I certain think...
0: level, I think Last of Us. It to me, it seems like based on the critical acclaim, the acclaim of, from you two uh, sitting across the room from me, like, <laughs> like literally, there's <laughs> a lion there in, the yeah. <laughs> a <line> in... <laughs> I can't
3: see a thing. You in the house.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I. <laughs> It just it just seems like it's the better game. It just seems like it's the better it's it's the one that I think going forward people are gonna be referring to constantly. And as I talk about co- all the time, nobody talks about Uncharted Four. Yeah, right. That's not, I am the person who brings that game up as often as possible. I also love it too. Yeah.
3: But yeah. I think I think even still, like even though I've actually only played four, and I've I played a little bit of the older ones, but I started with four. Yeah, and uh, I should say I only finished four, but mm. I. Um, I think it works really well as a standalone thing, but there is a little bit of codependency on it being a, the last entry in the series Mm -hmm. and like it kind of like being the pinnacle of the series and also being the conclusion. Whereas last of us is a self-contained narrative. And also like, so like I, I think that is a game that amongst many others, but like, in the spotlight that is a game that kind of cemented that uh, games are art yeah like in in 2013 pretty early in the decade when that was still like a conversation happening that game proved to like pretty much everyone that like no this is what games can do yeah yeah uh and and i think i'm honestly like in favor of uncharted 4 but i think hearing you say that i think it has to be last of us Yeah, yeah i agree i think so too um so we got a Souls game, Breath of the Wild, and Last. I feel really good about those three. Yeah. Um, what other kind of broad strokes can we do for the rest of the list? Because like, as much as I love Nier Automata, I don't know if you'll let me put that on the list um, or Celeste.
0: Yeah, I can't see either of those making it personally. Ouch. And you know how much I love Nier also. Oh,
3: for sure. I just I think Nier is something that resonated with me very personally, and also was a huge hit. Yeah, like I mean, this is top five. Like I think if we did top ten, it would be on there for sure. Yeah, that is near is absolutely one of my favorite games of all time, and and uh, is my one of my favorite games of the decade. But I think objectively, a little bit more objectively, and for the show, I think it's more like I visualize our Venn diagram, and that's a little bit more on my side than it is like in the middle or on your side. Yeah, same way like Binding of Isaac is not probably gonna make it.
0: No, yeah. but Do you know what I think could potentially make it? What and. This is going to be a fight, potentially, is Spelunky.
3: Um, not, I mean, here's the deal. Like, right now, the first two games, neither are bolded. Last of Us is a bolded one of mine. Mm-hmm. I think it's only fair that you at least get one bolded. On that, that, that wasn't
0: even one of my bolded ones. Oh, was it? Nope. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You? Yeah. Brendan? Yes. Bigly? Yeah. Brendan Spelunky Brendan Spelunky Yes. Oh, rough names. BSB. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I had binding of Isaac Bolded, uh, instead of Spelunky just because that's the one that I played first, right? Like, of of the roguelike genre that was how i got into it but you know in in the years since Spelunky has been such a, a constant and such a touchstone for both me and i think like every game i've played every since every roguelike yeah. yeah and and even outside of roguelikes i mean so many people are taking so many aspects of Spelunky and adapting them to their own games like it in the same way dark souls ripples out and i think uh, breath of the wild will ripple out i think Spelunky is like one of the most influential games of the decade and yeah. is also like one of the most well-crafted pieces of game design I think, ever. Sure. Um, Even And, and, you know, I I have a little bit maybe too much inside knowledge because I read the book about the development of the game. But, like, even down to the choice of um, instead of having characters and items be two separate things in the code, characters are also listed as items so you can use them the same way. You can pick them up and throw them around. Like, those choices to have... Like the corpses of of things that you kill also interact and synergize with everything else in the world around you is like such a strong choice and such like an outside the box decision and and that is just one of like hundreds of choices like that yeah in that game um it, it is just like a, it's a clock essentially you know it's 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 a watch it's it's there's no way that that game should be as finely tuned as it is and yet here it is um and somehow we're gonna get a sequel next year and yeah. That, Fucks me up to no end.
3: <laughs> this wasn't bolded in the same way. Somehow, Breath of the Wild wasn't bolded. We're like, what we bolded were very personal picks. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. like, it felt like I think I joked on the episode, like, it's like my favorite band are the Beatles. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, Duh. right. So I'm in. I'm totally on board with that. I think it's cool that we're already covering a variety of genres with Breath of the Wild. A yeah. Souls game and Spelunky.
0: Yeah. I also wanted at least one indie game in here. Oh, and Last we're... of
3: Us. So we have four yeah. almost covered. Yeah. For five, I guess, what like other genre should we represent here? Part of me is Racing. Leading... Huh? <laughs> HQ, Need Trivia. For speed. Need. <laughs> <laughs> HQ Trivia. Hot Pursuit. HQ Trivia. Wow.
2: Um,
3: um I mean... Honestly, I think there's room in there for an RPG obviously i'm biased so that's my thing mm-hmm. um, which one would
0: you pick if you had to
3: well i guess it so aj brought up a great point of like do you choose the thing that perfected it or do you choose the thing that started it and when i look at the decade now that we've added our top and again like this is just accolades on accolades this is like icing you know like mm-hmm. uh not that our opinion is like you know a, a award but like we're highlighting the things we really love and things that we think are really important so all this is important yeah and like the five games we just chose were added to our favorite of the decades 105 but still like there are still dozens of games we even started that episode with like the games we wish got on it
0: yeah like just cause 2 and call of duty black ops
3: and just cause 3 (laughs) anyway uh they are good games especially just cause 2 anyway um i think that when i look at the decade and i see where i think for me, what I value in RPGs started with Mass Effect 2 and ended with Three Houses. Mm. Like, I feel like even though they're, you know, one's like a sci-fi action RPG and one is a strategic JRPG. like yeah. They both oddly are focused around the ensemble. They're focused around investing in characters and, and seeing how they change and how your investment pays off. Yeah. And like that's something that I really love. I I won't be heartbroken. I mean, I'll be I'll be disappointed if it doesn't get on the list. But like, there's a place on the list for me for that. Yeah. And I would choose one or the other.
0: But if there's other things, three houses of Mass Effect two.
3: Yeah. But if there are other games you want to talk about before choosing the the other spot, like I'm open to that. Yeah. Too. I
0: mean, okay. So it's Destiny, I'm sure. Let me let me just run down some other options. Yeah. yeah so like. Say we were to go down the RPG route. Yeah. Right. Say say I was to bite that bone and we, we go down that route. My pick for that would be Persona 5.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. I over over
0: both that. of those games. Really? Yeah. I would say Persona 4, but Persona 5 is, I think, the one that you and I clicked with. The yeah.
3: Most. In terms of influence, I think you're right. Uh, I think in terms of presentation and and story overall yeah I think Mass Effect 2 like is the beginning of that type of game like there's, there's actually oddly this is a weird connection but like Mass Effect has a lot in common with Persona yeah that it does. divide between the social and action parts but just replace like cover-based shooting with s- turn-based combat but I think Persona 5 while being a culmination of the series is also a giant step forward for the genre yeah and I think Three Houses is sort of a laser focus game on like that element. It's like mm-hmm. Three Houses is, is a game about the social aspect of Persona. Yes. Like more than Persona is. Yeah. Um, Which is
0: the thing we talked about a lot, I think, in our first episode about it. Yeah. It's just like that. that is, I think, the reason why it clicked with me as much as it did is just because it felt yeah. like playing Persona. I
3: would be totally down for Persona 5 on the list. That actually sounds rad.
0: Okay. So that that is one of the options I wanted to bring okay. up. Lay it on me. Um, one of them that I know won't make it on, but I think is, is absolutely worth highlighting um, and I think is as culturally important and has rippled out since its release is Gone Home. I know you haven't played it. Yeah, I mean, there, you can't overstate what Gone Home did to the, the indie space. Yeah. Um, So many games have come out that have been like not rips on Gone Home, but like Gone Home kind of like paved the way for uh, what is, I think, sometimes negatively called a walking simulator. I think that's actually a great name for it. I mean, immersive
1: sim, I think is the immersive sim. I think immersive sim is the the proper nomenclature nowadays.
0: Interesting.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That like a first person you walk around and you interact with things.
0: Yes. As if they
3: were real um being john malkovich and <laughs> uh
0: so many games have come out of the the uh foundation that gone home set down and some sure. of my favorite games of the decade only exist because of the influence of gone home um the beginner's guide i think as a as a pseudo sequel to the stanley parable uh fire um i mean uh what remains of edith finch which i know is yeah. one of your favorite games yeah, even in a
3: weird way death stranding yes i feel like yeah. i mean a lot of people have jokingly call that like a walking simulator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: it very that very literally, literally is a walking simulator. Yeah. 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 Um Q-op
3: adjacent. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So many games have have spun out of what Gone Home set the precedent for. Yeah. Um and and I think that that is one that absolutely should be highlighted at least. Um I don't think it'll make the list cuz cuz you haven't played it yeah unfortunately
3: um, but i think that's worth i think you're right to highlight that for sure
0: yeah um just thinking like influence um yeah. and and the other one is is destiny i think i think destiny also has set a precedent for like a new kind of thing or an evolution of a thing that already existed um,
3: and we'll, let's put that on the on the table then so was there anything else you wanted to highlight before we kind of go through what we
0: <sighs> no no on? that's it
2: uh
3: so that hang on let me just write this all down so i think it's breath of the wild a souls game yes last of us Mm -hmm. persona 5 mass effect 2 or three houses (laughs)
0: excuse Mm -hmm. me you've already forgotten spelunky
3: yeah spelunky Spelunky i'm doing it in order and obviously no bias here so we have persona 3 uh persona 4 persona 5. (laughs) Uh uh-huh mass
0: effect 3 on the wii u with new endings (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sums up the wii u is they the, one of the launchers massive three which is a great game but you can't import the other two
0: yeah oh my god and also batman arkham city was a launch title for the wii u. jeez anyway I, what they were
3: trying to do is they're trying to be like we can run the same games the other systems can right like it wasn't four years want. after they came out elsewhere <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah
0: um which is funny because that's also what the switch is doing now but it rules on the switch and it yeah. was lame on the wii u. it rules
3: on switch because like it's gone past the like oh this is like it like them porting Dragon's Dogma sums it up. Was like, whoa. One <laughs> well, of the launch
1: titles was Skyrim.
0: No? Wait, like, why uh, the hell do yeah. we
3: forget Dragon's Dogma on this list? Don't try to pull one over on me. Do you really want Dragon's Dogma in here? <sighs> An evil part of me does. Okay. <laughs> I think we talked about this where there are games that we kind of champion that are, like, are true underdogs and Dragon's Dogma is one of them. I think that game fucking rules. I don't think it deserves top five of the dick.
0: <laughs> but I'm glad it's on the list. There hasn't been too much chaotic energy in this episode, and I think that that would be true chaos. That would be some like real walking Phoenix Joker shit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think if we put Dragon's Dogma on the list, I think to Age's house would be
1: explored. <laughs> the fire on the TV would become, would real, become and real, and it would just real. burn yeah. the house down.
3: Our, our hearts would be ripped
0: out, and yeah. a dragon would be
3: like, <laughs> you have one wish.
0: Um, okay, so Breath of the Wild, From Soft, Last of Us, Spelunky, Locked In, Destiny, uh, Gone Home, or well, Persona 5.
3: Well, these are just all... No, like, not in that order. Yeah
0: just saying there's a spot open for yeah destiny yeah. gone home or persona five
1: can i just yes say a thing i i don't know how much of these <laughs> games or these types of games you guys have played but the, the need walking, for speed hopper, super no for the walking time? the telltale walking dead oh that's yeah. on the that's in the, the decade list Is, for sure yeah i don't know one of my favorite games Tells the Walking
3: Dead is fantastic. I think it is kind of represented spiritually by Last of Us being on the list. It's a very similar story. Mm, okay. Not even just because of the zombies, it's but not, like... I'm more in the context
1: of like actually choices making a difference in how the story plays out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. We're like I can see how Last of Us also gets that but like you don't really the ending doesn't really change and that based way on your it's kind of more in
3: line with the mass effect or a uh yeah which yeah. i guess is also yeah i mean I, it's it's, it's a,
0: wild to me that that the walking dead kind of w- was a kickoff for telltale having this entire new era that ended with telltale closing yeah
3: yeah I and mean, coming back
1: <laughs> in a way quote
0: unquote coming back Ad-hoc, Yeah, you know
3: but yeah. in the uh, i don't know if you got to it yet at this point in the recording if you've edited uh, like decade List, but The Walking Dead's in my in our decade list. Like, yeah, it's a game that I really loved and I think is hugely important for like video games. Yeah, and, and it also is my favorite. Like I've read a good amount of the Walking Dead comics. I've never watched the show, but that is my favorite piece of Walking Dead media by like a long mm-hmm. shot. Is that mm-hmm. is the first season in particular? Yeah, the first season rolls. Uh Second season's good too, but yeah, the first yeah. one is my favorite by far.
0: Yeah. yeah, the the thing I bump up against with The Walking Dead, I mean. I've played it and I liked it and I played a lot of Telltale stuff. Mm. Um for this, me weirdly the highlight was Batman. I think Batman <laughs> is an incredible game. Pretty, yeah. They're re-releasing it for Switch soon and I'm absolutely going to play it. Yeah, I think it's how my roommate has it. Oh, really? Yeah, he just got it for himself. Okay, yeah. I have to get it cuz yeah. I I loved it. But anyway, let's be on the point. Um I don't I don't know. I wish that there were more studios trying to ape Telltale's style. Yes. You know, a lot of studios are are importing the idea of actions have consequences into their, like, as recently as Outer Worlds, I think, like, feels yeah. at times like Telltale. Or mm-hmm. even
3: Three Houses. Yeah. Like yes. You know, like, I mean, that game is all about choices. Yeah. You
0: know? mm-hmm. um, but to me, Walking Dead is kind of a culmination of what Telltale had been doing yeah, forever like with Sam and Max and stuff with Sam and Max and, and Tim Schafer era stuff yeah. you know like yeah I don't know um, it does
3: weirdly feel like a swan song of point and click now you bring it up yeah where it's, yeah it's, well that was
1: why I didn't play it for like a year because I was like people are like losing their shit over this Walking Dead game but it's just like a fucking point and click game like what am I gonna what am I gonna get from this game yeah and then you uh, met Lee and, and then I met Lee yeah and then yeah <laughs> and they are like shut up and sit down AJ <laughs> yeah, yeah you're gonna cry
3: motherfucker you I was say like oh the Doug or oh shit uh not doug i saved because so at the end they tell you like what percentage of players saved. yeah who. yeah yeah i saved doug i'm one of like 13 people because <laughs> here's the deal i didn't know that the other one was like destined to die if uh-huh. you didn't save them mm. and i forgot what was the character's name i don't know i forgot Doug. she was like way yeah. cooler than doug yeah
1: she ruled but doug she sucked. also
3: had a gun Yes. So I looked at the scene, and there's a person with a gun, and like <laughs> yeah. one zombie, and we're like, and Doug has like eight you zombies know what? on
1: him. I might have done that because I might have. I think I had that same thought process. Now yeah. that you're saying, it, I'm like, there's no way Doug makes it out of this. She can handle it. And I saved Doug. And yeah.
3: Honestly, Doug is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I, now I'm thinking on it. I think I did save
1: Doug because I remember him doing stuff later. Yeah. Um, save doug axe patty mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
0: patty, right. patty has a gun she's gonna be fine
3: <laughs> the photoshop yeah. cover of this episode was just patty mayonnaise <laughs> with a pistol save doug oh my oh god doug the show i get it now <laughs> oh you're just yeah. saying patty mayonnaise yeah. to be irreverent
0: anyway but, batman the telltale series for the list <laughs> i think
3: it's good to highlight season Locking two specifically yeah, Sorry. in like a broad stroke of the decade, I think it's it's important to bring up Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I yeah. just wanted to put it out there. No, no, no. I'm glad to I don't. Want, I don't it. want you to feel shut down. I think. I think there are other games that kind of capture what that set up mm-hmm. in our in our list here. But that's absolutely worth highlighting. Fine. <laughs> Might I humbly recommend Monopoly for the N64? <laughs> um, Madden '96 for the Sega Genesis. Okay, so
0: um, I I honestly. I think I think we can probably axe Gone Home from the potentials. Okay, which would leave Destiny and Persona Five. Can
3: I make a case? Wait, wait, wait. So I I'm not on the same page as you of everything else being locked in. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, can you okay. can we talk again? Because this has been so ethereal. Can we once again say what's here? Sure. Not what's locked in, but just like what is on the table.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yes. A FromSoft video game. Right i vote for metal wolf chaos remastered for the nintendo switch uh mr president <laughs> i vote
3: for demon souls 3
0: <laughs> last of us spelunky destiny gone home persona 5 walking dead
3: uh oh okay so what persona 5 is definitely over three houses or mass effect 2
0: that's what i was gonna ask actually is if persona 5 should be there or if it should be Fire Emblem or Persona 4 Golden. I think it should be
3: Persona 5 because Persona 5 is the broadest and like most overall package. Just like presentation, story, combat, it's all there. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, I think that is the game that like proved you can make turn-based turn, ba- turn based combat interesting in 2019. Yeah. Uh, the art direction is just unbelievable. The soundtrack is unbelievable. The story is great. I think Mass Effect 2 is like more of a, we set the foundation and... Again, Three Houses is like a very laser focused on the ensemble above all else. Yeah. That
0: almost makes me want to pick it, though.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm between Three Houses and Persona 5.
0: Have you played a little game called Dragon Quest Eleven?
3: Echoes in Elusive Age. S? S? S?
0: Definitive,
3: Definitive, Definitive edition? edition for the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch.
0: Switch? Yeah, I I... For me, it's between Persona 5 and Three Houses. I think I... Honestly, even though I finished Three Houses and loved it, obviously, Game of the Year, officially... I s- I still think I would pick Persona 5 over that.
3: It's tough. I mean they're both like this was when we did the decade episode. It was like Breath of the Wild, Persona 5 and Yaratama, Automata were the ones like I all wanted to bold. Yeah. But there's a version of my decade list that's just those three games and nothing else. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I think it should be Persona 5. I think just in terms of like covering the most bases and mm-hmm. also being a that 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 is also the game that got me back into video games. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think I think it should be that by, like, by a hair. Yeah. So, Breath of the Wild.
0: I think Breath of the Wild is is in, chewing, like, in it gonna be in this list. Yeah. No questions asked. Probably at number one.
3: I totally agree. I completely agree.
0: I think that's the best game of the decade.
3: I think so. I think it also, like, encapsulates yes. a lot. Like, yeah. it's both, like, the step forward for the open worlds genre. It's, like, it's everything. It's yeah. everything we've, like, talked about in a video game. Yeah. Can I here i want i want to
0: just make it clear because just thinking about criteria and all that stuff there is a game that should be on this list that's not and i don't think it'll make it but like if if it was less of a personal list for you and me it would be number one in his minecraft
3: oh yeah yeah like in terms of impact and, and everything yeah
0: games for impact Game Awards, Jack Keighley. That's <laughs> good. Um,
3: but like, that's, that's I, for yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is an Aether list, you know? Yeah. I would make the
0: point. I mean, I, I would make the case for Minecraft because it was an extremely important game to me. I played a shitload of it. We did yeah, a whole episode did talk about, about, about
1: it. it this year. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> right. did a whole
0: episode about it earlier this year. Um, I do think it's that important, um, but I know it's not to you. So really, I don't no. think it should be in the top five. Sorry, it's okay.
3: But I think you're right. I think in terms of in terms of what was important in the decade, that's that's in a lot of number one spots for a lot of decade lists. Yeah, this is our collective list. Our combination of us and objectivity, right? A little
0: bit, a little yeah. bit. It's mostly us. I mean, this is no, this is way more subjective. That's what if it was objective at all, it would be Minecraft.
3: Right, right. What I'm saying is like we're thinking about. Us even combining our lists is being a little bit more objective than, yeah. than our own lists.
0: Um, So are we, are we also saying Last of Us and Spelunky are definitely in there?
3: I think so. Yeah, I I, okay. I think the three I'm settled on are, are Breath of the Wild, Spelunky, and Last of Us. Cool. And then I think... Uh, if it
0: was going to be a FromSoft game, what would it be for you? This is really and why tough. is it Dark Souls? Which is the correct answer.
3: <laughs> is that what you're leaning towards? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, in, in case of subjectivity, it's tough because I think Dark Souls is the foundation, mm-hmm. right? That is the... It was a sleeper hit at the time. <laughs> and you always laugh when I say sleeper hit. No, right? I was
0: just thinking it would be fun to advocate for Dark Souls too, just because I like it a lot. But sure. not going to do that.
3: It's interesting because I feel like my favorite story of the three is Sekiro. Yeah. Uh, Same. And I think, again, Sekiro is sort of like... Like who has it's a very focused version of the experience. Yeah. Bloodborne is kind of a nice middle ground where, and I think Mm. honestly, in terms of atmosphere, I still like Bloodborne the most. Oh yeah. I like the setting and I like the level of challenge in Bloodborne the most still in many ways. It's, it's my favorite in that way. Um, but narrative Sekiro by far, but I mean, Dark Souls is the, is the central DNA for all these games um
0: i weirdly and, think that if we're not gonna if we're not gonna pick if the question is between the thing that set the foundation for it and the thing that perfected it i don't know if i can come up with an answer for which of those is more important right so i would rather pick bloodborne. for
3: yeah that's like a middle ground yeah it's kind of the personified choice in terms of like yeah do you choose the hyper focused one or the foundation
0: how do you feel about this aj that makes sense to you
3: uh, no yeah i get it i've uh i've played
1: Dark Souls, bounced off of it, Mm -hmm. played Bloodborne, bounced off of it once, came back and loving it, Yeah, uh, but still go back to it every once in a while uh, and really want to play Sekiro. Right, right, right. Sekiro
3: is oddly, I think, the most accessible. Right, that's what I
1: think. For me, I think Sekiro is going to be the one that I have the highest possibility of finishing. Yeah. Just because uh, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from you guys and from other, you know, video game places is that it is the most video gamey version (laughs) yeah of like a dark souls where like it takes precise you know parrying and stuff but it's not like you're using iframes you also said like you're not metagaming the game just to be good at it right
0: which you find yourself doing in dark souls and in Bloodborne, right
1: which is why i couldn't play dark souls is because i couldn't wrap my head around it at the time yeah um
0: spamming a boss to fall off a bridge things
3: like that yeah and but I will also point out that in this very episode, you said that Sekiro was your favorite. It is, yeah. Movie. Honestly, I,
0: I've changed my mind. I think Sekiro yeah. should. Be I it. think it should be Sekiro. As yeah, well. that's wild. A... Yeah, I just, I just want to pause this and just say that's wild that we're making a games of the of the decade list and that one that we just had in our top 10 is
3: i wanted if it wasn't if three houses wasn't gonna get on i think Sekiro should yeah. i think something from this year deserves to be on there interesting uh at least in our top three. definitely one of those two yeah one of those two for yeah. sure yeah
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna put Sekiro in here
3: yeah so that's breath of the wild uh in no order but breath of the wild probably number one i'm, I'm innocent on that yeah breath of the wild spelunky last of us Sekiro and then fifth is what's left
0: destiny gone home persona 5 walking dead
3: oof okay i very much would like persona 5 to be that spot yeah but i'm also open to destiny just because i know how much that means to you (laughs) honestly and like that's also a very important talk about like influence and everything well let's let's also look at what we have in place already like what's being represented here where we have the open world game right with breath of the wild Mm -hmm. we have like the kind of art house drama of last of us. Yeah. Uh, we have the, uh, action game with Sekiro Mm -hmm. and we have the, like, uh, the indie roguelike with Splunky. Yeah. So I think both persona five and destiny represent a unrepresented genre here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have the like MMO always on sci-fi shooter and the JRPG. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing, the thing about destiny that I think is worth bringing up is destiny comes out everybody's like this kind of sucks but is an interesting idea over time they work on it more and more and more and more until the taken king expansion in year two and it becomes the thing that everybody wanted it to be and that i think was the moment when a lot of other developers clued into the fact that they could be making things like this they could make games a service like the the impact that this game has had is wild in that a lot of other developers have tried to make destiny clones and have failed tremendously because doing this is really fucking hard yeah um we just talked about anthem last week uh last week for you and i who knows for the listener but time's
2: different when you play three houses time's different when yeah. you talk about three <laughs> houses game of and, year,
0: yeah <laughs> time slows down um it's interesting to say that this game had the impact that it did, considering I don't know if there's a really successful one that has that has taken influence from it.
3: Interesting. Whereas Persona 5, I think, is absolutely going to... Well, I don't know. I mean, I think Persona 5... I would say
0: Persona 5 is a is a culmination of a lot of other things, and is kind of an evolution of something that people thought was stagnant at this point.
3: I think so, but I also think you could see its influence in games like Three Houses, and yeah in uh and i imagine upcoming rpgs for sure
0: yeah it feels weirdly to me like pokemon x and y to the pokemon franchise persona Persona 5 5 feels like to turn-based jrpgs yeah as a whole i
3: could say that yeah i could i could see that
0: um the only exception to that for me personally being dragon dragon quest but I, I think I think Persona 5, just, I've mentioned this a billion times, but right when they announced Persona 5, they also released a gif of what the menu looked like. And that was the thing that sold me on the game. And, and, <laughs> and there was at no point did my brain waver from saying, I'm going to buy this game after seeing that menu. It is the most stylish video game, I think, probably of all time. The artistic direction is so fucking out there and doesn't make any sense. And yet is so cohesive.
3: And that's the thing about Persona, I think, as a series is like, All these things should be clashing. Yeah. The like coming of age teen angst mixed with summoning like Oedipus or (laughs) whoever to fight like a high school teacher's inner like demons should not work. And it's so captivating and so infectious. Yeah. I am open for either, honestly. I think it's really apples and oranges, and I think it's also kind of like... I think you and I are more equal in our admiration of Persona 5. Yeah. Whereas I'm not quite as into Destiny, but I also feel like there's a lot of me on the list. Um, I mean, there's a lot of both of us on it. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at other games just to see if there's anything we're, like, obviously missing Well, here. I mean,
3: Dragon's Dogma, but, you know, we've been through this.
0: Right, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3. Um,
3: <laughs> it's the fifth time you
0: Remind. DLC.
3: What do you mind DLC number one?
0: Um, just uh, yeah. Looking back at the, part of me is like Civ Five. <laughs> I know weird choice. Um, Civ Five is great, but I, honestly, I think I think it really should be between Destiny and Persona 5. and Persona Five. Yeah. Um, oh, Journey
3: also good, but I would actually put my experience at Persona Five significantly above Journey. Okay. Even um, I mean yeah yeah. Well, I, I love I love all these games, but Persona Five like really hit a chord with me when i played it. Um i think a lot of people felt that way.
0: Here's a more difficult one for you i think. Oh good. Undertale.
3: Undertale is one of my favorite games. Uh i i ranted about my love for it in the games of the decade episode. Mm-hmm. Talk about like we talked a lot about foundation and influence. Like this game feels like it's in like a time capsule. Like yeah. it feels like it's it's i've i've seen games be influenced by the sort of meta storytelling of it and all that but there's nothing that like has like come close to this feeling that the game inspires like the the amount of tone juggled by undertale of of being simultaneously very funny very heartwarming and also just brutally sad and also scary yeah Like I've never seen a piece of media do all of that so successfully (laughs) Um, and talk about like a game that responds to your changes. I don't think there's a bigger example of that than undertale. Yeah. Uh, The game is, is going to, without you even realizing change to what you're doing and, and like really make you like, I walked away from undertale questioning what I go into games expecting.
0: Right. Which is why I'm asking, should, should it be there instead of persona five? Oh uh, man. I mean, it's,
3: it's, it's tough for me. I think like, can I yeah, please, make a please.
1: case for Undertale in place of Last of Us?
3: Wow. In terms
1: of storytelling and choices having effects and this. gameplay mechanics actually affecting the story and not just being kind of a hindrance on the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. That is my pitch. Yeah. I think, <laughs> that is well, the just pitch. the way. Well, I, I think uh, very zoomed out, under uh, Undertale and the Last of Us are pretty similar in their storytelling. And did we finish this video? No. Okay. I thought we just finished the 10 10 hour Yule log. But, like, from a storytelling perspective, I think they both have very affecting stories. Mm, Um, They really do. But I think Last of Us' story is much more one note. And, like, you do feel stuff, but it's not like it's never funny, Mm -hmm. really. And the moments of happiness are kind of just like oh, I'm glad that this happened and not like I'm genuinely...
0: They're fleeting and you know they're fleeting in the moment. Right, you know as, that as something a nice thing can happen. happens, it's sad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah. with a lot of what we were talking about with Last of Us, is the biggest flaw was that the, the gameplay was just like not great. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I think it's, well, the, the I, gu- I think it's not as stuff. good as the
3: story, though. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. And I think the way that Undertale uses the gameplay mechanics to actually help shape the story in a way is something really unique to that both games made me cry i'll say that. yes one. for sure both games uh, made me cry but but when i finished undertale i felt bad going back to play it <laughs> yeah uh undertale's the only game that ever made me feel bad for wanting to play it again i still haven't it. played it a second time because yeah. it was like please don't take this from
3: us yeah yeah once you get the happy ending like don't yeah. undo this right
1: uh, which is why I want to buy it on Switch so that I don't have to change the one on my computer. And then you can fight Sans. <laughs> I could, yeah, and then I could do something on my... Right. Um, I don't know. So, I think that's
0: a compelling case for Undertale vs. Last of Us, personally. Yeah, I, I I would never have the,
3: thought to put them together. Me either. But, but that's, that's a really great point. Yeah. I, not to not to describe i like to dance he just did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just did
0: a dance he broke it down it was incredible if
3: this is a subjective list i mean i think uh, i i stand by how much i love last of us it was one of my yeah older for sure. games and it's a brilliant story but Absolutely. i think if that's the door to prove that games are art like undertale is what you find mm-hmm. on the other side of the door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah and I think it's also a game that, like, anyone can pick up. It is so mm-hmm. weird, but it's also very accessible in terms of, like... I mean, on launch, it was, like, 10 bucks. And, yeah. again, not to do the money talk, but it's, like... It was for everything. It's $10, and it's not, like, a especially, like, difficult game. Yeah. Except for the Spider, which I know you're stuck
0: at. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, it also just makes me happy to have another indie game on yeah. this list. Yeah. And, more importantly, I think... It's an indie game by one person. It's a solitary vision. One person did the whole thing.
3: Yeah, he had some... Uh, an artist uh, named Temi helped him with some of the character designs. Right, but right, right. Overall, yeah, 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 it was mostly him. Yeah. Uh, Toby Fox. Yeah. And that's like truly an independent product and then also
0: just in terms of the year uh, or sorry in terms of the decade and, and the influence kickstarter and like crowdfunded games has had on the industry undertale is a great example also of that.
3: like we talk about like other publications game of the year like this was a lot of people's game of the year which is inc- like now that that should carry too much weight but the fact that th- this game made by one person is catching on the radar of all these giant right. publications yeah is a testament to the power of that game right I think it got so big that people got like sick of it and i know people who haven't played it that don't want to because of how big it got yeah but it's truly remarkable i i am i'm swayed by you aj i think maybe undertale over last of us i
1: also think undertale is a rare example of a game that is it's similar to last of us in you know those zoomed out ways but that could have been made without last of us existing right
3: like right
1: it, it it both does a lot of the same stuff that last of us does but also could have done it without last of us existing
3: yeah yeah i think um yeah i think the way it adds narrative to every expected gameplay mechanic boiling down to choosing your name right saving like yeah so ingenious yeah if we're
0: talking about the influence not that it had on this decade but the influence that it'll have on the next decade yeah. it's going to be a lot easier for game developers to Make something like Undertale than it is. To make something like the Last. Oh of yeah, us.
3: yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> like, they, Those are polar opposites of, and that that's Naughty Dog's thing. Is like that's exciting when they come out of the game because it's going to be that blockbuster experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is like. One person made this in in you know some some software yeah yeah and it shows you the power just of like good just like the power of art honestly like mm, yeah. it's just so good I mean both of them were were bolded for me so I'd be, I'd be happy for either to be on I've already
0: crossed time. out Last of Us and put Undertale oh wow okay <laughs> me
1: too
3: I love that a
0: game I did not finish
3: <laughs> but you got enough of a taste that I think you
0: yeah I I was overjoyed I felt like a five year old playing that game yeah um loved it yeah yeah.
3: Da, 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 da. so right now definite definite's, <laughs>
2: oh my definite's
0: not in order breath of the wild Sekiro, undertale spelunky
3: oh, mm-hmm. i love that and a lot so destiny or persona Zone five right
0: yeah which we keep avoiding are coming down on
3: oh aj you're the no you're well, the, you're no the i the just influencer here i What's
1: think up? i think persona five or no sorry i think brendan you made a good point with destiny where that it created not created but like really made popular the idea of games as service yeah but i don't know how many other games have yeah started doing that like maybe in some way yeah but i don't know the division games you
0: have anthem you have warframe but like
1: None of them have done it well. Yeah. A lot <laughs> I mean, of people, I think, I mean, would
0: probably argue with Warframe, Warframe.
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Persona 5 has done more for the JRPG genre than Destiny has done for the Games of Service genre.
3: Yeah, I feel like Persona 5 came close to being, like, a modern FF7 in a lot of ways, Yeah, I feel like. Not to just like if I was a doll, that would be what I said if he pulled the string. <laughs> but um, yeah, looking at the list of Breath of the Wild, Splunky, uh, Undertale, Sekiro, Sekiro, and Persona Five, do you think that represents both of us? I, I feel I feel fine. I feel great about that. But I hope you have enough of you on there.
0: I do feel I do feel good about it.
3: Yeah, yeah
1: I feel like I feel like Breath of the Wild, Sekiro, and. Persona 5 are you both and then Spelunky is Brendan and Undertale is Steven.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I feel that.
0: We both yeah. get an indie game. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And then that that makes me feel good cuz I Thank was I that, was worried guys. that we were just going to do 3. I mean we were just going to do five AAA huge big budget <laughs> narrative games. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Top 5 games of the year. Monsanto. Uh
2: Pfizer <laughs> <laughs> <Fine, General laughs> Electric.
3: <laughs> so let's do the order then. So number 1 is Breath of the Wild. I'm fine with that. Yeah,
0: that that is that's there's no question.
3: Uh, number two, honestly, cool with Spelunky in terms of like, uh, well, what else we got? It's Persona Five. Sorry, I have a bad short term memory.
0: I'm just I'm thinking I'm just thinking about um, Xbox Live Arcade that the like popularization of indie games. I think in in more of like a mainstream gaming um, zeitgeist. Braid and Super Meat Boy were kind of like the big hits. I think yeah. Spelunky flew a little bit under the radar, but since being re released elsewhere on Vita and and ps4 and elsewhere like kind of took on a new life to the point where now we're getting a sequel i i feel like i feel like spelunky weirdly was an underdog but really does deserve to be number two yeah now at this point in time um kind of a rocky horror
2: yeah
3: <laughs> i think Sekiro for three interesting Sekiro or un- no i think Sekiro or persona five for three
0: really not undertale
3: i mean Choose your pick. I, I'm like open to these in any way. Or were you really? just
0: were you just not saying Undertale because you didn't want it? You didn't want to put it up too high. You didn't want to feel too greedy. Because I, I would make a case for Undertale at number three personally.
1: I put it as under three. Yeah. No, under three. Yeah. Number three.
3: <laughs> I'm blushing. Yes. <Yeah>,
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put it in.
3: If we had this show when that game came out, I would be so not chill about how much I loved it. Like I I feel like I had to kind of hide it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so, it, that game means so much to me. I love it. I love it so much.
0: And then I would put Sekiro Persona 5.
3: Yeah, I like that. 5 for 5. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. Octopath list.
0: Traveler number 8.
3: Honestly, <laughs> love that game. Um, it was it was my number 8 for the game of the year. I know.
0: It was yeah. great. I it didn't even make my list, but if it did, it would have been 8. I
3: still listen to the soundtrack a lot. Me too. The Decisive Battle 2, great track.
0: The battle is truly yours. Um, <laughs> Breath of the Wild, Spelunky, Undertale, Sekiro, Persona 5. I love that. In that order.
3: Breath of the Wild, Spelunky, Undertale, Sekiro, Persona 5. AJ? Congratulations. Congratulations. Breath of the Wild,
1: Spelunky, Undertale,
3: Sekiro, Persona 5. Oh, you were correcting me. Oh, I, was, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I thought you yeah. were just asking me to say it all. Let's all say it at the same time. <laughs> Make sure you call. Breath of the Wild, this
1: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that I uh, was able to make a case. That's for games of the undertale. decade. Cause looking at last of us just made me feel weird having it on the games of the decade. I don't know.
3: I think, it, I think it's one of the best, but I also think you I, you're right. yeah, I, think I it's, loved it. Um, I think for us subjectively, I think undertale oddly hits that note. And I think it's more personal to us. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, th- I think like saying the Beatles is your favorite band, putting the last of us on this list would be like us saying citizen Kane is a good movie. The best
3: yeah. companies <laughs> of the income. Halliburton. <laughs> poison corp <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing I love this list I, I think it's game.
0: really good I think this is a solid
3: list I think also like that those five games kind of cover such a broad scope of genre that like that they do all kind of represent an important genre of games if
1: anything we're missing the, the first person shooter genre <laughs> right
3: um, oh yeah destiny's floating around there it's, yeah. a, it's the comet of the list
0: blops three Cod Blops, Blops. Cod <laughs> Blops Three Cod Mobile Ghosts. Call of Duty Mobile Which won The Game Awards Mobile <laughs> yeah. Game of the Year Best Mobile Game Yuck Alright so,
1: all right. so uh, Do we want to recap Top 5 2019 Top 5 of the decade Yeah should we do Should we do all the lists Let's do all the lists
0: All, right. all the lists What's your top 10 Steven?
3: My top 10 is I have the Undertale songs stuck in my head 10 was a short hike <laughs> Woohoo 9 was the outer worlds Eight was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Seven was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Six was Resident Evil 2 2019. Five was Guildlings. Four, Slay the Spire. Three, Death Stranding. Two, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And one, Fire Emblem Three Houses.
0: Wow. Incredible. My top ten. Control. What the Golf. Woohoo! Remnant from the Ashes. Apex Legends. A Short Hike. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Slay the Spire. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sekiro. And Fire Emblem. And houses. top five of
3: the decade, AJ? You want to get this Well, one? no. Our
0: well, top five of the year. ITA oh. top five. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. Don't get ahead of yourself. Ow, ow, ow. It was Pokemon at number five, Death Stranding at number four, Slay the Spire at number three, Sekiro at number two, Fire Emblem at number one. Game of the year! Across all accounts. Yes, and AJ, what is the Into the Aether top five of the entire decade Uh,
1: we've been doing the
0: show for 10 years time (laughs) to wrap it up number
1: five persona five number four Sekiro Shadows Die Twice number three Undertale number two Spelunky and number one game of the decade Breath of the Wild
0: (laughs)
3: Best Why was that game good, of the '90s,
0: Jurassic the Park,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the Sega Genesis. Oh my god! I love that game. I this, have that. Is that is that's the one where
0: you can play as Ian Grant or yeah. as the Velociraptor? Yes. Weird I think game. I
1: might have that under my TV right now.
0: I got that for Christmas when I was very young.
3: Incredible. How long did that take, by the way? The games of the decade.
1: Uh, honestly, uh, I stopped. I didn't take a. Uh, we started the top five of the year at three hours. And we ended the rec or we started the recap at four eighteen. So, Probably an hour.
3: Yeah, for an, an hour for for the top five of the year and of the decade. So in terms of it taking so like a half hour each. It, in terms of it taking not long, I wasn't wrong and I wasn't right.
1: Yeah, so no, I wasn't. It really wasn't. It, it felt like we talked for a long time, but yeah, yeah. Time changes when you're playing Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Week. <laughs> um,
3: congratulations. Wow, I can't believe it's
0: over.
1: Yeah, this is a lot. And send the RSS feed into the trash.
3: We're looking at the uh, virtual <laughs> Yule Log. Yeah, HHS wait, how center. much
1: of this Yule Log have we watched? Hold on.
3: How much log was consumed? Well, Oof. Just under six hours of log
1: consumed. Ow, ow, ow.
3: Wow. Six hours of log.
1: What else? Is there anything else we need to do? Is there
0: anything else uh, you want to say to wrap up the the year? I mean, I, this is coming out January first, so welcome to twenty twenty.
3: But welcome to twenty twenty. I'm really glad this episode was sort of the moral opposite of last. I mean, last year was a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was it was a tense thing. It was uh, I remember you literally said to me, Steven, this is war at yeah. one point. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am so just overjoyed that in the year and a half we've been doing this show, there are that many games that mean that much to us. Yeah. You know we're not we're not looking back. I mean, it, we do a good mix of of looking back, looking at what's coming out now, and getting excited for the future. Which I guess we can talk a little bit about what's coming out that we're excited for. Oh yeah. But um, I uh, I'm just like so happy we're doing this show, and that like in the time we're doing it, there's stuff coming out like three houses like Sekiro where we're like oh this might be the best ever Yeah, <laughs> right, right. you know like we chose a really good time to do a video game podcast and I just like like always I'm just so thankful to do this show this feels especially nice because we're all in person and it's you know like the end of the year and I, I just feel very grateful for having this outlet I don't remember what my life was like before I had this channel to talk about things I'm so passionate about wow. I think I was just probably not as chill in real life <laughs> <laughs> But it means a lot to me. And it means a lot that like we had so many people vote on what they liked. I mean, you know, Fire Emblem won this year, I yeah. guess in every way. Yeah. But uh even more than that, I just, you know, looking back on the decade and and I'm just thankful for a lot and I'm grateful for the show. And I love you both very much.
0: Yeah. Love you too, Steven. Love you too, Steven. Me? You, Steven. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna stop doing this. I uh <laughs> I I can't I can't get over the fact that like a year ago we recorded the 2018 GOTI and you were like i can't wait to do a full year of this podcast so we can like really have the whole thing in our hands for when we do GOTI 2019 and we did it it's kind of wild yeah, yeah we did it and really cool yeah podcasts don't last this long generally <laughs> <laughs> i have seen the stats <laughs> yeah.
3: it's just nice that i feel like it it like also in terms of just highlighting what what accomplishments happened over the decade. Like I think this year what I especially love is our Discord. Like there's being more involved with with all of you who listen and and the community that we built around the yeah. show. Like that has become such an anchor for me. Yeah. In, in my life and like AJ just played D D with some people. Yeah, it was yeah. a great time. Really, really awesome. Super great community. Super the fact that not only do you listen to the show, but that we kind of have an avenue to like stick around with each other and talk about stuff is yeah. really lovely. And I think is not something we really directly planned on. So this show's kind of taught me to take comfort in not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's kind of how I'm going into 2020. It's nice. like, this is all out of my control. I, I'm just here for the ride and so far so good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, in the context of video games and the show. <laughs> 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 in other areas, not as much. But yeah. like you know Oh, my house burned down? It's fine. Say <laughs> well, yeah, la V. But um, yeah, I just I'm grateful for a lot. Thank you. Good night. Yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about what you're excited about next year? Yeah. <sighs>
3: sorry i don't know why that's my thing why is that my catchphrase screaming (laughs) got another list catchphrase yeah this is a bit more loose uh i just wrote down stuff i'm excited for for next year looking at the horizon next year's gonna be horizon one dawn (laughs) uh all right so uh, sunset
0: could you imagine that was the name of the sequel
3: doesn't really make sense
1: (laughs) yeah no it wouldn't story story-wise yes you're right you're right you're right (laughs) I got some stuff here that I'm
0: <laughs> last excited time I was for. here. I just want to note last oh, no, time no, I was no, here at AJ's house. Yeah. He did give me the entire plot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I sat right here almost right here. Right there, yeah. And you told me the entire thing. And boy, that game has a plot.
3: Yeah. So there are five elements. Um, <laughs> one of them is steel. Mm-hmm. like Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Switch against me, fairy type. Tell me your stuff. I'm very excited. Probably above all else, uh FF seven remake. Yeah. Comes out March third. Yeah. That's the big one. Uh, Last of Us Part Two comes out in May. Also very excited. Uh, Neo Two. We still want to talk about Neo One eventually. That came out. It was the free game for PSN for a bit. Uh, this is written in no order, so it's not like level of excitement. But Neo was sort of like the biggest competitor for sort of the Souls esque game, and then Sekiro came out and was like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, And now 2 is coming out, so we'll see what that's all about. So I definitely will check that out. Animal Crossing New Horizons, also March, March 20th. Big one for both of us, especially you. Um, Persona 5 Royal, uh, March 31st. Uh, Persona 5 Scramble for the Switch, Mm -hmm. February 20th. I'm definitely gonna get it. I'm way more excited for Persona 5 R, but, like, I... The more
0: I see a scramble, the better it looks.
3: Yeah, it looks fun. It's I, I am also disappointed that P5 and P5 R are not coming to Switch, but, like, I, I'm open to seeing what that game is all about, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Cyberpunk is the Death Stranding of next year. We'll, we'll probably check it out out of obligation, but, yeah. like, kind of mixed elden ring cba Watch Dogs legion might even be 2021 sports story uh is mid 2020 it's mm-hmm. the sequel to golf story did you play golf story yeah we talked about it oh okay yeah yeah it's been a long year
0: it's been a long time uh, yeah
3: but um loved golf story except for sports stories Any game about sports but in a very fun way and stories uh, and stories skatebird Another uh, indie game, boyfriend dungeon. Yeah. Uh the Resident Evil 3 remake. And then these are big question marks. I doubt will be next year, but we'll see. I have a case for one of them coming out next year, but Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, and Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2 is the only one of those three that I could see coming out next year just because we don't know what the other big Nintendo game for the end of the year would be. Like, we don't nothing, no word of like a new Metroid or anything like that, and they usually end the year with like a Pokemon or a Smash Brothers or a Mario. Yeah. So this year was Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon last year was... uh Let's go Pikachu and Eevee and Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers so yeah. like I don't know what this year's gonna be. And that we did see a very kind of archaic trailer of the next one. Yeah. But I think I think there's a chance that it will be the end of next year. Yeah. We'll find wild. out like early next year when yeah. it's gonna be.
0: Um I mean, Animal Crossing. That's that's literally the only <laughs> one on my list.
3: I'm excited. Don't get
2: me
0: wrong. I'm excited for other games, but Animal Crossing is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Final sure. Fantasy 7 I, I should probably give a shout out to because I played Final Fantasy 7 this year. Not sure. all of, but you know, I played enough of it. Um, really loved it. Excited for that. Um, the thing, honestly, and I think I said this last year. I'm going to say it again this year. The thing that I'm most excited about are all the games we don't know about. Because looking at my list of my top 23 for this year, we didn't know that most of these games existed. Right. By the time we were recording Gody last year. And
3: that's what I was referring to with like not. Like just going into next year, yeah. Like not knowing what's gonna play out.
0: Yeah, something like Apex Legends could happen at any moment. You right. Know what I mean, or,
3: or Guildlings or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So
0: yeah excited
3: yeah me too plus not to mention like we're also not beholden to what's new like there's a lot of uh older games that i want to check out and revisit i have my god quest of doing every final fantasy i want to finish gravity rush 2 i have a lot of old games around that i want to give more time like metal gear solid 3 snake eater so like there's a lot there's a lot on the horizon (laughs) uh and i'm really excited to talk about it all
0: yeah cool 2020 vision's clear baby
2: your eyes full
3: heart
0: Kid i can't game. explain how
3: neutral your face was during the expression <laughs> it's like oblivion pc yes. it's almost like we've been recording for six hours yeah. um, four and a half
0: okay
1: uh what 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 what, what? we gotta do now? patreon backers yes social media yes and then say goodbye
3: what do we do without you aj <laughs> how do we do this show without you you record for less than four
1: and a half hours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Isn't that virtual Yule log?
0: AJ's our watchful protector. Yeah. Um. Night.
3: This has been a lot of ITA content the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we more than ever want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We thoroughly enjoyed making it. It's been a it's been a busy month in all areas. What
0: if I pulled out like Final Fantasy VII <laughs> <laughs> remake? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. I got an early copy. Sorry, I'm busting out my laptop. It's just Chocobo Ranch, though. (laughs) Chocobo Billy needs help. (laughs) anyway uh we want to thank you more than ever for listening uh yes. and we just appreciate always the support the show gets if you like the show share it with a friend most direct way to help it grow um, or you can uh review it on apple podcasts um that also helps quite a bit you can leave a comment on
1: Podbean, which happened for one of the podcasts I, other podcasts i produced a couple oh, really? weeks ago somebody That's commented amazing. on Podbean.
3: yeah so i love that you, you can comment on Podbean. <laughs> 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 please Comment on podbean. <laughs> for the love of God, comment on Podbean. Um, you can do that. Any <laughs> any way you want to review the show, go for it. Yeah. Uh and if you really, really, really like the show, we have a Patreon. You can back. It's uh patreon.com slash into the cast. Uh this is another edition of this year because people reached out and asked how to support the show and we made it Uh, we were not thinking of doing this this early yeah and many of you supported the show which is unbelievably kind uh right now we have three tiers for a dollar you get a shout out for three dollars you get access to episode art and for five dollars you get access to our monthly newsletter um it also enables us to do bonus episodes so like you're indirectly or directly helping those come out but everyone gets those and for the newsletter, every quarterly issue is for everyone. So you can get to that on medium.com slash into the cast. Yes. Um, It's worth noting because the Patreon is still pretty new. Like, I think we're also open to like, at least I've been thinking about this, like doing, you know, more tiers or, or, or more like stuff you can get from it. That's a work in progress. So if you ever have any ideas, feel free to share that with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. You know, I, we basically wanted to make as little of a paywall as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the more support we get, I would love to make more stuff around the show that people can enjoy so whatever that means to you like feel free to share that with us and and that's like that kind of shared information is what led to us making it in the first place and i think we've really enjoyed what the newsletter is turning into and all that that's that's all kind of in aid of the community around the show growing which i think is one of the best things about this and what keeps us going uh with that we have our list of patron uh, patrons the patreon backers that we're going to give a shout out to sure do thank
0: you so much to akira alex andrew d also andrew d two andrew d's now interesting uh bead benjamin d benjamin w bolt brett Catherine, christopher david hilton inez jason jeff josh cameron kim kyle mark Marcel, millie muffin pie micah min no name pablo phillips salute peasy scout spencer and trevor uh, thank you all so much for donating to the show uh supporting into the aether a low-key video game podcast and i think with that we're closing out the year
3: i think so yeah i mean we got a twitter into the cast
0: opening up the new year i guess
3: uh (laughs) twitter into the cast uh twitch into the cast but yeah Yeah. that's basically it with that we can close out the year
0: yeah uh i do want to give one final (laughs) shout out to aj Flory, our producer who's here who set us up in this wonderful living room yeah.
2: recording so studio
1: nice. uh thank you i just want to say thanks so much for giving me this opportunity uh well because this was the first podcast that wasn't my own that i had the chance to edit and produce and it's been really great and i've learned a lot from doing it and it's very fulfilling great you do a so, great job and you guys are two of my very good friends what wow <laughs> Sorry, <that's so> <laughs> we love you
3: AJ yeah love you AJ yeah. we love you, we're happy yeah. you, you you. You, this is fun we should have you on more
1: often I mean I,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got my Ouija board out and summon <laughs> yeah I'm gonna do the, go- do the
1: ghost <laughs> <laughs> his living room is two tombstones ghost the hand is,
3: may I interject
1: Undertale has
2: the same beats
3: as last of us <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
3: gonna do the ghost
1: effect on my voice the
3: entire yeah, yeah, yeah. time oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be spooky music the whole time the ghost with headphones and don't Amazing.
0: Cool. That's nice. Right. Yeah, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley.
3: I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Steven
1: Hilger. And AJ, where are you at? Uh, I'm AJ Fileri. You can find me on the internet at AJ Fileri.
0: Nice. Goodbye, everyone.
3: Goodbye. Goodbye. We did it. We so did many it. lists.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like I loved it actually.
0: Me Great. too. Woo.
3: See ya.
1: Welcome to 2020. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose.
3: <laughs> Game of the Year, Friday Night Lights. (laughs) (laughs) Just the pilot! Just the pilot, and the finale. (laughs) Skip season two. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Bye.